to Australia or England. It really is easier just to assume that because we do have a lot of people in Australia just like, I don't know, that's the thing. This Australians love our asses. All right, guys, well, I, I am I, am, I tentatively hit the live button and I'm taking a look to see. If okay, it's I promise not to be racist. <laughs> and just to say this officially out loud, we're going to save all of our spoiler left behind talk for the back end of the podcast. Oh, is that what it is? We're going to try okay. and be... talk about the singing the rain number. <laughs> we're going to so try and do... be respectful and whatnot. So we're going to do what? What? Just what the shit we've been doing this week, and then it's going to be Geek Week review, and then it's going to be Left Behind. That's correct. Okay, I'm glad we don't have that much Geek Week and Review stuff this week, so this podcast shouldn't be that goddamn long. Uh, hold Eddie, on a did you I not see... Did you not see the Lego movie? That's a, br- a heartbreaker. So wait, Annie, did you transmit the uh, the link? Uh, yes. And I just tested it, and it is working. Okay. Um... Let me get that. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Man, I got fat hands. Why do I have fat? I always think I have skinny hands, but no, I got fat hands. I keep okay. forgetting I'm fat until I get on this video podcast. It's so sad. <laughs> Man, the same thing happens to me all the time, Bill. I'm I keep all- thinking, like, you George Clooney-looking motherfucker, and then I get on the podcast, and I'm like, oh. I tried to send Foley a provocative picture yesterday by a text <laughs> message, and I'm just like, I just, I just sent her, like, a fucking, like, beached whale pic. Like, what the hell? <laughs> the best part is that she had her phone down on the work t- on the counter at work, and when my coworkers <laughs> went, he was like, "Oh, so I'm like, oh great, I'm glad there was no actual nipple there." Like, implication of nipple. I totally missed that. And all I heard is something about nipples, and so that's I'll, probably I'll, for I'll the just, best. Yeah, probably. Um, what else did I do? I, it's been two weeks. What the hell? And I had a vacation. What the hell did I do? That's the point. Uh, is he had a vacation? He didn't do anything. Uh, I played more video games than that. Yeah, I know. Uh, Annie, yeah. you want to borrow the Xbox so you can play Titanfall? I'm kind of intrigued by Titanfall. We can talk about that. You guys have, have, have I have I talked? Did I talk at length about um, Banner Saga yet? You yeah. Yes. Yeah, I must have. Why did you play? Did, well, I'm, I'm, you you hadn't been it. The last time we talked about it, you were uh, fighting the last boss. Oh, well, I finally beat it. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I streamed some of it or tried to mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me look at uh, Steam real quick and make sure. Oh um, man, Jacob's been playing jazz punk. That's good. I, I there's not much I can say about jazz punk. That game's kind of a blur. We'll talk about it. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, y'all. Don't. Let's not spend our, no, wait, our valuable. So the breakfast burritos are they? Is is are are they? they do they get delivered to your house? No, there's this place called Apriza that is an old um, shipping container. That they have um, uh, converted into a little kitchen, and you can pre-order your burritos online and then go pick them up, or drive through, or drive through. <clears throat> yeah, you yeah. drive through the shipping costumes for the burrito if you pre-order. I'm sorry, what was that, Jacob? Do you get any bonus costumes for the burrito if you pre-order? <laughs> no, I wish I did. I wish I got like a collectible uh, statue or something, <laughs> or you know, just Drake well, yeah, holding for a, a burrito. <laughs> Holding his burrito. That's right. <laughs> Quote unquote burrito. <laughs> that was funny. I think you guys have read my Uncharted fan fiction. I'm just saying. It, it's funny because in Japan the costumes for the burritos were much skimpier, but they had to censor that for the for the <laughs> North American release. 
And burrito. This this week's episode is gonna be titled Burrito Panties. <laughs> no, please no. Okay, let me. My repeat. parents might see this. Can it please not? <laughs> I don't know. You have the podcast. I gave it's up true. on that a long time ago. Uh, they think I'm just having a chat with someone, so. <laughs> Aren't I'm you? Try though? to keep it that way. Uh, I am. It's not a lie. That's right. It's not the whole truth. Okay. All right. I think I have everything prepared on my end. We have one viewer. Okay, Conley and, J- and Jacob, just to put y'all at ease, we have had an all-time high of seven viewers at once. Whoa! But Whoa. our median average is three. So, no, seriously, yeah. recording this podcast, it's like talking to a bunch of people. And most uh, of those people are on the podcast. Now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's always like talking to a bunch of pe- other people in a car. Like your your audience is never bigger than than like a packed van. Exactly. So there should never be any kind of like uh, just uh, one guy driving cross country to have internet. That cars. made my phone search for something. Really? So, you wow. Said that made my phone search for seventy averages three. Wow. How about that? <laughs> All right. <sighs> okay. Oh, man. All right, is everyone ready? Are we all officially prepared? Do we have all of our devices set to their whatever sure. settings? I'm ready to go. <clears throat> okay. All right. And now let's <clears throat> center ourselves, focus. All right. Oh, hold on. It's uh, my bandwidth, I think, is being wonky, so let me tell it to be cool. Oh, hey, Annie, have, have you watched any more Lost Girl? Uh, no, actually, funny you should ask, as soon as, well, actually, this is going to be podcast talk, so hold on a second. Okay. Because I've been, I've been finding uh, Lost Girl in the internet dumpster. <laughs> as soon Not as I'm done podcasting, I have to find uh, the most recent, like, four episodes in the internet dumpster. Oh, wait, so. I have to go see if I can, wait, I have to go check the internet dumpster. Because, <laughs> <laughs> let's see, yeah, my friend, uh, Whitney, is my friend that we watch Lost Girl with, and... We were last on episode seven, so I have to uh, download all the most recent. I have up to episode eleven. Okay. Well, I the internet I dumpster send is them quick. To you. You can, but the internet dumpster will probably be just as quick. So don't worry about it. I mean, by I'm 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 by by what we're, we're not talking about the actual episodes. We're talking about the novelizations of the episodes. Of course, that, that we we're writing ourselves, our transcripts yeah. that we're writing. That's that right. We, yeah. <sighs> okay, alright. <laughs> hey everybody, and welcome to the Boy Hattie Podcast. Uh, we're here to piffle you about garbage as usual. As always, I'm Annie. I'm Bill. And with us this week, we have special guests, Jacob and Conley. Say hello, friends. Why, hello. Hello, hello yeah. friends. <laughs> uh, Conley, you may know, is a co-host on the uh, Ladylike Book Club, the podcast that she and I uh, do together, and that you, of course, listen to rapturously. Jacob is one of our most beloved listeners on the Boy Howdy podcast, so Jacob, we're happy to finally have you on air. Thank you. I think that now, with Jacob, we have officially had the majority of our listeners on the podcast. (laughs) Grumpy Turtle's been on the podcast, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, that really is, like, at least half the listeners we've ever had have been on the podcast. Yeah, we had Cannon Hart and Maxwell Motley, so I think all we need to do is have Sid, and that will be pretty much it. That's the Boy Howdy Nation. Yeah. I have nothing to say about that. It's a sad <laughs> truth. It's not even a joke. <laughs> it's just a fact. <laughs> so this is this is us just saying to anyone who listens to the podcast who isn't vocal about it on Twitter, all you have to do is like if you ever want to be on the show, all you have to yeah. be all you have to do is tweet us and like, Hi, I like you guys. Yeah. I just tweeted, Hey, I have a headset. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. Well, yes. Yeah, so we haven't spoken to y'all in two weeks um, because the last week, for a number of reasons, we were unoccup- uh, all occupied, too busy to record. Primary one was that uh, Portland was enveloped by snow. Oh, that's right. Because we like. So it was your birthday. Yeah. yeah. Portland got hit. With, how many feet of snow was that? Was that just like two feet? Uh, uh, it kind of varied depending yeah. on where in town. We at our Which, place we got maybe a few inches. Yeah. So Portland yeah. for all for the two listeners that are in Australia or England, and then Jacob, well, uh, who is also yeah, not, <laughs> not in Australia. We were talking <laughs> beforehand about how Bill assumes that all of our listeners are either in Australia or England. Um, and Jacob, you're bucking the trend because where are you from, my friend? Uh, Clancy, Montana. That's right. Which Clancy, is close to Helena. Would, you would know okay. something about snow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to so say, that doesn't sound like much snow in Portland, but two feet. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. So this is the thing you need to know. A, uh, just to give y'all a sense of reference, Portland is in a valley. So we're, there's, like, a volcano mm-hmm. and a valley, and then there is a, like, high, they're not, it's not a mountain. It's hills on the other side. So depending on where you are in Portland in proportion to these hills and mountains and valleys, you can get a, a significant different amount of snow. So I'm higher up and closer to the mountains, so we got about eight inches here. And the thing is, we got eight inches within the span of 48 hours. And in yeah. Portland, we have no snow infrastructure because it just doesn't snow. In the almost decade that I've lived here, this is the, only the second time that we've had more than an inch of snow on the ground at a time. So we've yeah. got, like, no snow plows. Yeah. There's no There's salt no salt or anything like that. They, yeah. they have some gravel they throw down, and that's pretty much the only thing they do like yeah. in, in, for snow preparation here. Um, snow so, quite a bit over here, too. Uh, where I'm at, we'll, we'll get, like, Six inches, and you go like a mile away, and nothing. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Well, which is funny because the Pacific Northwest has been the only part of the country that's been untouched uh, by all the snow and shit that's been ravaging yeah. the rest of the country, except for California, bad. which has been uh, hit with a drought. Drought, like California, needs all the shit that the rest of the country has been yeah, getting. Yeah. I can't believe we're talking about the weather, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, more to the point. We got a shit ton of snow that we weren't prepared to deal with. I slipped in the snow and concussed myself. Yeah, what happened there? You, you, all <clears throat> week long you've been talking about on the podcast about how you've been seeing visions and how your <laughs> left part of your body doesn't work yeah. anymore. But you won't tell, like, so what happened? Like, what, like, so what, okay. what's up? Okay. I run hot. I am always warm. Just yeah. always. That is my default setting is very, very warm. So I really love the cold. And my favorite cold is dry cold. Like yeah. when it's, I like when it's a crisp, dry snow. I love this that shit. This is like the driest snow It was so good. Yeah, yeah, it was powdery. super good. So when it first snowed, the thing is that I slipped when it wasn't even icy yet. Because it, when it first snowed, it was like this beautiful powder. And it was so good. And it felt so good that I kept sticking my bare feet out in it. Oh, so you slept, like, on Thursday when it was still yeah. just, like, the pretty, like, light snow. Yeah, because yeah. I was out in that stuff, too, yeah. So I kept sitting on my step and sticking my feet out in the snow, and it felt so good. And I got teased and taunted. I was like, well, if you like the snow so much, why don't you go walk around in it? And so I was like, well, I will. And I took three steps out my front door, slipped, and hit the back of my head. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, pretty proud of myself, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Aww, that- Sucks, especially was, like, yeah, like three steps in, in, at the at the, your first snowfall in like years. And the thing is, yeah. is that I um so yeah, as Bill mentioned, it was my birthday week. I took the week off vacation. My wife told me to take the week off without telling me why. <clears throat> so my birthday was on Sunday. We had a hoot nanny. It was a lot of fun. My she surprised me with a visit from my parents. So my parents like I, there was a knock on the door. 
Um, I was watching Wolf of Wall Street, the Bill Fallon in an internet dumpster, and I was about halfway through, and there was a knock on the door. I get up and open it, there's my fucking parents. And I was so delighted. It was, I love my folks. And my mom's been on the podcast. Y'all know that she's great. And uh, so we had a really Has lovely time. Has she been time. on this podcast or Lady Like? She ha- uh, she, both, actually. She has yeah, that's put on Bill and Lady Like, yeah. yeah. So, Did your uh, mom listen to Bill? I know. Okay, here's the I, thing about I want my, mom. my best behavior around her, her, her folks. Yes, Bill really likes my parents, so it's okay. Also, my mom loves Star Wars, so whenever the new Star mm-hmm. Wars prequels come out, we'll have to. Have Your them. mom is really. Great. She loves Star Wars. She loves the Beatles. Yeah, she loves Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. She, she's she's fantastic. She's she's legitimately a great person to hang out and talk. It's not like yeah. just like oh, so and so's mom is kind of cool, but it's like she's actually. That's, that's to what hang I got from that episode, Lady Wake. I just didn't remember the episode yeah. of this one. Yeah, my mom is great as a person beyond yeah. just being a cool lady. So, anyway, uh, so my parents came out and visited. Needless to say, I did not finish Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> and uh, had a lovely time with them. And then uh, uh, they left on Wednesday. And then uh, Wednesday night, there was another knock on my door as I was finishing Wolf of Wall Street. And Foley had flown out my best friend Emily from Canada as a surprise. So how so, did you get her out of town? Because she flew in the day before we got before the city shut down. Her flight was on Sunday morning, and Saturday night the ice and snow was so bad that they shut down all public transit, with the exception of a few bus lines. And so, yeah, it was bad. And what was annoying was that all the planes were still going. At least, like, Air Canada was like, mm, jerk off motion, we got this. And uh, Air Canada. Exactly, right? Yeah. And uh, so, but uh, we were just trying to figure out how the hell to get her there. And we spent all of Saturday night calling every single cab and shuttle and town call service in town, no, no avail. And so around, uh, like, 6.30, I was like, well, don't worry about it, forget about it, we'll just take the bus and the max line. And of course then we wake up at 4 o'clock the next morning they're all shut down. We found the one crazy ass cab driver in town who was driving and got her to the airport. She got home just fine. So. And this is this being uh, Academy Award winning Emily Carroll too. So even if she, if she had died it would have been like a tragic loss for you. It would have been, oh we had a friend who died in the snow. But no. yeah, it would have been blamed by the internet. There would so, have been yeah. no home too. You know, it, it, it'd be a, it'd be a big deal. They like, sure. they're, yeah, there was shit riding on your shoulders. You are an idiot. What? No, yeah. So it was it was a really lovely week and a, so a great distraction. So I'm sorry we didn't do boy hottie last week, y'all. But I was well occupied. And yeah, then all this week I started recovering from a concussion. So for the record, boy hottie nation, when you slip and hit your head, put ice on it. Take acetaminophen, a.k.a. Tylenol, not ibuprofen or aspirin, as those are anticoagulants, and they will cause continued swelling. Oh, no. They be dizzy. Take no vertigo medicine, such as Dramamine. (laughs) Do not drink and do not sleep more than two hours without someone waking you and checking on your mental state. I'm telling you this now because I did all of those things. (laughs) All of them. And go to the doctor when your friend tells you to. Well, maybe. <laughs> to be fair, it was snowmageddon. We had no snow touching yeah. and no snow tires. And yeah, I, I like five people told you to go see someone. I was one of them. <laughs> well, I was an idiot. Half of the Portland Red Comic scene told you to go see a doctor. I'm well, honestly surprised Foley doesn't have chains. And Foley always seems to be the kind of person I thought would be kind of prepared for that kind of thing. Well, the thing is, so when it started snowing, Foley on Thursday, before it even got bad, she was like, order us chains next day, 
So yeah. I did. And they didn't come, even though we, we did next air because of the fucking weather, they didn't come on Friday. It didn't come on Saturday. Saturday afternoon, oh. I sent an email to the tracking service because it had been sitting in Vancouver, Washington, according to the web portal, since Friday morning. So um, I... Uh, I emailed the delivery service and I said, hey fuckers, where's my delivery? I know weather or whatever, but where's my delivery? And Sunday, when it was like icy and terrible, Sunday, this delivery service does not deliver on Sunday, middle of the day of Sunday, this haggard looking man knocked on my door and handed me my snow chains about four hours after my friend left for the airport. So like it was, it was like it was Tom Hanks at the end of Castaway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Showing up with, exactly. Your, with your snow chains finally. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So now I have snow chains. Yeah. Now no, every Portlander should have like a box, like a golden box of chains that they only break out like once a decade. But like, <laughs> like, like it's kept in like in a lit golden box. It's yeah, yeah. It's 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 like the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Exactly. You open it and like light pours out, but yeah. <laughs> Oh. Pretty much. Anyway. So anyway, yeah. Don't drink, sleep, take ibuprofen. I took six ibuprofen because my head hurt. Because my friend was visiting and I didn't want to be a killjoy and it was snowing and it didn't hurt that much the first day. It was only the next the day. day. So yeah, yeah, you just had legitimate like, like brain swelling. That's that's like a real concussion. Yeah. It's not like you. It's not like you just hurt your head, but you actually did damage your brain a little bit. <laughs> so the best. Part, the best part of this whole thing is that when I finally did talk to a medical professional because I'm an idiot, they were like, okay, so guess what? Post-concussive uh, sy sy uh, 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 symptoms can last for two weeks to a month afterwards, so look forward to that. Also, an abrupt, and by the way, this is the worst adjective you want to hear, catastrophic neurological uh, mishap can happen at any minute. So if you start oh, misspeaking... Okay. Or, uh, like, have trouble using words or anything like that. Um, if it's just minor, make sure you tell a friend so they can be conscious of it. And if it's severe, immediately call 911. Which means I'm just going to wear a helmet from now on. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah he was like, don't, so don't slip anymore. Don't drive or anything. Like, no problem. No, but so now it means that every typo... <laughs> and it's not mm -hmm. like I'm always really clear and eloquent the first time anyway. Every time, like, is this it? Is this the big one? Is this goodbye, friends and family? It's so good. So every time you stumble over your word on the podcast, yes, like, <laughs> exactly. It is. Terrible. It's a hypochondriac. I can sympathize. Yes, that's Every the thing. thing. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, guys, don't hit your noggin. It's no fun. Annie, uh, what's what's the name of your new uh, secret sex Tumblr? I'm not telling you. God damn! I'm sorry, I was just looking at Tumblr. And I was like, oh, oh, you really not? It's pretty obvious. It's actually just listeners. secret sex Tumblr. <laughs> secret sex dot Tumblr dot com. No, uh, yes, password for it is password. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm never telling you, Bill. God ever, damn it! Ever, ever, ever. Um, so yeah, everybody, uh, thank you for listening to my uh, little screed on why we didn't record last week. But I had a lovely and if 30th birthday. so abruptly cancels, you'll know why. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So Jacob, thank you for my gift that you gave me of uh, PlayStation Network credits. Uh, it was very kind of you. I, Did you uh, pick up Okami? Or? I, I didn't pick up Okami. I went to go buy Vagrant Saga. Because I was like, and then you oh, found out you had it. Yes, I found out I had it, so I still need to buy Okami. And I um, I didn't get around to it just because I didn't have my PS3 on until yesterday. And then I accidentally spent it all on Left Behind. <laughs> ah, <laughs> but, okay. well. but I promise I will buy Okami because I genuinely want to play it. It's really cute. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's yeah. really cute. Yeah. It's, it's a slow three hours at the start, but it's mostly story stuff, so I think you might deal with that better than most people yeah. who complain about Wait, that. Wait, what are we talking about? Okami HD. 
on the PS3. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's gorgeous. I had no idea. Wait, you're saying yeah. it's only three hours long? No, the game is like 40, but the yeah, opening it's, sequence, it's, it's like a Zelda game. There's a three hour Yeah, it's Zelda with a dog, and Annie yeah, yeah. hates Zelda. Well, but I love dogs. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> and the thing is, it's, it's, really it's only cute. Zelda-like in structure. Every time there's a puzzle, there's a camera zoom where it shows you the thing yeah, you need not, to do yeah. and everything. It's... It's just the closest thing in structure to it is Zelda, so that's the comparison people make. But it's Zelda with a dog! And it's gorgeous. It's, it's a wolf goddess, amazing. Japanese wolf goddess dog, too. It's not just like, it's it, not just It Larry does have the, the, yeah, it's it's not just the gas station mutt, but it's like a super no. cool, yeah. It does have that kind of weird Japanese thing where there's a lot of, um, like, boob jokes in weird really? places, and like there's a part well, where the dog is just staring at this woman with massive breasts, and you're like, what? What are you really? doing, game? <laughs> like, there's like two or three moments in this 40-hour game, and it never feels super creepy. <laughs> and yeah. overall, I still like the game, but you, you should know there are a few moments. Well, here's the thing. Not to paint an entire industry with one yeah. brush, but it's a Japanese game. Yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> no, I, I didn't want to just say, well, it's from Japan. You should expect this, but it's I've from... I've been playing that new Bravely this. Default, like the new Final Fantasy yeah. game they just came out with. And, like, these characters are, are like little like, like, like little 13-year-old kids. And I just got through a whole subplot where one of the 13-year-old girls is supposed to dress super sexy in, like, yeah. almost a non-existent bikini. <laughs> for this, for, you like, that that's bikini. the whole... They're later like, in the game. It's not that bad. They've censored it for the American release. But, but it's still... Yeah. There's like 10 hours of gameplay devoted as to whether or not this one character in yeah. your party is going to run around in this bikini or not. And it's just like in the middle of like the Final Fantasy game. It's so That's, weird. Oh, that game... The writing in that game is so bad. Falls great, but like it's so fucking weird. And it, there's well, this one part where you run into this lecture guy, this old lecture guy who's yeah. like, the wizard supposed to help you. And he's like, oh, I've known you since you were a child, but I haven't seen you in 10 Where'd years. Now you are, you are delightfully jiggly in all the right places. Uh, and he's I think that's an actual line. <laughs> he's talking to these little Final Fantasy characters that they're Who were 15 in the Japanese movie. Yeah, it's just so weird because the characters kind of like, yeah, they're like little cartoony little chibi characters, but it's talking about like, oh yeah, you titties. Mm, how you yeah. doing? It's just like, oh man, and Japanese game. And it's so disappointing for me because I know the artist who designed all those characters and he usually does so good with female characters. Yeah. So great. There are some exceptions. He's the guy who designed Fran from Final Fantasy XII, but she was at least an adult. Yeah. Was she the bunny girl? Uh, white bunny, but yes. Oh, okay. Because like, that, that, that was the only sexualized character I remember seeing. From right. Play that game. And yeah. she kind of is the only character like that. And uh -huh. I imagine Square was the one who decided she was going to look like that, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, anyway, we could save that for Bravely Default uh, character top. But just, yeah, funny. Arbitrarily sexuality in a video game. Yeah. It's... Shocker. I can deal with a costume or two, but yeah. Bravely Default takes just a step towards the creepy side yeah, that I don't like. Yeah, I could understand that. Well, Jacob, just so you know that I'm not buffaloing you, I did just purchase on the PlayStation Store Okami. With I it. saw it with my own okay. eyes. Conley can yeah. witness it. Okay. Wait, how much Thank is you, it? Is it expensive? I needed a witness. It's like 14 bucks <laughs> well, now. That's not bad. It was 20 when it first came out. Yeah. And it's like a 40-hour game. Yeah. I bought the Okami Den, the, uh, I don't know if it's a remake or I, it's a spinoff, but you play it as a, a, a wolf sequel, puppy. Thing. On the DS. Oh, yeah. And I've never untaken the shrink wrap off, but it's there if I, I ever want to play it. I bought it in, like, the first three volumes of The Walking Dead. I read the comics and wasn't in the mood for the game. Yeah. Still have not played it. 
Okami is my second favorite game of all time. I have not brought myself to play that DS game. Yeah. It's, there are some things where you like them so much that it's hard to touch anything yeah. related to it. It kind of um, is. And Okami Den is this weird... It's kind of what Bravery Default's doing if it's female characters, but with puppies. <laughs> so it's like puppies in a G-string? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're completely nude. It's absurd. <laughs> That's the best part. Nude and unshaved. My favorite. Oh, God. <laughs> God. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Welcome well, to the podcast. Hey, yeah. yeah. Congratulations. You are officially on the Boy Hattie podcast if you thought that. My God. <laughs> so what else? What, what else? What else can everyone yeah. What else been everyone doing? Um, so with my downtime, uh, I read a lot of really dumb books that I'm not going to talk about. No, no. And, uh, but my wife and I, I, so when I hit my head, I was really having trouble focusing and thinking. And so I couldn't really do anything that I was really emotionally invested in because it was too much. So I was like, well, let's just watch some TV. Let's just put something on. And Foley from Tumblr Gifts had gleaned that she should watch this Once Upon a Time show. Oh, okay. what were the gifts? I, I've, looks, seen, okay. I've seen chunks of that show. It looks terrible. It's pretty bad. But, again, from stuff that I've seen on Tumblr, it's yeah. like, this looks fucking awful. I'm going to have to watch exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> it gifts very well. I'll say that. What's fascinating what were about the gifts? Like, what convinced you? Like, What were the gifts that like, set I you don't, up with this? It was, my, it was Foley. Foley yeah. follows this one British older lesbian who is fixated. It's Mulan and Aurora. Actually, no, it's like, not. What? You're being something. Um, uh, yes. There's a uh, the evil queen on the show. Is this character Regina? Yeah. Get it? Cause she a queen. Her name Regina. You get it, you guys. But <laughs> that's the kind of show we're talking about here. <laughs> yes, we're talking about your no, show. Oh, excuse me. The ship is called Swan Queen because the protagonist oh. in the show is this woman named Emma Swan, and Regina is this. <laughs> Emma Swan? Oh, Emma Stone, never mind. Yeah, close yeah, enough. Yeah, close enough. She's a swan in my hat, though, so... Um, so she... Uh, uh, there's, of course, their uh, antagonist. Therefore, they do it, according to Tumblr. That's Tumblr law, right? And uh, this lady, Regina, is kind of hunky, and I flatter myself in thinking that she is hunky Hollywood me. So I enjoy <laughs> this crush that she has. I gotta go back, because I've watched this show. I need to go... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Regina... Well, let's see, I'm gonna type it the same. Regina, once upon a time. You're saying the villain is like, Mulan and Aurora like, yeah. for each other. No, and apparently, yeah, apparently there's, like, yeah. subtext later on that Mulan and Aurora have... Uh, 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 I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if they've made that canon, but I know there's going a lot of people to. shipping that. Yeah, they're going to. Apparently, okay. it was like there was enough subtext, and fans freaked out, and then the creators like, okay, no, we can go. Yeah, with okay, so you are in like great. this Reading looks pretty like horrible, and show. I'm gonna watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Let's you know, up. there's. I am okay with a tiny bit of being catered to. It's I do odd. like the guy who plays Rumpelstiltskin. He's kind of cool. Dude, yeah, it's what's his name? Robert Carlyle. He's yeah, from, uh, from Train Spotting. Yeah, and from Ravenous. I yeah. love Robert Carlyle. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm gonna just say. It. I can't believe we're talking about this show. Once Upon a Time is terrible. No, I'm it, it, it's it's it got awful. It is really bad. It is really bad, and the casting is very strange. But we've all watched it. We can't shit talk too much because we're talking about the show, not like oh, I just watched five. I, I've seen the no, I've again. watched now officially the entire first season. It's a really good yeah, show exactly, to watch yeah. when concussed. I'll say that. <laughs> and um, no, what's fascinating about it is that it's by one of the producers of Lost. 
And so there is this what lost... Is it these days? Yeah, that's true. Oh my goodness, Foley's oh bringing us her Yeah, coffee. for people who are listening to the audio podcast and not watching oh the video, uh, Foley has just showed up with a whole tray of tea. Uh, it's Foley popping. Here, yeah, here, I'll oh, take it. And Jimmy is coming in bearing burritos. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Such decadence. I'm in the wrong state. This is like something... <laughs> What's what's one of those movies, the princess movies with uh with uh with cat Catwoman in it? This is kind of like that. Which oh, is Princess Diaries. Yeah, it's like Princess Diaries. This is my Princess Diaries moment. That's absolutely correct. Okay, so once, once upon a time is terrible. Thank you, darling. I think, I think what you were saying about the casting is the casting only makes sense when they're in the fairy tale land. Yeah. Otherwise, it's super weird. Yeah. To talk about the fact that Caden is in it. Oh, oh really? no, I did it! Kate Malenko from Mass Effect is on this show. Okay, okay Kate Malenko is, is really an unattractive man. It's only when they get gears. Who is also an unattractive man. Yes! Kate Malenko is Jimmy Cricket, and it is amazing to see... Jimmy Cricket. I know, no, this show is so bad, you guys. So, you haven't seen the second season, which is all, like, they're all stuck in Neverland. I know! See, okay, the only reason why I was on board with the show is that um, there is a fan artist that I follow on Tumblr who posted this drawing that she drew of uh, the protagonist and Captain Hook. Yeah. And that fan art was enough where I'm like, okay, I'm on board. And then I Googled this Captain Hook guy. I'm like, all right, I'm on board. And then I found out that Robin Hood shows up on the show. And he is a hunk. And Robin Hood's hunky. As Foley <laughs> pointed out, Foley pointed out that he fails my Robin Hood rules in that because he's Robin not a fox? Well, A, he's not a fox. B, he's too foxy. Oh, that's what I did. Uh. Because, um, no, my whole thing is that with Robin Hood, he has to be sort of an everyman. He has to look sort of like an everyman, and he's this Robin Hood is too empirically hunky. I'm yeah. sorry I failed and did not draw you a Robin Hood during uh, Sketch Daily's... Um, don't think I'm not furious uh-huh. about that. So, brief segue, there's this Twitter called Sketch Dailies, where they give you a daily sketch subject, and people post their stuff, and they retweet sketches. Robin Hood was the subject of Sketch Daily last week, and I was so delighted, except that 25% of people were like, eh, what if Robin Hood's an actual Robin, eh? Did I blow your mind? I saw some, I saw some of those that were pretty good. Oh, no, they were good, don't get me wrong, but that's not what I come to Robin Hood for, let's be honest. Uh, were, were at least like 2% of them uh, ate an empty hoodie with a bow and arrow shooting people? Because it's a hoodie. If you're going to make the Robin pun, you think you can make the hood pun? Uh, blah, 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 blah. I could have pulled that off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Much better than I did have. I... <laughs> I, sketch dailies is really cool. I had to unfollow them because it's they too much. post too many yeah. sketches. Yeah, oh, that. so they they tend to post a lot of the submissions. Like yeah, they, yeah, they, like they don't they do not them. have a light touch when it comes to relogging right. that stuff. Okay, I yeah. would follow a Tumblr that was like a daily recap. Yeah, cap, yeah, yeah but, that would be good. You know, that's. I've been loving so. Double Fines. Double Fines been posting fan art Fridays with the oh, Broken yeah. Age stuff recently. That's mm-hmm. been great. Mm-hmm. Have they? they I thought about yeah, double fine. Yeah. So, okay. Once whatever, upon a time. Whatever. We're talking about once upon a time here, all right? <laughs> right. So, back to the important business. Back, yeah, the important business is hand. So, God. once upon a time is terrible, but there's something weirdly compelling about it in that they make all of the characters sympathetic. sympathetic? No. Hot and sympathetic. No, not hot. There's a weird kind of funny face thing happening with almost all of them. Serious, Robert Carlyle. No, yeah, we were talking about Robert Carlyle. 
Yeah, he's so good at it, actually. Yeah. And what I like about it is that it's, even though it is all fairy tales, they don't go the easy route of making everyone black and white good and evil. Everyone has a sympathetic story to the point of almost being a caricature. Like, it's like, okay, we get it. They're actually a tenderhearted Have you guys fool. seen, has Jafar showed up yet? No, no, we just finished the first season. Which is funny, because, like, it's, well, it being ABC, and it's a Disney-owned company. Yeah. They're doing oh, the right. Disney versions of all the, so yeah. it's Jafar, it's not just Aladdin, oh. but it's specifically Jafar, but it's not like he's dressed dressed like Jafar from the show from the from the. Sh- I, but it's still like yeah, it's all the yeah. It's know. weird. They're able to explicitly have these tinges of the Disney fairy tale stuff, which is actually kind of great. Like the dwarves actually whistled hi ho. Yeah, yeah it kind of works. If any if any studio is gonna put that show together, that makes yeah. sense. That would be ABC. Like but Belle. yeah, yeah, like Belle had some costuming callbacks, and like the the fairy godmothers too. It was kind of great. Yeah. And, um, what if they combine it with Kingdom Hearts and Cloud? <laughs> this is kind of the Kingdom Hearts of TV, though, where it's just like random bullshit Ooh, going on. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, he... So anyway, um, it's really terrible, but weirdly, we keep watching it, and um, uh, but it is great because they do the same sort of cheesy TV lighting and everything, even in the fairy tale segments. So yeah. the fairy tale segments don't look right at all. Like it makes all the CGI in the sets look even more jarring. It tries but, to look like uh, what was that show with the pie maker? Oh, uh, it's yeah, it's trying to do a little bit of um, what was that, that kind of thing. Pushing daisies. Yeah, yeah it looks daily. more like Lazy Town. <laughs> Lazy Town Which I just I didn't re- I forgot was a real show until I was watching Saturday morning uh, television yesterday and Lazy Town showed up and I was like oh shit this is a real show that you can actually watch like on broadcast yeah. TV it wasn't just I'm animated gifs yeah yeah uh-huh. but it looks like, like that because the, that that show is all just like well I forgot most kids shows these days are blue screen shows yeah. where everything's like all computer generated in the background, even if it's like a Sesame Street kind of thing where the puppets are still just like blue screen yeah. in front of a thing. But it's but that's also that also extends to yeah. Uh, Once upon a time is just hot lazy town. <laughs> so okay, so the thing about Once Upon a Time is that it's because it's one of the producers of Lost. They can tell her like, oh, what if it's kind of Losty, where it's split between this modern uh, day stuff and also their backstories, which is fine. And it's backstories it's, is fine. It's fine, except what's funny is that they do like Lost. They do the backstories. The back, uh, some of the backstories are actually one interconnected larger narrative that's told yeah. out of sequence, which is interesting, except that they do a terrible job of communicating the fact that it's out of sequence, because when you think about it, the whole point of t- fairy tales is that they're out of time and not really connected to time, mm-hmm. so to have this sense of any sort of passage of time is incredibly <clears throat> difficult, and they just fail miserably, until you're watching a thing and you're like, but I thought they, oh, but wait a minute, I thought they already knew each other. Maybe not. Oh, wait, no, she forgot him now. Okay. <laughs> you just kind of have to roll with yeah. it. And then at the end of the season, it comes full circle, and it's like, well, that was not successful at all, but good on you for trying. All right. Too much like Lost. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, exactly. Ariel shows up in the second season, and people were pissed that she doesn't look just like her animated version. Like, yeah. that's the one episode Bad that she didn't have a huge swoopy thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess that that's where the episode jumped the shark. Uh, that's where the show jumped the shark for a lot of people because so, Ariel. They screwed up Ariel. That was such an important character for people for them, so for them to get right. Belle is played by Claire from Lost. 
Really? Um, yeah, the mm. king, the now dead king, uh, Snow White's father and the evil queen's husband. Would be Richard Schiff. Is Richard? Yeah, is is what? Are you serious? Toby. 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 Oh, Toby I, I totally missed that somehow. Yeah. On West Wing. Uh, what other came? Yeah, we have Robert. Uh, yeah. We have uh, Robert Carlyle as uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Ja- it turns out when you see Jafar, he's Saeed from Lost. Oh, oh, oh is he? Uh, oh, oh, potatoes. Sat on potatoes. Wait, are you um, not joking? Uh, Barbara Hershey. Oh, no, yeah. I am serious. Barbara Hershey yeah. plays oh, the evil queen. Inappropriate joke about how there's no, like no, yeah, three that, Middle that Eastern actors in the country. Wait, is it actually Saeed? Yeah, he's he's back to being all like, hello there. Even though the guy's got the most like a posh British accent in real life, yeah. he's back to being like, hello, how are you doing? I am from a vague Middle East. Bless that guy, that yeah, poor guy. Yeah, that poor son of a bitch. Right. Uh, but no, apparently Hurley shows up on the show eventually. So, <laughs> yeah. wow, that's so it's okay. just the island. It's just a watch exactly. sequel. Well, the second okay. season takes place, everyone's stuck on Neverland, and they end up uh, blowing up uh, the, lo- the, 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 the Lost Boys hideout, and there's a hatch. <laughs> and there's some Egyptian hieroglyphics on a little flip card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, this show is... Minutes. This show is unacceptably terrible. We keep watching it. Have you watched any of the, uh, the spinoff, uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland? Wait, is there an actual spinoff? Yeah, yeah supposedly it's, just, uh, it's doing so badly that yeah. it might even get canceled before it's done. And it was only supposed to be like two seasons to begin with, from what I heard. Yeah, it and it sounds like it may not series. even make through like this. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I well, can't yeah, believe so... we just spent 20 minutes talking about Once Upon a Time. <laughs> I'm not even done yet. So the canon of Once Upon a Time... Conley's got bored. She's checking her phone. She's already checked out. She's like, oh, That's nice thing about my exactly. It's 10 o'clock on a Sunday. What am I doing here? Exactly. We don't even know what Jacob's doing right now. We don't have yeah. a visual of him, so... Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to know what Jacob's doing right now. He's the smart guy. He cannot be wearing pants. I had to put on pants for this garbage. Um, so, uh... Yeah, so the the canon, quote unquote, of Once Upon a Time is that so fairy tales for the most part exist in the same universe, but all fantasy fictional realms are just kind of like a part of a multiverse that is accessible through the Mad Hatter's crazy hat. And there are rules to how many people can enter and leave. So they're all con- connected by this network of magic. And the evil queen, in an attempt to win, to triumph, to take away everyone's happy endings, transports all the fairy tales to a world without magic, a.k.a. our world. So, so this is Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it's, take it's, everyone to the shittiest place possible. Exactly, New York. No, Maine. Clancy, <laughs> yeah. um, so Montana. It, it's so. I mean, this story has been done a thousand times. You know, it's fables. Hell, it was on TV not that long ago as Tenth Kingdom. Oh but God, Tenth Kingdom. Like, that was a long time ago. That was like podcast. 15 like, years ago. And yeah. then just That's like make this point. instead. I think yeah, there was there was a fables TV show in development for a while, and they, yeah. yeah. Was there? Yeah, there was. There was talk of it, yeah. Right, so that's yeah. the thing when you have characters that are all public domain is that anybody can do the garbage that you're doing. So, yeah. Fortunately, this show, unlike Fables, has not developed into a weird Middle East metaphor. Yeah. So we're <laughs> Yet. good. Yet. Well, Fables has all done. kinds of problems with the creator. Woof. Oh, man, yeah, Crazy Bill Willingham. I, get, I really wanted to like... I did like Fables because I'm a sucker for wolves, I'm a sucker for detectives, and I'm a mm-hmm. sucker for noir. So, like, the first couple of volumes of Fables hit me right in the heart. Oh, yeah, totally. And then, you know, it tur- it kept going. It should have ended where it was supposed to end. Yeah. But they're like, this I, is I, making us money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got the first volume, but I heard the creator was kind of a worthless piece of crap, and I didn't want to get attached to something. Yeah. Well, what's his issue? Uh, he's... Just kind of a general bad guy. Yeah, he's kind of just like kind of a low-level scumbag. Kind of yeah. yeah. Well, I know that feeling. Yeah. 
I'm done with that. I can understand. Well, I'm not buying your um, comments. So it's what else? What else? What else? There's so no speaking, based on you. I was going to say, speaking of fables, here's our perfect segue. Uh, played the second episode of Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Um, is there a Wolf Among Us? Yes, there is. There continues to be Wolf Among Us. Uh, I, I, so Wolf Among Us kind of takes fables and strips all of my problems with it and focuses just on what I liked, which is the kind of the detective detective-y wolf stuff. Right, exactly. The tragic lovelorn wolf detective. That's all I want from this world. Yeah, and, that's what a game made for you. Really. <laughs> pretty much. Except that... Hi, Foley. <laughs> Except, maybe uh, Foley. No, I just, uh, hi, Maxwell. <laughs> yeah, Foley's just <laughs> waving at people. Yeah, yeah, so, for the record, Foley and... We, because we have the audio coming out through our headphones, Foley and Jimmy cannot hear. They're sitting over there eating their breakfast burritos. They're eating burritos. their breakfast burritos in mm. perfect silence, listening mm-hmm. to our gibbering. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm mostly hanging behind Conley, I realize now looking kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Uh, uh, Wolf Among Us um, is interesting because it's in a lot of ways it's addressing a lot of the issues with the Telltale formula in that Telltale has finally figured out that their limited artistic resources are best utilized with a very stylized lens. Like they're kind of running, like they learn from Walking Dead and even from, you can say from Puzzle Agent, that um, they're better off just keeping it super stylized so that their limitations can kind of be turned into assets. So yeah. like Wolf Among Us for being a, rel- a comparatively low budget game that you can play on a console um, is it, beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Like, And they do a really good job with the music, and they do a solid job with the voice acting. But um, it's kind of interesting in that they, they make it so accessible that it's kind of comes off as kind of dumb. Like, you did your first... Oh. You, I'm sorry. You did your first piece of detective work in this last episode. You find a crime scene, a murder scene, and you have to look through the murder scene and uh, find clues and identify them as clues and then analyze them correctly. But the analysis... Stuff. Yeah, adventure stuff. That's what they should do. They should be able to do. Exactly. Except that there's a... Because it's a telltale game, their whole thing is like, oh, you can fail and keep going on or whatever. And... Um, I kind of feel like this is kind of... They're trying to capitalize on all the successes of The Walking Dead, and they're technically walking the same road, but it's just kind of missing. It's not quite resonating, because to have things like, Belle will remember that you allied yourself with her, it doesn't have the same resonance when you have no emotional connection with these characters. I would say the second season of Walking Dead is kind of fall, is kind of hitting the same stumbling blocks, where it's harder to have these, um, like, these emotional, the emotional impact of these choices and these decisions if you're not emotionally connected to the world and the characters. It's just like, it's sort of like a bit of fluff to distract you with no real meaning. Also, Clem makes some stupid decisions. Foley's she's really mad. Okay, that's my thing. Foley plays The Walking Dead. She gets so mad because she's like, "That is not, you do not put down your gun. I'm like, she's a, like a 10-year-old girl, Foley. She's a little kid. I'm it's sorry. the apocalypse. <laughs> is she still cutting her hair? Put down your weapon. <laughs> we did not see her cut hair on screen. Because that is the only lesson that she really got, uh, that she ever actually learned from anybody in terms of survival. Yeah, yeah so... But I don't know, like in, in, in the second episode of Wolf Among Us, you go to a crime scene, you find a storybook that's uh, Snow White. There are three pages what? of Snow White's story with illustrations. And then you look around, and there are obviously things that are connected to that storybook. And from this, you should learn, oh, this person came to this whorehouse because they want to fuck Snow White, and it's this whole fetish thing. Wait, is Snow White a whore? No. 
No. A whore? No, she's not. Snow White is the... She's just the janitor. Snow White is like the best, basically the deputy mayor of Fable Town. And Big B is true love. One and only. Jimmy and I dress like Big B and Snow White for Halloween. You guys are the raddest. I actually really love Big B and Snow's relationship. But then it became boring. It makes me sad. Anyway. You did it wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, purple suit and everything. Really? Oh, it's so good. That's so good. Orange, Orange proofs. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway, I'm talking too much. They So you conclude, oh, well, uh, oh, look, this is a half-bitten apple. Oh, look, here's the costume. Oh, look, here are flowers, like, around her grave. And you're like, hooray, you solved the mystery. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I felt so, like, spoken down to. Like it, was, the, it was like the heavy rain of... Yeah, well, heavy rain at least. See, that's the thing. That's always the problem with these these mystery things. So it's like you can't put in too many red herrings because it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. But if you make it so obvious, it's not actually rewarding or satisfying. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's me bitching about a game. Did you that buy I the whole like. season or did you just buy the first episode? Oh, I bought the whole thing. I'm gonna play the whole thing through. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, they come out so sporadically, there's no reason not to uh, See, that is part of the thing. I'm really... I like episodic content, but I'm learning that there's some games that I do not really necessarily enjoy as episodic content. Like, I like Mm. Walking Dead as episodic, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, Wolf Among Us, those episodes are not really worth... I hate to say not worth the wait, but they don't benefit from the wait. Yeah. And um, Kentucky Route Zero is another one. We still have not finished the second episode of Kentucky Route Zero because I think I gleaned all the nutrients I need from Kentucky Route Zero from the first episode. Well, it's so stylish that if you play... like Yeah, it's, it's, it's very surface level content. Yeah, it's like you don't uh, with at least with Walking Dead or Wolf Among Us or the Telltale model, you have a story and characters to kind of string you along. But with kind of the magical realism world of Kentucky Route Zero, you don't really have that compelling like what is the route? It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, a yeah. mystical realm. You know, it's like, yeah. Ow, Jesus, you all right there, Bill? <laughs> yeah, just bang myself up. Bill's just battle fine. damage. I keep on forgetting I've got a Cintiq right next to me. Uh, oh, well. What else? What terrible. else? I'm going to keep babbling, because this is Annie's show. <laughs> For my birthday, Conley and Jimmy got me a Lego set. I'm so delighted. They heard me talking on this podcast about the, uh, what is it called, Legend of Chima Lego series, um, where it's all, like, animals, in, like, their, their trucks and everything, and they have all these wars and everything, and oh, there are yeah? these wolves. That's this how you know that we really do listen to the podcast. That's right, so Jimmy and Conley earned some points. They heard me talking that about... Tiny yeah. Snippet from <laughs> we found one-fifth of the viewers. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I did wind up getting... They got me the, um, what is it called? The pack truck, or, like, the truck... Wait, the pack tracker, that's what it's called. Which is a monster truck that is a wolf head. And it comes with three wolves. Of course. And I'm so excited. I built it. It was so much fun, and I had a lot of fun. And I liked it so much that, um, boy howdy listeners Ainsley and, um, Tara Scott got me Amazon credit. <laughs> And uh, to buy video games and kissing books, and instead I bought an overpriced Lego set. And I got it's like this giant uh, um, transport truck that fully assembled. It was her first ever Lego. Oh, Lego gets green. Yeah. So this is the one it's I built. Oh my god, it's mouth moves. This is the pack tracker. As you as you That's as amazing. the wheels spin, the mouth moves. It's kind of fantastic. Uh, so good. It's- 
how long so did good. it take you to put? To, how long did it take you to put? put it, yeah, put that together fully. That one took. Oh, that one. I built this one, and it took me an hour. The big one that mm, Foley yeah, built was 669 pieces. Her yeah, first that's ever Lego kit was 669 pieces. That's pretty that's hard. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah. And it I can't remember how long it took. Three pieces, just for me. I'm sorry. What was that, Jacob? They should have cut out just three pieces from that set, just so I could laugh at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it, and now I have a bunch of wolves, Lego wolves, and I'm delighted. I need to. I want to get all my Legos from Texas. I have like two giant, like Rubbermaid containers of Legos because I have all my old Knights Legos in there, and then I can have Wolf Knight. Did you guys not see the Lego movie this week? I have not seen it yet. No, I want to. I want to take Foley on a date to go see it because it's at the Baghdad. Uh, you know I saw what? The Lego movie. Oh, what'd you think? I really liked it. It was really cute. Um, it was worth it if just for the animation, which yeah, was yeah, great. It's, I it's, can't like, get over how gorgeous the, that thing looks. It was incredible. Anytime there was like an environmental effect, mm-hmm. it was awesome because yeah. it's all made out of bricks. Super cool. Yeah, like even the explosions and everything are actually right. made the out of like solid made, There's bricks. a really cool scene on like the ocean. Yeah. And like it's rolling waves. Oh man, the waves stuff, are all made, made out of bricks. Oh, uh, it's yeah. so good. There's no. Uh, well, the, 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 the Lego guys, they don't. They, there's no uh, squash or stretch. Everyone moves like 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 an actual Lego. Right. They can only move. move actually like Legos. Like their little hands aren't moving. Or oh, that's great. Like that. Well, like, like if a character drives a car, if they can't reach the steering wheel, they don't like do anything to like. They'll just they'll just kind of like mime the fact that they're not <laughs> the steering wheel. The steering wheel kind of moves by itself. That's so good. It's, it's yeah, kind of it's stupid. Great. And great. the whole thing is like. Uh-huh. It's got this kind of like faux tilt shift look to look like yeah. it's actually like these small little pieces. Oh, that's so good! Uh, kind of yeah. looks semi stop motion. Most of the Lego games look like that. Yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah, but the Lego games still kind of like the like the Lego games still like the characters still have like movable elbows and stuff like that. It's 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 hard to describe exactly the why the Lego movie looks different from like see a cutscene from. Uh, a Lego game, despite the fact that you know well, they're they, gonna have more rendering power, it's gonna look more realistic. The game and all that. What's also, that? they did they did sort of a faux stop motion thing. Yeah. Too. yeah. And which is funny because yeah. going back to the water waves, the water waves are kind of like at a different frame rate than everything else. So it looks extra, kind of like weird and junky, but kind of great. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. But uh, yeah, it's uh, the clone uh, Lego movie is done by the Clone High guys, so yeah. it's extra just ridiculous. And uh, people have pointed out that technically the Lego movie could be a Step Brothers. Sequel slash spinoff. There is no better way to sell me on the Lego movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to spoil anything too much, but there's kind of some kind of crazy spin-off. shit that happens in that movie. Um, Except with Chris Pratt and Will Ferrell. He said he can't he can't speak to why. Yeah. So yes. Oh, Billy Conley, did you guys see it? Did you guys see it at the Baghdad theater? No, we actually it was when it was snowing. Oh, okay. So we just walked down the street to the Lloyd Center Theater. Like it was the day that it was super icy and horrible. So like, yeah. eh, we can make it a couple blocks. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. I saw it at the Baghdad, which is here in Portland in the southeast hippie part of town. It's an old uh, 1920s movie palace that just re- uh, recently just got renovated into a first-run theater with a big surround sound uh, system and a big brand new screen. Uh, the only thing that sucks is because it's a big old 1920s movie palace, it's not insulated, so it has this big uh, surround sound system. And I don't know if all movies uh, come out like this, but with the Lego movie, when I went to go see it at the, the Baghdad, the sound was really messed up because the sound system itself is fine, but it's a big echoey movie palace. Uh, you know, most modern, yeah, most modern movie theaters have a lot of insulation, a lot of carpeting and stuff like that, so the sound just like it's it's you're very sucked into the sound. Yeah, it, it, 
they have the fact that they've got this big booming sound system at this old, old movie palace kind of works we, against it. It's, it's actually we kind of hard see, to hear uh, some we of the dialogue. We went to go see her at the yeah. Baghdad after it was we'll renovated. And uh, it, I didn't have much of a problem with the sound, but that might be a little less loud. Than yeah, the Lego movie, yeah. just with it being so much so much in terms of explosions and squeaky, yeah. like it's a very noisy movie, and so like a lot of the dialogue get, kind of gets lost in a lot of the, just that, all the crazy shit that's going on in that movie. I mean, it was still, you could still, it was, you could still understand what was happening, but there was a lot of like little plot points where someone would say, oh, I've got, what do I go to about? And he would like, like, wait, what? Like, well, when yeah. we went to see the Lego movie, they had the volume turned down really low for some reason, so yeah. like you could it was kind of hard to hear at times just because they had yeah, the sound down really low. But no, that movie it was, was kind of cute. annoying. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The only thing, yeah. the only reason yeah. I didn't care for that movie more is yeah. all the characters yeah. are kind of weirdly generic. Just because they are kind of like generic, kind of like Lego tropes. Yeah. And like the main guy is just kind of like generic dude. The, the the main lady, she's just kind of generic badass girlfriend. Where you know they obviously yeah. felt bad they couldn't like make the like the main uh, character female, so they just like uh, overcompensated for that by well, that not was my one. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Like I really that. liked it. But I came out of the movie feeling like a huge feminist killjoy. This <laughs> <laughs> is like that was a really fun Lego movie. Uh, the female characters were kind of terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the one girl in the whole well, there's technically two female characters in the movie. Right. But the the oh, one good. girl two. who is also the love interest, her name's Wildstyle, right. and, and she's she makes... the right. Her name's Wildstyle, and she's the stereotypical yeah, like hyper competent action yeah. girl, sexy, yeah. who like gets shoved to the side to be a girlfriend for the for the yeah. like, fuck up like I don't mind that because, you know much the, she's a character the guy has to. Right. Can deal with that, but when it's just a love interest of the side, right? Kind of, the, you know. Yeah, yeah. She's just essentially just still to kind of a trophy to be won for the, like the super bland generic. It's Chris yeah. Pratt as the main character, which is fine, but he's essentially just playing Andy from uh, Parks and Recreation and Lego Form again, where he's yeah. just kind of like this like really sweet, well-meaning kind of stupid guy. Who does uh, Chris Pratt play on that? He's the main character on on pa- Parks and Rec. Oh, he oh, plays a uh, Andy Dwyer. The dopey sweetheart, scruffy dude who's uh, married to April. Right, the yeah. guy who has his leg in the cast. I don't want to watch like the yeah. first few episodes of that. But oh, 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 yeah. keep on. oh yeah, two, apparently. It oh, it gets better. much better. Yeah. Oh, he becomes like a real big character in that show. But yeah, Ron Swanson I, plays a pirate. Uh, you got Alison Brie plays this yeah. unicorn, My Little Pony kind of uh, little character. Ah, it was, it was a good movie. Was okay. I do like that they got Will Forte to be Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, for like two seconds. Oh, and I loved every joke made at the expense of Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's cute. Yeah, you should definitely go check it out, Andy. It's 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 awesome. I'm going to. That's that. I've been waiting for a movie to come to the Baghdad that I actually wanted to see. So I will take fully on a date to see this movie. I'm probably Especially, gonna have to wait for the Brewway. Despite yeah. my bitching, I really liked it. Yeah, well, it really I, I heard that from a lot of people. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if you can I've turn off the part of your head that's a feminist, it's a fun time. It's where movie makers compensate for it's the fact Okami, that not very many female characters in a movie by making the one female character, like, this is this this very specific formula they they follow where like she's 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 more competent than everyone else in the movie but she secretly got a heart of gold and she falls for the main guy right exactly very, Which is a like, trope I'm sick of yeah. yeah and it's it's the same character essentially over and over again in all these action movies over the course of like the last like ten fifteen years so like even going back to like Trinity from the Matrix it was kind of the same thing ah yeah. 
I mean, I guess it's a way, in a way, it's better than your default weak feminist. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, it's better damsel, than nothing, but, but it's... But she, the, she's usually still damsel. Right. So then yeah, you've exactly, just got a yeah. tough broad who's damsel. And it's like, eh, it's not really, okay. Not right. Oh, the fucking, I, I can't even talk about the movie, but like the fucking MacGuffin in the movie, the Craggle. Like, oh, it's just fucking... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. You yeah. should go see it. Craggle? It's good. Yeah, there's this thing called the Craggle that everyone's trying to fight against. Um, yeah. And once you kind of realize what's going on, you're like, ah, oh, I yeah, get it's it. Great. Yeah, it's. it's yeah. <laughs> I anyway. like those guys, and I'm. I love the really weird like um, uh, career arc those guys have had. It's like, oh, we gonna make this TV show. Okay, now we gonna make Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Okay, now we're gonna make Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One well, Jump Street. Yeah. They never work on a sequel because they've already announced that they're gonna true. make a Lego Movie sequel, and I'm sure these guys aren't gonna be a part of that because that's not yeah. what they do. They already announced that they're working on a TV show for I think it's like Fox or something like that. So they're never staying in one spot. They're they're just moving from one crazy project to the next. Yeah, which bless is kinda them. Kind of cool too. Yeah. Bless them. Um, yeah. Good eggs. Heads. Good eggs all. So, speaking of feminist killjoy, here's my <laughs> next segue. Um, I finally got a re- round to beating Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I, I feel really torn about that game. On the one hand, I feel like, and I won't, I won't get into too many spoilers because I think it is, it's worth playing. Right now, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, it is free for download on PlayStation 3. It's probably worth it. I it's worth it. It's Do worth it. it. Are you the one who, who told us that yeah. like you know, Brothers is like a holocaust against uh, femininity? No, I said it was the Bioshock. <laughs> it was, it was to women what Bioshock Infinite was to race. Which oh, okay. isn't true. I, I'm willing to give brothers a bit more of a pass. Yes. Something interesting. Yes. So based, the core Aww. mechanic of brothers is kind of, what's interesting is that um, the it, I, where I like, what I like about brothers is that, you know, y'all know, you may have noticed by now that my primary thing in games is storytelling and character. And yep. one of the reasons why I liked Last of Us so much is that you, while you are weak and underpowered, that plays into your character. It's right. gameplay. Right, down 20 dudes. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's gameplay that feeds back to character. So, um, Brothers of Tale of Two Sons, you can see as a thesis statement of gameplay as character. Um, yeah. During this you game, you play, you control. It's actually very difficult. It's it's an interesting game for a play. Uh, excuse me, it's an interesting game for a gamer to play because it kind of forces you from the perspective of someone who has who is not familiar with controls, which is not a protect perspective we get in very I often. I actually didn't really have that problem because in Nino Kuni, there's actually a section where you're doing the same thing, controlling two characters, oh. and it does show up from time to time as a puzzle mechanic in Japanese games. Oh. There's one game from 2003 called Cookies and Cream or something where you're controlling. <laughs> two rabbits in this puzzle game and that's yeah. basically the whole idea they're on two different tracks and you gotta yeah. get them the same part so for me it wasn't that different so I think it lost some of the impact I am a really bad gamer at the end of the day I am not a very good video gamer I'm terrible at video games and uh, I've really struggled with Brothers Tale of Two Sons that game you could probably beat in an hour and a half two hours it took me probably about half. five yeah five, I was it because of the controls? partially yeah yeah, those controls are butt. Yeah. It's also the kind of game where you can spend time looking around and very much so. find stuff. So okay, so so okay, so one of the brothers either is okay, so one of the brothers either has to die or they become unified, and then suddenly the control the game starts to control like a real thing, right? It's got to be one <laughs> of the Bill, two. Bill, Bill, if only you played the game, you would find out, wouldn't you? What happens okay. is the brothers combine and become the Griffin that's going to be in the Last Guardian. And there then we it go. dies at the end of that. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But no, I thought and then it was, the boy and it, dies to bring the Griffin back. 
And the thing about Brothers of Tale Two Sons, it did have one of my favorite level designs I have seen in recent gaming, which is the battlefield with the dead giants. Yeah, it does. I, it does yeah. that stuff incredibly well. The that cave was, was a bit gorgeous. Dull, yeah. I so my my big complaint was that it was it was playing so heavily on fairy tale dro- tropes and a yeah. sort of that feeling that I almost mm-hmm. kind of wanted it as much as it was ha- would sound happy and cliched. I almost wanted it to be one of the brothers coping with loss and trauma by escaping into a fantasy world and like mm-hmm. almost like a um, a papa a papa and yo sort yo, of thing. Papa, yeah, and uh, you know that would have been maybe a little hackneyed, but it, I don't know. It didn't they quite. Do that a little bit. There's a dream sequence in there. True, but I don't know. But not it's, enough. I isn't I, it like so so, the, so isn't it doesn't it end with a giant spider fight? Yes, that's why I stopped playing. Yeah, yeah. I literally yeah. so they're the one female character that you. Well, do really we want to do we want to do this? Where Let me guess. It's the, the mom. It's the mom is a no. spider, right? <laughs> No, no I'm not, it's not that hackneyed. Oh, yeah, okay. it's not. Okay, yeah, it's it's worth playing. It's very short. It's worth going into knowing Brothers. as little as possible. But it, I'm yeah. You're not the first person I've heard that from. Yeah, the tale of the two thumbs, thumbs down I, is what you're saying. For no. me, I was the first person I heard that from. I was the first person I heard really complain about that. Yeah, because no I've heard nothing but glowing things about that. Yeah, game. and I'm like, yeah. are you playing the same game? It's, I mean, I get why it gets the accolades, and I think it's worthy of accolades, and I want I think, that developer to keep making yeah. games. Like, I, I think there was a lot to it that was worthy, it, I, but yeah, it didn't... There's mm, a level yeah. of violence to the way it kind of goes towards the end that really kind of grossed me out. I can understand That really that. turned me off that, you know... Yeah, it's just, I don't know, I don't... Oh, that game... Speaking of politically co- correct depictions of femininity, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, so I did finally finish Wolf of Wall Street. What a movie! It wow. only took a month. That is only four. That that's four hours of movie, huh? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, I now learned. I learned that if I watch Wolf of Wall Street, then my loved ones magically appear at my door. <laughs> so, so always watch Wolf of Wall Street. Has anyone else on the show watched uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street? I haven't uh, watched it yet. I don't. I've, I don't get to the theater much. Yeah. Like I've I've heard it's really good, but it's the kind of movie that I've heard is good, but is like I don't know if I could watch that. Foley, what did you think? Foley, what did oh Foley didn't Foley didn't watch much of Wolf of Wall Street. Really? I watched enough. I mean, she watched enough to get because really, yeah, no, you watch, only need to watch half an hour of Wolf of Wall Street to get Wolf of yeah, Wall Street. I watched the trailer. I feel like I know what Wolf. Yeah, Wall the trailer's yeah. not wrong either. Yeah. Yeah, that lifestyle is very nauseating to observe for any amount of time. It yeah. was it was beautiful, and I love. And, and there were so many tits that they lost meaning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just wave like, after wave of tits. It's like just internet. It's just meaning. after a while, yeah. you just you don't see it anymore. Exactly. So no, I really enjoyed it. I love Martin Scorsese just being Martin Scorsese, and I really do love Leonardo DiCaprio as an actor. I feel bad that I harshed on him so much in my past, but uh, yeah, that was oh, a really I was younger. I hate I yeah, Titanic. I did too. And it was Inception Titanic. that kind of turned around for me. For me, it was Aviator. He was so yeah. good in the Aviator, right. and also Gangs of New that. York to some degree. Wait, Never seen that. Uh, yeah, there was a Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Gangs of New York is my favorite movie. That is awful. It is really bad. <laughs> it is really worth seeing. 
Um, but you have to kind of ignore a lot of it. It is like a the female character, the main, yeah. main lead. Yeah, I've been at that recently. Yeah, so it's Cameron Diaz, and she's just. It is hard for me to believe that these really powerful men would throw away everything for Cameron Diaz. <laughs> I heard when that movie first came out, I heard this news report oh. that they were digitally enlarging her breasts, yeah. and I heard that as like a twelve-year-old, and I'm like, what? Wow. What on earth? That's probably the same year they were digitally reducing Lindsay Lohan's breasts for like the Love Bug movie. Exactly. So I will say this about um, Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York is worth seeing because it was one of the last big hurrahs of practical set building in in major American cinema. They they built like five city blocks worth of old time New York in Rome. And also like it's it's, it's Rome craftsmanship. They shot it at uh, Sin City Film Studios. It's also where they shot Rome. The, mm-hmm. you know, the the HBO TV show uh, is where they shot The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. It's known to be, and it's also one of those film studios where it's not just the studio itself, but like the craftsmen who work there are known to yeah. be like some of the best uh, practical uh, film set builders in the world. And you know, of course, all those guys are dying off because that's becoming kind of a little bit of a lost art these days. But yeah, yeah. no, Gangs New York is production value. Is, yeah, production if you're at all a, a set yeah. design nerd, a costume design nerd, a music nerd, a weapon design dialect nerd, nerd, a choreographer. Yeah. like a fight choreography nerd and if you were the sort of person who's a little bloodthirsty that movie okay, is very emotionally it's like you and I we <laughs> will have Gangs of New York night yeah Gangs of New York is Kingdom Hearts yes. is made by Orson Welles yes. yeah okay okay Bill we just decided that's our next a, movie that's night that's not a compliment our, our next movie night we're gonna make a big fucking bowl of hearty stew yeah and watch Gangs of New York oh that's a good that's, fucking idea that's that's been decided I'm coming okay, over I'll book my plane ticket <laughs> alright Jacob alright no Gangs of New York is good to, I, I think I own the Blu-ray too <laughs> So, um, anyway, yeah, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was pretty good in that, but he's really good in The Aviator. The Aviator is what brought me back on board. Well, he's that was just the one a... about crazy billionaire dude, right? Yes. Yeah, and Wolf Wall Street, he's that. just a maniac guy. It's, it's it. His character, there's not a lot of modulation with his character. He's just kind of ridiculous. Kind of the, 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 the one scene where he really had to stretch was there's a scene where he goes crazy on Quaaludes. Where there's yeah, like, that like, was some great. Physical I don't know if that's a stretch involved. for Leonardo DiCaprio. No, but there's, there's, like, there's some physical comedy stuff in there, which is especially ah. just like, that. it's actually fun to see him be ridiculous. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it's funny because he's actually going back to kind of a Gilbert Grape kind of place Yeah. Um, with that scene, but yeah, it's, 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 it's good times. Yeah. I thought it was fascinating because I thought it was an amazing exercise as a filmmaker and a really well-made movie that was really enjoyable and entirely unnecessary. Yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of the point. That, like, it's really just kind of a big grease ball film of just fuck all. It's, yeah, yeah there's no real point to the movie other no. than Sin and money are are bad things, and, and like it's horrible people doing horrible people uh, horrible things and not learning a lesson. The wages of sin is death. That's yeah, the, that's horrible that movie. I mean, the one interesting thing about that movie is his blonde wife is from Australia, hmm. which she does such a great like. Oh, she's got that New York accent thing going on. That when I found out she's not even American, I was like, man, she, she should get a, she should win a goddamn Oscar. Yeah. Oh. Scorsese just recorded his apartment for a week, and that was just the movie. Oh, 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 be nice to Martin Scorsese. Okay, now I remembered the one thing that I consumed during my vacation that I'm actually really excited to talk about. Um, we watched You're Next, 
this, uh-huh. which, which was a horror movie that came out a couple of years ago. You watched really a horror good. movie? Really? I know. I watched a horror movie. How about that? My, when my friend Emily is here, I was like, what's the movie you want to watch? She's like, <laughs> we watched this one. Super good. Okay, I can, okay. Emily, I, I can really, see watching it. Yeah. I really, really liked it. I liked it because it is a horror movie, but I liked where it went, well, and it was my kind of horror movie. To be fair, it was a home invasion. It's Yeah, it's a home invasion movie, mm, okay. and... The, I thought the fight choreography was really good and, and sufficiently... So it was a thriller, not a horror movie, per se. No, I mean, it, it definitely plays upon horror tropes. Okay. More so than thriller tropes. And, um, I don't know, I really liked it, and the protagonist was a badass Australian lady, which was why I remember it. And uh, I really, really, really liked it. Highly recommended. There is a part of me that is a nasty little bloodthirsty bastard, and that part of me really enjoyed the movie. I also like, I, I can't say why else I liked it for sake of spoilers, but if you're the sort of person who's not afraid of watching people uh, hit each other for an hour and a half, go watch your next. It's really good. Really good. All right. Yes, good times. Uh, any have you seen any of True Detective yet? I haven't. Again, I've only seen Tumblr gifts. Uh, you might want to check it out because it's very interesting. You love noir stuff. I do. Um, you're from the South, and this is essentially just Southern fried noir, like film noir. So pitch me on True Detective because all I know is that it's um uh Matthew McConaughey and uh what's his butt Woody from Cheers being pals. Which those heroes and. Thank I you. have never okay. liked Matthew McConaughey that much, and Woody Harrelson, he's been fine. I liked him on Cheers, and he's great yeah, in Kingpin. I liked him in the uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, True Detective is about these uh, two detectives in Louisiana trying to solve it's serial killer stuff. They're trying to uh, hunt down the serial killer. Uh, it just back and forth between uh, current day uh, and 1995. They're being interviewed about this 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 serial killer case that they solved back in 1995, huh. and it's interesting. It's um, so uh, uh, it's about Ma- Matthew McConaughey and who's the other guy? We just meant, uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. I thought this was a movie when I first heard about it because no, Ryan and it looks like a movie too. Yeah. Cast. Well, it's rare that you have a TV show with kind of like that kind of star power behind it. Um, yeah, it's... it's well. First things first. Actually, this is uh, an anthology crime detective show on HBO. Oh, okay. I was going to say, does it have any relation to the True Detective magazine? Oh, is that a real thing? I never heard of that. Yeah, it's been a ma- or at least it was a magazine. I well, it's it weird because in the past, we never ever heard anyone talk about an anthology TV show. I think of something like The Twilight Zone, where every episode is right. a different thing. Right. I guess this is a different thing that HBO's been doing, where what they have like the Great American Horror Show or whatever the hell that is, mm-hmm. where it's a different story each season. And mm-hmm. I guess that's what True Detective is going to be. True, de- uh, True Detective. Well, once they're done with this this one this first eight season or eight episode season, they're going to have a completely different story with a completely different cast next season. Huh. But this first season is, yeah, it's it's about these two detectives trying to find the this, this serial killer in Louisiana. Uh, Woody Harrelson is this totally straight-laced, normal kind of southern guy with a big family. Like, you know, he, like, you know he's a good Christian guy, lo- loves his football, loves his daughters and stuff. Woody Harrelson is this crazy uh, ex-undercover cop who used to do all kinds of crazy drugs, and he sees visions... And he's got this totally nihilistic view of the world where, you know, there's no such thing as the soul. 
and everything's a farce, and the world is empty, and we're all gonna die, and nothing means anything. And so it's about it's kind of like a buddy cop thing where they're both working so together, getting on each other's nerves because you know you got good Christian Family Guy working with crazy uh, Matthew McConaughey guy who good Christian Family Guy was not the best spinoff Seth MacFarlane could make. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they're, they're they're trying to solve uh, yeah this this murder of. Yeah, someone's been going around killing women in Louisiana. Oh, there was a Kickstarter for a good Christian family. Yes, guy. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Where it was like totally like AP something. Yeah, it was, was totally. He got like two thousand dollars. It was like Peter Griffin <laughs> kind of going up to people saying, "Have you heard of the Word of Christ?" <laughs> and it made anyway, five dollars. Anyway, information not true romance. True, uh, true, true detective stuff that would be right up my alley. So, and so speaking of, I actually wanted to talk about this a little bit. So, um, speaking of anthology television. When I played Left Behind, and just to take a brief moment to our listeners, this will be a Left Behind spoiler cast, but we're going to save that for the back end after the Geek Week in review so that all of you who have not played it uh, yet can uh, avail or not avail yourself of those spoilers because that is game best played going into it knowing nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. I actually like didn't really watch anything or yeah. look at anything this time. I saw that initial teaser, and yeah. then I was like, I don't want to see anything else. Yeah. I, I, I can see more than that. A week ago, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy that. Yeah, they they did a really good job of keeping a lot of it under wraps, so which will be harder now that it's actually come out. So highly recommend. Well, to be fair, it. it's only two hours, so if they spoiled anything, it's there true. wasn't much left to spoil. That's true. No, I like anyway, it. that's not complaint. Yeah. I'm just yeah. So my point is, is that what I really came away from uh, <coughs> Left Behind thinking was that Left Behind is such a good, succinct little self-contained short story that feeds into the larger narrative. It made me pine for a, a game that was a series of interconnected vignettes like that, like a true anthology game. There's a you game could, that's going to be kind of like that. I'll talk about it in a second, but go sure. Ahead. Well, I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, you could argue that like your Call of Duties are a bunch of little self-contained vignettes, but they're I not. Character-based, or yeah, and it's and that's really just like vignettes as an excuse for set pieces, as yeah. opposed to different perspectives to tell different stories. And like you could even describe Uncharted Three as like very much so just a series of vignettes. But what I really would like Mass Effect would, Two, yeah, Mass Effect Two. That's what I liked about the kind of episodic structure. I yeah, think do really well in that. Yeah, and exactly. It's like I wish that there were a you could even have a more linear narrative or even not have a story that you could play in any order that you wanted where each level or each little chunk was its own self-contained that narrative nice. that yeah. fed into the larger narrative. And I think the temptation with that if anyone were developing that sort of thing in this day and age would be to make it episodic content. And I was thinking about that. Like you could, I was thinking, well, is Telltale doing that? But they're not because the episodes, not like with the exception of like 500 days, they are like a, they're it's a, they're episodes in a larger story as opposed to a self-contained story. And I don't know if a AAA dev could ever really risk doing it. It's yeah. too avant-garde. But it'd be such a neat like not to have it just be like optional character development stuff, which you could argue a lot of Mass Effect does that with, like Bioware yeah. does that with, they'll do self-contained narratives, but to have these little chunks of story that be these breadcrumbs that lead to a larger narrative, and have them be the larger narrative, I think would be really, really neat. I wonder if from an yeah. asset creation like that, because I think uh, yeah. 
a lot of games work on like you know like taking place in the same like recycling like like returning to the same areas and stuff like that and having well, the right. same characters. The thing that really does it uh, is um things like uh, character animation, lip syncing, all that because you right. have to record more stuff and you have to yeah. do that and that's from what I'm that told the hardest part of a game. Yeah. So once that gets easier, I imagine that'll be more and more doable. But I don't yeah. think it's going to be for five years at least. That's just so hard to do right now. Yeah, it's yeah. funny that like something like that would be very interesting creatively, but like re- would rely very on difficult, text, yeah. text solutions. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to argue, there's no reason why it couldn't be in a same, the same environment. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. You could work characters. around that. But when yeah. you have to do the but, base... Yeah, it's a little bit different than if you're like... Well, you like have a, to do that anyway yeah. for a, a regular linear game. Yeah, but when you're doing normal game but, content, hey! you break it up with tons of shooting dudes... So. Well, you could still do that. I'm not arguing for just a purely dialogue-based interactive. Okay, yeah, sort of I, I get what you're saying. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, build from approaching it from a creative perspective. Of this game is a self-contained story with self, with its own beginning, middle, and ends. But Which is already too much for most games. <laughs> I was gonna say that's maybe. The is problem. it part of a six-part trilogy? No. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. But anyway, so. my thing is, Andy, if you get bored, you should check out True uh, Detective just because it shows a really interesting part of, like, uh, kind of Southern lifestyle, like, kind of, like, not quite the underbelly of Southern life, but, like, there's, there's, it shows parts of, I don't know, you don't get to see kind of accurate depictions of kind of slightly kind of rural Southern life on TV. That's not, like, you know, picket fences or some kind of, like, romanticized stuff. It's just, I don't know, it's Southern fried noir. Bill, a thing you don't see kind of like Justified. Watch, I was gonna say, Bill, have you not watched Justified yet? I hate the people who work on Justified. They touched my butt once. <laughs> Bill, I've never been able to get over I'm it. Sorry, you are Bill. literally I'm describing sorry, Justified. I'm just what, what's Justified? Yeah, you are. You, I can't believe that that um, <laughs> it's on Netflix. Uh, Mike I know Russell. this because I bought the Blu-ray, and then the yeah. day after <laughs> it came out on Netflix. Oh, bless your what? heart. What? No, but it's uh, true. True Detective is on HBO, so it's got titties. Um, okay, well, Justified is on FX, yeah. so it uh, no, it, it hasn't had any. Well, got people getting shot. Um, no, uh, Justified. I'm surprised Mike Russell hasn't made you watch it yet. Mike I know Russell's Mike Russell's a huge fan of that thing. Well, no, I like mm. the cast because isn't it? Uh, what's it, it's what's his face? It's Timothy Elephant. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I love As him. As Raylan Givens, he is so good. It's a heck of a name. I no, know. it's one of those things where I think once uh, Justified is done, and uh, oh, I just uh, I, like I might just save it for like. I think it's like a rainy day kind of thing for me. I'm just saying. Seasons are kind of their own independent stories in a way. Yeah. Every season is kind of its own thing. Yeah. So well, you, it's, it's totally something you could watch. And it is very much season. so rural, rural noir. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. And he's got but, a great um the the theme song is by uh, is like this great band that does um bluegrass um, hip hop. What do they call it? Oh right. Uh, I can't remember I their remember. name now. What are they called? I can. I got a DVD case somewhere. Well, no, I don't. I have an else. album of their stuff, and it's great. It's all like. Um, well, well, does Justified make you kind of go from eh about Matthew McConaughey to go hmm about Matthew McConaughey? That's uh, the big difference. It made me go that way with Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I was gonna okay, say yeah. I have never been attracted to Timothy Oliphant until until uh, Justified. So what we need is a show where Timothy Timothy Oliphant and uh, Matthew McConaughey make out. No. No. Someone on Dumbers no, made that. The one interesting thing, actually, the one unique thing about uh, uh, True Detective, this is the last one to talk about. Gangsta Grass. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Gangsta Grass. Wow, Gangsta Grass. Okay, What's that's Gangsta Grass? Gangsta Grass is the um, the uh, bluegrass gangsta rap band <laughs> that does uh, the theme song to Justified, and they're really great. I only I have it. one of their albums. The one that interesting name is that now you can't, thing about that kind of music, True Detective. Gangsta Grass. 
yeah. is my pants. No, the one interesting about uh, thing about True Detective is the fact that it's written by one guy. All eight episodes, yeah. it's kind of like written like a novel for television. Uh, uh, they they found some kind of like award winning novelist to write the show. That usually doesn't and, work out too well, though. Yeah. What's that? That usually doesn't work out too well. Hiring some writer who's worked in a different medium just to solely do something. Well, that's the weird thing about uh, True Detective too is it's hard to tell if it's actually about anything because it's so tonal. It's it's so much yeah. about the characters kind of like just bumming around uh, the the like rural Louisiana and bumping all these weird characters. There's not much plot. It's just pure tonal, just kind of characters talking about existential angst. So it's very writerly in that in that way, and that's mostly about dialogue and ideas, but it's not really about plot. And who knows if this show is actually going to wrap up with any kind of interesting plot mechanic stuff, but it's... Uh, it, well, said, plot's it's overrated like in a lot of cases. Kind of <laughs> anyway, what else? What else? Hey, I've been talking a lot. Jacob and Conley, is there anything going on in your lives that you can do? Yeah. Oh, oh man! Um, just to jump on you abruptly. Gosh, <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking about eating this burrito. That is why you're our friend. Um. Uh no. Have you played really or read or considered uh, anything well, of note? You know, we played the. Well, last month, DLC. Yeah. Um, I finally finished Gone Home. Oh, did you? Um, oh. Our computer. For a second, I thought you were on the team that made Gone Home. No. no. I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of Carwa. Yeah. Yes. They're both. We also need to have a podcast here, so it's a little confusing. Yeah. Our Sid's computer Twitter was aunt. too. Uh, like our version of the OS was too uh -huh. old. Yeah. To play the game, like yeah. I purchased it. It was like, all right, I'm gonna play it now, and then like, yeah, I couldn't. So we finally no. upgraded it, and uh, I finally played it. Yeah. What's kind of terrible is I've found that lately, every time I try and play games, I get motion sick. Oh. Is, games oh, in general, motion. or just first person stuff? Uh, watching Jimmy play The Last of Us last night, I started oh, to get really? motion Well, yeah. I hear that a lot with people watching games. I hear that's yeah. a lot worse than well, playing. Well, like playing on home too. So, um, uh, I got sick and I was home for a couple days, and um, so I play it in like thirty-minute chunks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like or less. I like I played it in a few chunks. Yeah. Like I can play it and then like go lay down on the bed for a while. Oh, <laughs> if you were sick while you were doing it, it may have just been some kind of inner ear thing. No, I've been getting up. sick okay. playing like yeah. anything. Vertigo okay. sucks. Yeah. I am terrified of that happening to me mm -hmm. because I'm prone to a lot of vertigo. That's what scared the hell out of me when I hit my head. Yeah. Is that when you have a concussion you get vertiginous and I'm already a dizzy broad. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I actually didn't think about that. I'm like, what if this takes away my ability to play video well, games? I love video games. <laughs> so I yeah. play them, I just choose yeah. to play them and then feel sick. <laughs> Wait until the last minute like, oh, oh I gotta lay down. It's only ever happened to me once in the game. I can't quite remember what it was though. Some kind of arcade I couldn't thing. Play, I couldn't play Mirror's Edge. I still have never played Mirror's Edge because my vertigo. I played a little bit of it. Not too much. Uh, Portal. I can only play in small snippets. Like, I love it. the Portal games. But, I'll like, I can play it for about forty-five yeah. minutes and then like. Yeah. I think well, the that's reason why. That's a weird game. Yeah. way the perspective works anyways. Very much so. Uh, I think the reason why Portal didn't bob affect me as greatly is because I was able to be very deliberate about it and mm -hmm. take my time. Yeah. Whereas in Mirror's Edge, there's so, there's so much stress on momentum and movement right. that like, if there is ever a first-person Spider-Man game, I'm fucked. Well, I get overexcited and just start flailing the camera around yes. wildly. <laughs> oh, that'll do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no, I really like Gone Home. I'm so glad. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I really liked it too. Oh yeah, my mom played Gone oh. Home. It was 
The cutest! Okay, so now I'm going to chat again. Do you like how I said, hey, Kelly, why don't you talk? Yeah. talk. <laughs> so my mom played Gone Home. It was adorable. Um, she really enjoyed it. Uh, what's interesting is that my mom and I played Mist back in the day, mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, it's like Mist. And so she said, without all that garbage. Because she's like, I yeah, hated Mist. My mom was... hated Mist because of yeah. all that garbage. She, and I felt the same way. My mom and I both got tricked into thinking Mist was a story game. When really, it's a puzzle game with story. Right. Did you see they're coming out with I a 3D version of Mist? a weird influence on people. I see people talking yeah. about that game all the time. Mist Artists really... who say it was a huge influence. On oh, yeah. No, Mist was like one of the top-selling PC games of all yeah. time. It still Mist is. is. It's popular, but it's such a weird thing. Yeah, so this is the only game that my mom has played besides Grim Fandango. Oh, really? Like uh, she is wow. not in games. Wow, jumping quality. She does, I know, right? she does not like games, play but Grim she played Mist. And then when we got Grim Fandango, like my dad actually bought it. Yeah. And then he uh-huh. never played it. Yeah. But my mom and I were like fighting each other for like, <laughs> to play it. Like <laughs> that's awesome. It, and then she'd be like, Conley, it's your bedtime. Conley, it's your bedtime. I want to play Grim Fandango. Okay, so this is the best part about my mom playing at home. She really liked it, except my mom is a big murder mystery fan. And so she playing this game the whole time. She's like, "Why is the house empty? Oh, it's a psycho house. Did he kill everyone? Wait, wait. Did this daughter? Did she kill everyone? It's like, was there an abduction scenario? Like as she's playing it, she's going through. Oh, there's a conspiracy theory element. Did the father get too close to some sort of truth? It was adorable. All the ways she was determining that the Greenbriars had been murdered terribly. And so in the same way most people assume there was ghosts, your mom yes. assumes Illuminati exactly. were conducting murders. Exactly. <laughs> My mother went straight to murder. Oh, yeah, if she ever got to that basement, she would just be waiting for dead bodies around every <laughs> corner. But, Did um, she not get to the basement? No, we only played for about oh, an hour. Okay. We it, played it for an hour and a half. And keep in mind, when you're someone whose entire perspective of gaming is, she played Super Nintendo yeah. with me back in the day. She played, like I said, Myst. She plays a lot of Tetris and like casual games. Um, but I think that was the last time my mom played a game, too. Yeah, but she never uses a... Like, I, I figured the keyboard and mouse were going to be a little too abstract, so I got her my gamepad. And um, so she was using that, but even then, that is a huge obstacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she did Gone Home's a good game to do it in, because you can take yeah. it at your own pace. But Exactly. But even then, she really had a lot of trouble with it. Like, just literally getting around and moving things and orienting the yeah. camera correctly. Like, it's just because that is very difficult. It is. Yeah, I remember doing that for the first time in Bioshock. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. No. I remember how long no. it had to take me, it took me to figure out, like, that I could look, and by looking, I could use that actually while moving forward to actually turn, as opposed to actually, like, turning mm-hmm. and shifting my point of view and, like, all that. And uh, so it was, it was interesting to watch her play, because I was like, no, just press A. Just press A. You've got it. No, just, no, just stop. No, 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 no. no. But yeah. the best part is, is that after a while, after about an hour and a half, and because it took her so long, to play anything. She was really enjoying it and she was already, she was like spinning all these theories and it was really, really cute. She started getting really mad at the house. She's like, this house is dumb. Why is there a library off of an office? Like, what is, what, this is a, the damnedest house. Seems, yeah, actually, <laughs> why is it behind the office? I get why you connect the two, but why is it behind the office? Because my mom is also a huge old house nerd and like, uh, so she's like, this house is the damnedest house. And then, 
She just it turned is. me. She, Thinking about my it. mom was so funny. She just turned to me and she goes, "So how much? How many? How many more doors do I have to open?" And I first have to pick up about three. forty. <laughs> I was like, about forty. I was like, "Mom, you just described the entire game." <laughs> Someone on Steam tagged that walking simulator. I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Okay, it's that's funny, kind of funny how ridiculous video games are to normal per uh, to, to, to yeah. normal people. Yeah. And it's funny even when a game that is pretty much you just exploring a house like in real life. It's still just for the, for the for how it needs to be designed to be an interesting game space yeah. can still be so divorced enough from reality that someone yeah. a normal person would be like what the fuck's wrong with this game like yeah. this is Which, not real to this be is fair stupid, other yeah. mediums have that it's just oh, games yeah, are, they require so much more from you exactly yeah. all all you're all not media taught to have... play games in school. Exactly. All media have like this base language that you have to know to go into it. Like to read a comic, you have to know how to read a comic. To read, to read, you have to know how to read. Yeah. Like movies, you have to understand that a cut is like can still be a continuation of certain. And to be fair, movies you kind of pick up on your own. You don't need to be Very taught so. that. You just watch a few. Very much so. But still, it's like it's got to be alarming to someone who's never seen a movie yeah. before, where all of a sudden the perspective shifts or something like that. Well, it's like um in Hugo. Where there's that movie, the first movie is that train coming towards the camera, and yeah. everyone in the theater freaks out. Which they was don't true. Realize. Which yeah. was yeah, real. that's what that happened. Actually happened, you know. It's like you, everybody, but yeah, games have that barrier to entry, and it was really interesting to watch my mom play this game, which is one of the most accessible games made in the last couple of years, and really yeah. struggle with it. But she hey, really liked it. She really tell liked us. It. T- tell us about Jazz Punk. Jazz Punk. That is speaking of first person game. games. That's a game. I played through that entire game yesterday. It's just this blur of like 60s spy nonsense and video game references. At one point, you go up to a wedding cake and you uh, hit E or whatever on it to activate it. And it opens up and a keypad pops up and then all of a sudden you start playing Wedding Quake, a multiplayer <laughs> shooter where you have a champagne bottle. <laughs> and you're trying to pop the cork. I need to check out that game. It sounds pretty fun. And you, it's it's this. I don't know if it was actually online or not, and if I was playing with other people. That's the kind of game it is. And then that's there's good. this. That's great. Street Fighter parody with a car. You go up to the car, trunk pops open. There's a keypad, and you're playing. You're just beating the car up. It's this Honda. It's some old Honda, that's the name of the car, and you beat it up, and at the end, it says, I have disgraced my factory. You can, in the first level, you get this pigeon degaussing thing, uh-huh. so that you can degauss pigeons, and if you hit them three times, the pigeon drops, and it drops pigeon pheromones, and you can take these pheromones and spray it on almost anyone in the level, and then pigeons come, try to mate with that person, pick it up, and fly it away. Wow. Yeah, it's a weird game. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say. I uh, from what I've seen of it, I think it's a little too weird for me. I kind of. It tries a little too hard. Exactly. I would pick it up like, on I, sale. I, I wouldn't like pay fifteen bucks for it. Crazy bizarre humor. Yeah, and I like but it's kind of absurdist. It never. Stuff. It didn't click with me until like the second or third level, and then I kind of enjoyed it. But it also has some adventure game stuff where you're wandering around with an item trying to figure out what on earth you do with this. I spent huh. 40 minutes with a mechanic right. pig trying to find something to roast it on. Like, I know a lot of people have really liked it. I think, for yeah. me, it just kind it's, of felt like it's trying too hard to be absurd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, to be yeah. fair, that kind of humor is it either really quicks with you or it kind of doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I could appreciate yeah. what it was doing. I just couldn't really... 
I couldn't really get into it myself. I don't regret spending the money, but I would I would tell someone else to wait until it's like half off on the Steam it's, sale. It's definitely a it's worth playing game. It's a yeah. weird fucking game. It's it gone like... home for crazy people. It's yeah. gone home for Bill. <laughs> it's by <laughs> what? No, I uh, no. I looking at it, I thought it was maybe like um uh Stanley like, Parable and Thirty Flights of Loving. Made yeah. Out. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Maybe a little bit of the Stanley Parable, but the Stanley Parable is way, way better. I feel yeah. not that jazz punk is awful or anything. Like I said, it's just it's either going to click with you or not. I should have made my mom play the Stanley Parable. She would have really liked the I Stanley feel like, Parable. I feel like that depends so much on uh, a lot of it depends so much on knowing games already. I feel but like I the first there's... couple of endings would probably work. Yeah. That's yeah, true. that's what I'm saying. Like at least the first, like at least, I think at least 20 minutes would be still be fun because it really is just go here, yeah. walk here. Like you're like general kind of stuff, but story yeah. criticism stuff in this first few endings. That's true. There is a lot of that that requires some sort of understanding of the game. Oh man, you could have had her click on door 34 and had her would've, go through that. Would have been good. Yeah. What is is that is that like you want to have your mom over and just film her playing stuff. Uh, yeah. No, there's this achievement for clicking on door 34 300 times or something, mm -hmm. and about 10 times in the clicking on it, it tells you, you know what, you haven't earned this achievement. <laughs> Go click on this door. No, that's not enough. I totally Stay on that desk that, yeah. and jump on it 10 times. Yeah, Man. I would boot it up yeah. and just look at the achievements. For yeah, what if you've not looked at the achievements, you have to, because all the achievements... I think, yeah, almost amazing. all of them and then, are unrelated yeah. to the gameplay. You know, you and they not point you towards an ending, basically. Yeah. That I found. Yeah. Annie, you might want to... This, this is going to sound weird, but you might want to try to uh, uh, the Titanfall beta if you know anyone with an Xbox One. Uh, before I don't know that anyone Titanfall. with an Xbox One or Windows. That's a damn shame. Because, yeah. speaking of first-person shooters with weird shit, games. In the, this game's know. got fucking parkour in it. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize. I thought this. I thought Titanfall was just going to be a uh, Call of Duty with giant robots that you're running around with. You can double jump and you can parkour. You can run up walls, run along walls, and do all this crazy shit. They have a gun in there. It's called the Smart Gun, which magically fires bullets. As long as someone's like vaguely within your field of view, the bullets will just go out and go around corners and shoot people. So you don't even need. Sounds like an insomniac game. <laughs> it's weird because like it's still like Call of Duty where like there's still still a lot of skill based stuff, but like they put a lot of weird stuff in there, like like made for like people who aren't really good at first person shooters. It's 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 mm. it's kind of weird. Like I said, the God. mobility stuff where you can kind of run anywhere you want and, and and hide wherever you want is really cool. Yeah, and the fact they have a gun that like like all you have to do is kind of like vaguely aim it at someone, the bullets just kind of shoot out and like yeah, you don't have to aim. Is really interesting. Just imagine how many people are going to accuse someone of hacking, and they're just going, "Nope." Yeah. 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 No, it's it's. I mean, they still have giant robots and shit, where you're like, you know, you can either climb into a robot, or you can have a robot follow you and shoot people, or that that are attacking you and stuff like that. But yeah, I was really surprised at how many crazy things are in that Titanfall game. Any, whenever I buy the actual game, you're welcome to borrow it and check it out. I think Foley would have a good time with that. Yeah, I keep hearing a lot of good stuff about it. I was really surprised at how much I, I've, I've been digging the beta this weekend. And it's funny because I had a, an extra code to give away. I was going to give away on the on the Boy Howdy podcast today, but then they just made the beta open for everyone last night. So. Not on PC, so if it's a PC code. No, it's an Xbox away. One code. I, okay. I accidentally wound up with Then I won't ask you for code. it. But uh, no, it's actually it's 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 pretty good. Uh, they they have it's it's really interestingly designed too because it's essentially Call of Duty with with giant robots. And you think uh, being on foot, you would totally be uh, fucking wiped out by the robots. But there's this little bit of a uh, risk reward Knock thing where 
since because as a normal person, not in a robot, you can jump up super high, what you can do is you can jump high onto the backs of robots and start, like, shooting. Right. Like, you can jump onto the back of the robot and start, like, like shooting it. And, like, oh, crazy. There's all the kinds of crazy risk-reward stuff in that game. It seems kind of fun. Even the beta is just, like, two maps and very limited uh, uh, playlists. There's pretty much just King of the Hill and Kill Everyone Else. But it is pretty fun. I'm I'm definitely gonna ch- uh, probably pick up that game when it comes out. In a month. I'm sort of interested in it, but I don't know how much I have it in me to be screamed at by racist twelve year olds. Uh, you know I what? It's know. funny. Uh, I have not played. It a sounds like game the beta yet. is the time I'd want to play because those kids aren't in. Yeah, yeah. I, I have not played a single game yet where I've heard anyone actually using voice chat yet. No. Oh. Well, it's a lot of press people quiet. too. I, I don't know what's been going on. Yeah, that's but... open beta. You. I'm. Yeah. Titanfall does not interest me enough to want to get an Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. that's oh yeah, no, that's understandable. There's like, no Microsoft exclusive that's ever appealed this to me. This game has no single player. player. It's all multiplayer too. So even if you just want to kind of like play I the game on your own terms, I know I hate. I want to <laughs> I like having to play with real people. Well, this is the weird thing. So a lot of people got upset because the multiplayer only supports up to six people versus six people. When you have giant tanks walking around, what do you expect? Well, there's giant tanks, but then there's also half the players on the battlefield are actually uh, bots that are super easy. And so, kind of a MOBA element. If you don't feel like fucking trying to fight against normal people, you can kind of just like just uh, hang out and snipe the bots. And this, uh, the bots are kind of nice and slow and easy to kill. And so they made it, like, that's another thing where they kind of made it uh, kind of designed with kind of, like, new, not very good uh, first-person players in mind. And the fact that, like, half the people on the battlefield are really easy opponents that you can, if you don't want to feel like uh, uh, attacking real people that much, you could you could just be a support person just taking out all these bots in the field. Um <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we'll see how that works in the the actual final release of the game. But I was kind of, I was actually kind of surprised. It's it's it seems to be at least a slightly any friendly, <laughs> super crazy multiplayer. multiplayer. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. When Titanfall Two comes out with a single player campaign on PC, I might pick it That's, up. That's you know why I wouldn't but, be surprised if they end up end up doing that. But yeah. Yeah, I would I would have have to assume they're going to. Not that I trust those people to write a half decent story, but something I can do. Yeah. I can deal with just suit and dude, so long as your story isn't horribly racist. Not that yeah. there's a game that did that. Yeah. I, it, is, I like... it is humans versus robots. It's very racist against oh, robots. Okay. Well, never mind. But yeah. I love robots. <laughs> robots robot are right. just turn me away from this game. Yeah. <laughs> well, can you be a robot fighting the humans? Yeah, you can be. I think. See, there you go. Yeah. 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 There we go. So, uh, tell us about Bravely Default, friends. It is default. Quite bravely. It is. It is the first Final Fantasy game, uh, essentially just with really with with really pretty graphics. It's it's. I don't like the character designs a whole lot. Actually. Really, I love that. I love I, the character designs. Some of them are pretty good. I like the ranger outfit. I like that the tail. Oh, you're talking about all the crazy costumes you can get. Right, right. Well, I kind of like the basic freelancer character designs for the main characters, but I don't really like the villains. I don't really like a lot of the so, classes. Yeah, Bravely Default is... Uh, have any of you guys played the original Final Fantasy? Like the first one for the 8-bit Nintendo back in yeah. the day? Yeah. This is essentially the same thing where you have a party of four people. Uh, you live in this I fantasy world where it, it, everything is... It's exactly like an old-school Final Fantasy where it's yeah. like kind of like a slightly... You know, it's medieval world with slight like technological stuff uh, in it. You're in this world where the world is controlled by four giant crystals. Each crystal is... 
you know, in charge of one of the main four elements, you know, fire, earth, wind, water. Uh, uh, this you combine evil, them, Captain Planet shoots out. Yeah, <laughs> this evil power starts corrupting the crystals, and it uh, ends up, uh, your job is to go uh, hunt down these crystals and cleanse them of this corrupting power, and that's the and whole that's plot the of whole the story. Yeah. That's the whole story. But then you I, have... Okay, that's not true. I was yeah, but then you have four characters, there. and you can, like, assign the characters different jobs and stuff like that. But, yeah, the art style is really nice. It's, like, this kind of yeah, very like cool, hand-drawn, yeah. watercolor... Art style, it's, which is really nice. It's by the same artist who did um, Final Fantasy XII, Final Fantasy Tactics, Vagrant mm-hmm. Story, mm-hmm. Um, something else recently, I can't remember. Um, and he also did the character designs, and I don't like the character designs very much. Well, that's a lot of it feels this... like Square came to him and said, I need you to put a 15-year-old girl in a bikini for this outfit. You can do what <laughs> you want with this. This needs to look exactly like it did in the last game. Yeah, go with that. And then he left the company after this game came out. But it's funny He's that, my, yeah. The, well, the characters though, they're kind of like little chibi characters though. It's not and like they're big sexy characters. Like little, they got squat little right. heads so, with like, like little dot eyes. It's why. He's he's worked well in that style before. That was the style we used for Final Fantasy Tactics, and yeah, I love the art in that game. This guy's yeah. my favorite artist working yeah. in games. I love his art, and this game, it's just so. Uh. See, all the costumes come into play, too, because... So you have four basic characters, mm-hmm. but in the game, you have, like... It's, like, something like tw- like two dozen jobs. Okay. And, so like, you, know, like, you could be a knight or a mage or a white mage or a red mage or, uh, like, there's this furry warrior you could be. The and ranger. each different job comes with its own crazy costume stuff. And uh, some of them are real too and crazy. So, yeah. The time mage, in particular, yeah, so like, so where he's, like, wearing a clock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny when you, but when you have to look at it in cutscenes and oh, the characters doing yeah. this super dramatic, poorly written dialogue, <laughs> and he's wearing a clock yeah. around his face. Yeah, oh, but dear. it's cute. It's just you're just running from town to town. You're just you're just you're just hack, you know turn based hacking and slashing people. You know you're using Blazaga. You're using yeah. Fireaga. You know it's all the old. If Final you like Fantasy. Final Fantasy, there's it's a good game to pick it up. It is I so love weird the that play. it's not just called Final Fantasy because it is they a wanted. In, yeah, it's in Japan. Know. It was Bravery Default Flying Fairy, so it still had FF in the title. Oh. But I think what they wanted okay. to do was they wanted to test if a game like this would sell without the Final Fantasy name, because people are telling them the Final Fantasy name is played out. They don't. Yeah. Final Fantasy's boring. It's we true. know everything that's going to happen. This so and well they have in to Japan. Appeal to such a, is, I think it did. They're making a sequel already. Is Bravery okay. Default? 30. Is it turn-based? Yeah, it's yes. turn-based. The, in fact, that's okay. the reason it's called Bravely Default. You can brave and take more actions now, or you can default and save up more actions for another turn. Like, yeah, like genius. so brave, you can take up to four turns at once. Like you can yeah. just like attack. Like each guy, each character can attack. But the only problem with that is then you, then you have to sit out four turns while the enemy takes four turns okay, because. Yeah. Okay. But like uh, the 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 justification for you wanting to take four turns in advance is maybe you can wipe out the enemy in one yeah. swoop before yeah, he even gets a chance to take its turn. System. Yeah, so it's interesting how and like, but when you default, when you bank turns, essentially, like you go into You're also super taking defensive half mode. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like that's the one really uh, from a gameplay perspective. That's the one really unique thing in this yeah. game is yeah, Otherwise the, the brave brave slash default yeah. system of. Yeah, banking or taking turns in advance, but it's 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 cool. 
Annie, I've got yeah, it. I've got it on playing Final Fantasies after um ten when it stopped yeah. being turn based because literally you what, played Final Fantasy twelve. I played some of Final Fantasy twelve and I couldn't get into it because literally yes but like literally what I like about Final Fantasy is the like bullshit micromanagement yeah. like turn based yeah like yeah, as that's soon as in this game from that, I'm like and it's not interested yeah this <laughs> this goes well done it's very well done the oh, combat in this is great oh I can buy it now I just got paid on uh yes. Banner Saga uh, someone bought me Banner Saga I'm tempted to buy it for you just I've got because. the cartridge you guys would be welcome to borrow it when I'm done there's three we're, we're talking spots. about Banner Saga we've yeah. got oh, Banner Saga, Saga. Oh, oh, we're talking about Vikings you yeah. <laughs> And the last There's thing a, I did was oh, I watched a shitload of the Winter Olympics this week. Yes. Which has been ninja. good because the Americans have been fucking up, which has been forcing NBC to actually show stuff uh, either uh, about the athletes losing, which is more interesting than athletes winning, and or, or stuff about other countries, which like is nice to see. So it's not just like, rah, rah, America, we're so good. So what people... exactly happened to Bob Costa? Oh, Bob Costa? He yeah. got pink eye. And not only did it go from one eye, it went to both his eyes. And so Ugh. he looked like he looked like someone like looked like a sheep if you were allergic to sheep farted in his face. Because <laughs> he kept on trying to host, and both of his eyes were so like little, little tiny, watery. It was so. Cute. Someone else get an intern. Well, it turns out I didn't realize he had hosted every single evening of NBC's coverage of the Olympics for the last like twenty five years. Yeah. Then you need to get and someone new. Get the intern. <laughs> Yeah, so so finally, like this week, he finally did take a couple nights off, and it was the yeah the first nights he had taken off in 25 years of wow. of, of uh so that he didn't want to break his streak because I think he had hosted like 157 consecutive nights of coverage for NBC for the Olympics over the course of like the last you know like six Olympics. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, no, it's 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 really been interesting to see a lot of. There's been a lot of older people competing in these Winter Olympics, and a lot of them have been, been yeah. getting hurt. Um, like uh, Sean White, he's the snowboarder. He was mm-hmm. expected to win all the gold. He he got fucked up. He got hurt. He didn't uh, win anything. Shawnee Davis, uh, the speed skater, he was expected to win all the golds. It's he almost got like hurt. this stuff is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is man. It's uh, some of the figure skaters got super fucked up. There was a super cool Russian guy. Like I love the Olympics just because it's this. Great global community thing. Right, the yeah. politics behind the Olympics are always fucked up, whatever. Yeah. But it's always interesting to see other people from other countries doing things you would otherwise never see. Uh, on the figure skating stuff, there's always been this older Russian dude who's always been really cool. He doesn't look like a normal figure skater because he's an older guy and he's super tall and he has kind of shaggy straw, yellow hair, and kind of this big schnoz and these big bulging Russian eyeballs. And he kind of looks kind of goofy and awkward and older. And I always thought he was kind of interesting because he looks like kind of like a normal human being. He's not like super cut or like super like fair or anything like that. And he was in the middle of a routine and he threw out his back, which is a big deal because he's like 33 years old, which is ancient for a figure skater. And it, it, this was going to be his last Olympics. And in the middle of his routine, he destroyed his back. And right Ugh. there on the ice, he had to say, "This is it. I'm retired. That was the last time I'm ever going to be in the ice in the Olympics." Right there, and that was so. It's a feel sad. good event. Yeah, yeah and like all these good because you're not him. Well, and this, and then this younger American speed skater, uh, a figure skater, he was doing a routine, and he fell flat on his chest, almost looked like he broke one of his ribs. Oh. But Ooh. then he fucked himself. It was one of the hardest. Uh, 
crashes I've ever seen a figure skater ever take. But he got back up on his feet and finished the rest of his routine almost flawlessly. And it's funny because like he was getting so much applause because it looked like he was not going to get back up from from this really bad fall he took. Yeah. But he got back up and he finished the rest of his routine. And he yeah. was obviously hurting like a motherfucker, but he finished it almost flawlessly. And everyone, like, it was funny because he got so much more applause than if he'd not fallen. Because everyone was like, even people rooting for his competitors were like, oh man, this guy's got heart for getting back up and actually well, getting back into this. In a way, that's more impressive because you expect yeah, exactly. everyone to do so well anyways that when someone fails and then does well in spite of that, there's a story there. Yeah, there's something there's, to attach to. Yeah, and there's been a lot of that in this Olympics. And it was funny because this figure skater, as soon as he's done, like he finished, like, he did this little pa- last pirouette and he held his... And then he just passed out from the pain. Yeah, and as soon as uh, that was done, he like was like you could hear him go, off. Oh, Fuck! And like he like limped off the ice, and that yeah, it was so cool to see. And I wish and, I'd seen and, that. And the Winter Olympics are kind of cool too because you have to, like the body types of the yeah. Winter Olympics. Yeah, are like, way more slender a lot yeah, of time. And in the Summer Olympics, everyone's kind of like a human cheetah, except for maybe like the <laughs> shot putters. Yes. But yes. in the Winter Olympics, you've got like you know the figure skaters are all kind of like you know their own little thing. And the hockey players are always big, super burly guys, and you got like the the snowboarders, which they don't have to be cut at all. They're just like smoking bongs and like eating Burger King. <laughs> right. But then like I'm sure exactly got, that's how they look at it. Wait, yeah. then you got the sled runners, like the people doing like the illusion stuff, are like no, short, skeleton. stocky little people with big butts and super big hips. <laughs> And it's almost like that's where all of their strength needs to be to control the I guess the so. But it's funny because like there's this thing called skeleton where the ladies they they, they jump yeah, onto these sleds and they race. It's called skeleton. But it's funny because they're all like, they're all five feet tall and they got these big ass fucking butts based <laughs> like, in this like super tight spandex and they're going downhill and their butts are just jiggling all over the place and then they get up and I did actually kind of notice that I felt bad and, and, and there's the skeleton thing though this is another thing where um there was a skeleton racer. There was this American lady. She's a farmer, and she seems super, super cool. She actually seemed kind of like this dikey farmer lady, super down to earth. And her race, she had secured what she thought was going to be a silver medal uh, place, but uh, as as more and more racers kept on coming oh, yeah. in, they I knocked her that. out, and she eventually finished fourth. She finished out of medal placement by like her yeah. speed was just off uh, everyone else by like. One like 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 ten four hundredths of a second. Like I remember that it was four hundred. Yeah, of a and she was crushed because she went from like, oh yeah, I think I got a silver to like half an hour later First, she was knocked yeah. out of competition altogether. And she was cool because she had like this bright shock of pink punk hair. Yeah, and she was mm-hmm. super stocky. She looked like a normal human being, and just like by Portland standards. Yeah, it was just very. <laughs> I don't know. It was cool. It's, Her it's, speech it's, after that was just I'm. Trying not to cry right now. I think I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was masturbating and crying at the same time. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. Very good, though. I was yeah, waiting so for it. We have not been watching the Olympics. We bought a digital antenna a couple of years ago explicitly to watch the Olympics because Foley and I love that shit. And there is something about the ritual of coming home and turning on the TV and it's always on. And, like, yeah, that... Yeah. That um, jingoistic, but it's interesting because it's kind of whoever, whatever team I, I'm, I get drawn into whatever story I'm told. So yeah, I become yeah. immediately become very nationalistic for whatever country we're excited <laughs> exactly, about. Yeah. Go Ireland. Exactly, like fuck yeah, Finland. You know, <laughs> like 
I want to hear about that cuttlefish that weren't to wide the sway in the Grand Exactly. Yeah. So I um I really get into it, but this year I don't know. Like I a you know Russia being a gay person yeah. and it's like okay Russia. That's kind of right, why I'm not right watching there. more of it. I'm like they yeah. Really yeah, and also this year for whatever reason there was a lot more attention around the destruction of the Olympics, both on the environment and the economy yeah. of where they do it, and yeah. all of the stuff. It that started came with out, China. Really, yeah. I started hearing a lot about it in China and yeah. what they were doing over there. But even then, it's so wasteful because you build these giant arenas that then just are unused, and yeah. it costs you so much money. And yeah. you know, it's yes, it's supposed to bring income, but really, it's so it disruptive doesn't. to the yeah. City. China has I, spent, I, or, it does. I'm not Russia. a big fan of sports. I don't really like sports, but I, I love sports. the Olympics, and I yeah. haven't watched I them this year for the same. Just like, like everything I've heard out of it is horrible. Yeah, like that, usually, but... usually the Olympics cost like what is it, 170% over budget. Russia is 500% over budget. Oh yeah, all this yeah. billion dollars. Just Woof! I just couldn't. I can't in good conscience do it, which yeah. breaks my heart because I love the Olympics. Yeah, yeah the Winter yeah. Olympics are the ones I look forward to because yeah, and I, I like watching figure skating. I like that sort yeah. of stuff. You don't see that kind of thing a lot at the Summer Olympics. Yeah. There's gymnastics, but yeah. for the most part. Did you see the people protesting like the the, the 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 people protesting the Olympics and somebody had a sign saying, "Would we ever let the Nazis host the Olympics?" <laughs> yeah, I did <laughs> I was see like, that. Guys, that was great. <laughs> Would you let the Nazis host the Olympics? No, never. That would never so happen. Jesse Owens was watching that going, come on, guys, I'm right here. <laughs> what the fuck? Dear Lord. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's. I've still been watching it because I'm, I'm stupid and I, I'm not going to go on strike from the, I don't know. It's, well, well, it's real judging I mean, you harshly, Bill. That's right, Bill. Yeah, uh-huh. what, what you should be getting out of this is that you should feel really bad about yourself. Well, yeah. really, it's kind of like, to some degree, and this is going to sound, I know this is going to sound, I'm going to sound like an idiot saying this, to some degree it's kind of like PAX. Where it's like yeah. it's not like my pro my not consuming it is hurting it at right. all. Right. That's the Olympics are gonna happen one way or the other. It's so beyond our, our control. Yeah. Like there's nothing you can really do. But it just puts this whole it's this lens you view the whole thing through, like, exactly. oh look at that figure skater. He's gay. If he doesn't get out of there after the Olympics, he's dead. That's, yeah. That's yeah. the story. That's the story of the whole Olympics. They yeah. need to weave or they're dead. Yeah. No. Okay. Not that all figure skaters are gay. Should, should, should we take a break? Yeah. Come back I need to keep it for the yeah, yeah, I need to like quietly. I know, yeah. I am very warm. I have to go put on some water clothing. Yeah. So, friends, we're going to take a brief break, and then we'll be back for the Geek Week in review. For the second two-hour half of the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'm gonna go put on better clothes. Okay. I'll be Actually, back. I think. Have water. Uh, sure. You can talk to whoever's in the chat. I'm not there, so probably no one. Yeah, uh, well, I'm it looks sure like we have five viewers. Yeah, we or, had a two. Oh, wait, we, we have less. They're leaving. Seven. They're all leaving. <laughs> oh my god. We're coming back, everybody. You know what? Actually, I might cut out. I might. I might cut out everything out of the Geek Week review this week, except for one thing. Huh? Yeah, I'll see. Well, there's not that much in there, but, like, yeah, we're already running over oh. it, and we're going to sp- spend a lot of time talking about la- Left Behind anyway. So I'm going to go well. eat this away from the microphone. So, oh, I'm going to eat my, part of my peanut butter oatmeal cookie. <laughs> I'll be back. Okay. Uh, everyone watching from home gets to see how the uh, oh, I'm fine. the sausage is made this week. I don't need more coffee. Usually not everyone just doesn't get up away and walk away from the... Yep, that's what I thought. I'm the only person here. Even Jacob left. This is so sad. Okay, so now we're going to keep on talking about skeleton runners' butts. 
Spandex clad butts. Jiggling. Alarmingly so at some points. Uh, I can't see chat because uh, Annie can only see chat because she actually hosts this broadcast. So apologies to anyone who might be typing back at us. Um, yeah, I'm stuck here entertaining you guys while everyone else poops and finishes their breakfast. What am I going to talk about? Um, actually, I should do the Geek Week interview with you guys, considering we're going to cut out everything uh, when everyone gets back. January NPD is Xbox One is outselling... Oh, no, the PlayStation 4 is outselling the Xbox One 2-to-1. No shocker there. The Dice Awards, which... Let's see. Who won the Dice Awards? It was mostly... Oh, that's right. It was Last of Us. They, uh, which, Last of Us is a good game. I'm glad they won a whole bunch of awards. But they also won the Dice Award for Most Innovative Game, which is slightly kind of ridiculous. Um, I guess you can just say that Last of Us is innovative because, from a narrative point of view, Last of Us is, 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 is innovative. Uh, I really like Naughty Dog's... What they choose to leave out of what they show... Uh, when it comes to the Last of Us stuff, which is, is something they actually continue with left uh, left behind, um, yeah, they they make some interesting editorial decisions. So I guess in that way, Last of Us is innovative. But in terms of gameplay, not particularly so. You could you could say that uh, Ellie being a character that you have to take care of, and the fact that she is not an annoying sidekick character in a game like that. Uh, that's pretty innovative. Um, so many games where you're essentially doing a long escort mission, um, the, the, the person you're escorting, the character you're escorting, is usually frustrating and tends to get shot and do stupid things. Um, they, they, they managed to avoid that with uh, Life Behind. Also, they also kind of managed to avoid that too in Bioshock Infinite. In both cases, they solved that problem by essentially making the escort, the person you're escorting invisible to the enemy. Which is smart, although that kind of fucks up the the world building of the game if no one can really see the person you're escorting. Like, they're essentially a ghost, which kind of, like, makes makes things seem kind of weird. Uh, what else we got well, in the Geek Weekly interview? What, uh, what up, Jacob? Oh, not much has changed. I haven't won the water race since I went downstairs and got to go out. Yeah, no, you didn't miss much. I'm just sitting here talking to myself and to who, who, whoever is listening about uh, uh, the Dice Awards and Last of Us winning. Winning uh, everything. Most, most Best Indie Game was a weird choice for that, but I'm glad they won it. They deserve it. What's that? Best Indie Game was a weird choice for that, but they deserve yeah, it. Yeah, no, I know, seriously. Yeah, I'm trying to see uh, the Dice Awards. I'm trying to find anything the last time I didn't win. Uh, I get, it did not win Best Music, which is actually bullshit, because... That has some fantastic music. Yeah, Last, last of Us had the best soundtrack out of anything last year. Um, the what Last of Us was pretty good. I hate that game with a passion. Yeah. But it had some good stuff. Right, oh, Annie? So, Conley is eating her breakfast, and we're waiting on coffee, so we're going to be a little bit. No, that's fine. Oh, no, that's okay. No, I no, no, really... you're fine. I just had to check my email and send something, so you're fine. The all, I think I might cut down the Geek Week interview to just, just us talking about uh, J.K. Rowling and uh, Ron and Hermione. Fucking no. <laughs> no, there's some interesting stuff to talk about there. That'll that'll take up enough. We can save Geek Week review, the rest of it until next week. Um, 
and by then all the news will be three weeks old. I just have to. I'm actually gonna run off and have some coffee in just a second. I just need to send an email. You son of a bitch. I know. I'm an <laughs> she's asshole. leaving us alone. That's Does right. she not know what we're gonna do while she's gone? We're gonna kiss. We're gonna go much, muchas, muchas. Okay, you just kiss the fox on the screen, and I'll tell you we're kissing. That's fine. <laughs> I, I like Robin Hood. I'll just pretend you were wearing a jaunty little hat with a feather in it. Somewhere on my computer, there's a picture of a fox standing on two legs looking up at the sky, and I really wanted to use that, but I can't find it. <laughs> Aww. I also had that drawing I did for Aww. Annie, but I couldn't find a good resolution <laughs> that. was that. so good. It Aww. made me so happy. <laughs> that was probably the best thing I've drawn, because it actually communicated what I was trying to do. It was so good. I liked it. Not something I can say about Oh, you guys got the pet... So, Annie, you guys got the package from Max Motley? I did! It was so good! We'll talk about it on the podcast. Aww. Uh, Bill, did you get that gift I sent you in that email? Oh, yeah! So, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, no, thank you so That's much. That's okay, I forgot to send it to you. <laughs> Until two months <laughs> after I bought it. I know the feeling. Thank you so much. Actually, maybe we will... Uh, yeah, I don't have boot camp. Um, yeah, so there's I ways can't to run the game. do it, so if you don't want to deal with those, though, you can totally give it away. That's fine. Yeah, I'm going to take you up on that. Yeah, because I, yeah, yeah, I've never been able to figure out how to get not. My housemate knows how to do, do that stuff, but, well, especially me, I'm running a super, I have my new laptop as a super small hard drive, and so I don't think it's really practical for me to uh, run, uh, ha, like, uh, run boot camp on there. Yeah, it might not be. I don't know if it would be more than a few Gigs. I know the game's super small, but Windows. I don't think. It yeah, that's the thing. Huge, Windows. I'm not yeah. quite sure, like creating that partition on the hard drive. How much? I, I, like I said, I could talk to my house. Maybe, maybe I'll wait. Until, maybe I'll see what I can do this weekend. And, and yeah. if I figure out something. I'll, I'll give away the code for uh, for next week. But yeah, thank you so much. It's really appreciated. Yeah, I was listening to you talk about. So is Torment? I've always heard people talk about Planescape Torment. Let me see. I'm not even quite sure what kind of game that is. I is it just it, like a strategy game? It's um, it's one of those Baldur's Gate games. Annie was oh, okay, that's never always... played that before, and then it was on sale for free bucks as you oh, were, you know, was watching it. So I bought it then, thinking I'm pretty sure there's a Mac version of this. But you know what? Before I bought that, I should have checked <laughs> to see if there's a Mac version, and I did, and then there wasn't. And there's... then I offered it to Sid, and she didn't want it. Aww. So then I forgot Aww. to send it to you. Yeah. So. No, thank you so much. Yeah, no, yeah. For, yeah, for some reason I thought that was a strategy game and not just it like... It kind of uh, is. It's, uh, it's, well, it's kind of like StarCraft, but you're controlling at most six people, and then it's a, basically kind of like a Bioware game. Black Isle. Yeah. It's made by Obsidian, basically, the people who want to be Obsidian. The guy, uh, Chris Avalon, who's writing um, Pillars of Eternity, oh, all that. okay, yeah. It's known as being like the greatest story told in the game. I haven't actually beat wow. it, but it kind of lives up to that from what I have played. From what I have played, I actually think Final Fantasy Tactics is a little better, story-wise. Uh, which which Final Fantasy Tactics do you prefer, the PlayStation version or the Game Boy Advance version? Uh, the Game Boy Advance version is a totally different game that's yeah. good, but nowhere near as good. Um, there's three versions of the game you could get. There's the PlayStation original for PS3, PSP, and Vita. Uh, yeah. that, that is the best in terms of technical problems. It has the fewest technical problems out of all of them. But it has a horrible translation. It's one of those games where um, Dragon mm. Breath is translated as Thunder Bracelet instead of Thunder Breath. It's Bracelet because the Japanese word for prep and Bracelet is the same. It's that kind of translation. Oh, it's God, not, yeah. You still get the gist of the story, Spoonie which is still bard. very good. Yeah, still very yeah. good. 
very well told. Um, then there's the PSP version, which you can play on your Vita. Um, that one has a better translation. It's a bit overwritten, if anything, but it's still much better. Mm -hmm. But it has a lot of problems with slowdown. Every time you cast a spell or something, the game slows to a That's crawl. Yeah. And as someone who's played the original, that really bothers me. It might not bother you, though. That's probably the version yeah, the game. I, I don't know what I'm missing, yeah. Yeah, and then there's the iPad version, which came out a few years ago, so your iPad can probably run it if you have one. Oh, I had no idea they actually came out for the iPad. It did, um, but a, they didn't quite open. fix... It has the translation. It has the better translation. They didn't quite fix the bugs hmm. in the slowdown and all that. Um, and they introduced some crash bugs into the game itself. So it'll just kind of crash out. It does autosave, unlike the other versions, so it yeah, has that going good. for it. But I think you still yeah. have to start a battle over, and those battles can be kind of long. Plus, they redrew the graphics, so it kind of looks a bit like that Final Fantasy VI one. You probably no, that's not good. Yeah. And the huh. art in that game is so fantastic. Yeah, exactly, like, I yeah. love the art in that game. Mm, that's so rough. I would probably go with the PSP version. It's like 10 bucks. Okay. Yeah, that's I the bought... Uh, the only version I had available to me was um, the Game Boy Advance version, because I didn't have a... Well, no, I guess I could have bought it on PlayStation 3 uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, I think Jeremy Parrish was writing about uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, and specifically the Game mm. Boy Advance version, which I know is like essentially almost an entirely different game. It uh, is. It's but... a totally different game. It's the same style of game. I, it's not yeah. as good as Tactics in any regard. I still like it. It's still it was funny because he was talking specifically about the story about how he well, thought the story was interesting because it was about these kids and it's how it's all like yeah. a fantasy. A lot of people say that story's not great, but it's still I yeah. like it's been years since I played it. I played it when I was well. It's just funny because the, the actual playing the the but Game Boy Advance version. I remember version, it being quite good. Yeah, uh, playing the uh, the Game Boy Advance version of that game was actually the first like uh, tactical RPG I'd ever played, which actually kind of like. Uh, when when I uh, started playing XCOM last year, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this is like Final Fantasy yeah. Tactics, like, because that was the first time I ever played like a grid base. The new XCOM, especially, yeah. is is a lot like that kind of thing. Which then warmed me up for uh, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Fucking Which love I, Fire Emblem. I like Fire Emblem, but there are some things like Bravery Default with character design stuff that really turned me off. I've yeah. kind of I've kind of become a little sensitive of that in the last well, year. That's, that's kind of my. Let's. You know, it's just that's my cool. thing. I don't want to make you feel bad for enjoying it. No, no, no. But yeah, that game, the story in it was so stupid, too. Every character is just a trope. <laughs> just a walking embodiment of some Japanese trope. Which, yeah. on one hand, is kind of funny and kind of understandable. I like was really shocked but... at how much I liked that game, and so much of it was just the, um, the, uh, just the transition. Stuff. That's the thing I'm kind of missing with Bravely Default, where Bravely, yeah. it, you know, it's the same thing yeah, where it's, it's like a bunch of... Scoring that is so stupid. Yeah, it's and like this, one minute it's it's going on about how you you have to it's like this weird how to describe it. Most JRPGs are very anti-religion, you know what I mean? It's very oh the Catholic Church, blah blah blah, evil. And this yeah. game's like antique crystallism and religion is this thing keeping the world together. And then it's going on about how vanity is awful in that one town forum. And then you go to the sage and he's like, ooh, I want to see you in the string bikini. And it's played yeah. for comedy. It's like, did you wait? Uh, how far? Uh, see, I've I've I'm chapter, just. I'm almost to chapter four. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm almost at the end of chapter two, where I'm just I I've literally just beat the boss of Florum, and I I, I the next thing I'm supposed to do is purify the water crystal. 
Yeah, yeah, that's... I, I guess that'll kick me out to Chapter 3, yeah. Chapter 3 is a little better than the earlier chapters story-wise, but it's so self-serious, and these characters are walking around with, like, fox hoods and time clocks <laughs> and all that. See, the one it's thing... Just, I think the dialogue is really badly written. It's bad. It, it it's feels, horrible. It's awful. And the voice acting is not particularly good, it's, but, like, the actual... Like, I, some I, of them I, are I getting think a little better. Yeah, I, I just the actual just like the the construction of some of the sentences are just very un- like it's, it's I don't think very, the just yeah. look very well. That's the one thing I did like about Fire Emblem last year where the characters yeah, was, they had very specific voices, but they, at least they sounded very organic and fun. Right. Even if the characters they were themselves weren't that tropes, interesting. But they were very organic tropes. But at least yeah, at least at least the uh the the Japanese nature of that game in terms of like how the characters are speaking. It, d- it didn't sound like uh, the the yeah. dialogue was just run through babblefish. Um, yeah. Actually, I should time. check my town. I'm gonna check Norende in uh, uh, Bravely Default while we're waiting. I'm almost actually done rebuilding the town. Yeah, I'm getting pretty close myself. Yeah, I think I've only I'm got on like uh, some of those costume things. Yeah, I've only I've gotten most of I've got maybe a dozen different jobs so far. Yeah, I really so, like the way the jobs and everything are done in this. It's probably the best thing to use this system since Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> I think tactics might be a little bit better. See, that's the thing, guys. I've never really, really played that. Like, I never sort played of, Final Fantasy style. Five. I've never played any of the Final Fantasy games where the jobs are really. Well, a Five deal. you can play on the Vita now. Yeah. So you can play it on the Vita. Though with Bravely Default, it's kind of the same game in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't buy it unless it's on sale. Okay. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. my final. The only Final Fantasy games I played were Final Fantasy One, Final Fantasy Two slash Four. I played I. Um, I went straight from Final Fantasy 1 to Final Fantasy 4 to Final Fantasy 8. Yeah, I, I, oh, only, play every four, I only play every fourth <laughs> every Final four. Fantasy game. Uh, yeah. Well, 10's well, no. coming out on the Vita. Uh, I do like one? that game. It's not great. 10. Uh, yeah, this, Final oh, Fantasy that's right, 10. Um, yeah. I do like that one. I actually like 10 too a little more because it's so profoundly stupid that I just kind of have to love it. Is that um, that's a, that's another that fun years. that's that's kind of like bravely default where the costumes are tied to jobs right yeah yeah yep, yep. Um, yeah. um I did play Final, I have... Final Fantasy t- yeah I did play Final Fantasy ten though back in the day I did not care for that mm. game very much uh, really? I, d- I did not I care like for the, the blitz uh, ball combat, stuff yeah. and I thought the plot was ball stupid I, there's elements of that plot I like I like the overall theme I played it when I was like. 14? It was like one of the first PS2 games I got. So I wasn't very critical yeah. of plot at the time. But I do <laughs> I do like the combat. I like that a lot. I thought that was very well designed. A lot of Final Fantasy combat, it tends to be very broken very easily, and I feel like that's one of the few games that had some semblance of balance where you could See, you I feel like a sh- man, everyone who's watching us must be driven away considering how long this break is taking. But uh, it's, it's funny because uh, I played the hell out of Final Fantasy VIII <laughs> and I, I do feel kind like of a like schnook that game. because people talk about how easily broken that game is in terms of how like you can become wildly is, overpowered. And whatever reason, I never became overpowered. In fact, I only got halfway through that game. I never finished Final Fantasy VIII because I got stuck in an underwater dungeon where I couldn't get out of it oh, because I, I was that. underpowered. Whereas other people are talking about like, oh yeah, I broke that game so easily. By the end of if that you game, don't know I was how, like, Thank God destroying everybody. I could see yeah, how exactly. That and I was playing the game the way you're supposed to. I never like messed around with stuff, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I still I, have my save card where it has. I still have my Final really? Fantasy VIII PlayStation One memory card, one, uh, memory card fl- uh, floating around. Yeah, that I actually kind of like that game. It's interesting enough that it kind of makes up for its flaws. 
It's a Final Fantasy in high school, so it's almost the most honest Final that Fantasy. That was weird, and you can like download summons. Yeah, like, uh, through like computers. It's got and a shit weird. Like that. It reminds me a bit of um, the SMT series in a way, and the way it's structured, very real world with monsters running around. Kind Which of Annie, stuff. Annie still got my copy of. Uh, Oh, no, no, it's Persona 4, not Shin Megami. Uh, oh, I love Persona 4. Sim, it's, it is a Shin Megami Tensei game. It's a oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, it's Annie. the same basic mechanics you'll find in almost any S&T combat wise. Hello. And now Annie has switched jobs. Now she's become Texan Girl again. That's right. I'm, I've evolved to my final form. Uh, one of two or three? Um, what kind of JRPG are we playing here? <laughs> are you going to merge with Foley at some point? Some <laughs> You're not allowed to see that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you leave the camera on, I can see what I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Jacob. Actually, we have to. It's not my like, fault if you forget to turn it off. How how can we subsidize this and yeah. your jobs? <laughs> you know, I can run the Twitter going up to people. I can be the spam bot that falls. <laughs> there we go. Says, Hot girls here. Fatlesbians.com. <laughs> <laughs> Our With great tattoos. <laughs> Gotta emphasize that. There's people who they want that. Oh, Andy, so you didn't get your. Uh, I did got... not. Okay, hold on. Let's get back to the. Let's let's start. Yeah, we'll talk about tattoo there. Okay. Oh, Andy, the continuing you know what? Saga of Fatlesbians.com is free, but it redirects. <laughs> is it? And no, no, it redirects to lesbianchunkers.com. Be. Oh, <laughs> I didn't need no. to know that. No. Lesbianchunkers.com. Oh. 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 oh no! Oh, no. Let's get it out. Okay. All right. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna Let's roll with that out. Sounds like a good idea. Right. Let's roll. All right. All right, friends. Here we go. We're gonna oh, enter ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we're down to three viewers now. Good job, everybody. All right. <laughs> we did our job. All right. Yeah, no, Jacob and I literally just spent 20 minutes talking about Final Fantasy games, so right. that that would have driven a lot of uh, people away. If you ever want a Final Fantasy cast, call me. Yeah, we will, dude. We'll keep that in mind. All right. Okay. All right. Everybody's got their little treats. We've all taken a little break here. Okay. Actually, I yeah. finished my water. Woo! Cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's time for the Geek Week interview. Before, Bill had uh, brought up a little thing during our break there that uh, the one thing I wanted to do for my birthday, I did not get to do because of Snowbageddon. I did not get a tattoo. This is really okay. important for our podcast. Yeah. So did you reschedule your tattoo session? I have not rescheduled yet. He just canceled on me. Aww. He just canceled on you? <sighs> oh, well. Anyway, it'll happen. So, good conversation, everybody. I'm glad we could touch on that subject. Uh, I thought you had more to say about it. Okay. No, I, yeah. how, how do you say something did not happen? That's not yeah. really. Yeah. That was like, like you saying I didn't get my tattoo. No, Bill, you I, I, asked I, me, you ass. You yeah, off camera. Well, <laughs> I was thinking maybe you would have more to say. I don't know. Maybe no. not. No, I okay. just don't know whether or not you'd For the people listening, like it's right. For now, like the next time we talk, if you might have the tattoo. That's for right. The people, for the people listening, being on the Boy Howdy podcast is not that different from listening <laughs> to the Boy Howdy podcast and just kind of sounding at your phone. Yep. <laughs> if oh, you've yeah. ever wondered, you can play along at home. <laughs> exactly. Bill doesn't stop to let you talk when you listen to the podcast recording, just like when you're doing it. It's great. Okay, so we're going to cut the Geek Week into read one item this week, and it's about how J.K. Rowling now regrets automatically pairing Ron and oh. Hermione with the other. Okay, alright, yeah. so, 
as always, Bill is, is bu bully, bulldozing towards the point as opposed to explaining the context around it. So, the night before my birthday, J.K. <laughs> Rowling gave me a giant box filled with betrayal. <laughs> um, she did an interview, actually, with um, uh, Hermione Granger, uh, whose real name I can't remember right now. Emma, Emma Watson? Mm -hmm. There we go. Yeah, okay. Uh, Emma I always think see some old like Academy Award winning actress. Yeah, like, I always there's, there's, there's like Elena Watson, Watson, Watson or somebody. Yeah. Emily okay. Watson, who Emily I also Watson. like. Oh, Emily Watson. That's probably why. Yeah. So anyway, uh, she had an interview with Emma Watson. Emma Watson was the guest editor for a magazine, and in this interview, they talked about Harry Potter, of course. And J.K. Rowling said that she regretted pairing Ron and Hermione at the end of Deathly Hallows, um, because you know she's like it was a form of um, a fantasy for me. It was totally just wish fulfillment. It was not true to the characters. What? Well, to be fair, yeah. Ron and Ginny should have ended up together. That obviously <laughs> made more sense. Well, clearly they were. Literally... I want to see if I could beat Bill to that joke. Yeah, there we go. No, so she said, well, uh, you know, especially, you know, if you watch the movies, there's much more chemistry between Harry and Hermione. Yeah, in the well, fucking movies, <laughs> not the fucking books. I'm sorry. I'm even even in the books, I thought. So, so are we all in agreement no. that Ron and Hermione makes more sense than the Harry Hermione? To me, okay, here's the thing. At I think the end of the Ron day, and Hermione I, still make sense, but at I do think... At the end of the day, beyond anything else, beyond any questions of chemistry or anything like that, I personally found it to be so rewarding as a reader to have a character, and as a woman, to have a character who had a best friend who was a woman and it was not romantic. Yeah! Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I do really like that. I would have missed that in the story. That would have been real same. But I do feel like they could have done more to make it feel more natural, the Ron and Hermione thing. I feel like it just kind of came up in the last two books. See, I disagree. It was always there. But... Yeah. I will say this: I am a hopeless romantic, and it's I was. Been so long since from, I read those. I was from the start a Ron and Hermione shipper. Yeah. See, I always yeah. thought yeah. Harry Hermione uh, was stupid, uh, largely because I always thought like, well, a, I, I always thought the idea that Hermione had to be paired off with anyone, uh, yeah, kind of arbitrary to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. And if she had to be with somebody, it would kind of suck if she just wound up being the main character's girlfriend. This kind of goes back to the wild style Lego movie, yeah, thing we're yeah. Talking about, where yeah. the one cool female character, it just ends up by being by default the main character's girlfriend. Yeah. Man, Ginny was not that interesting. No, she wasn't. Ginny, she was the girl next door. Ginny, at least, no, see, I disagree. I, okay, y'all, we're talking about women in Harry Potter, <laughs> so I have a lot of opinions. Yeah. Let me go get Ginny, something to drink. Exactly, no. y'all go mind yourselves, I'm gonna go. No, I'll be back I, in about an hour. Well, yeah. he'll scream at you for a while. Exactly. <laughs> Let us shout you down about yeah. how wrong you are. I'll okay. just listen to this when it's when it's up. When it's <laughs> exactly. exactly yeah. You're not mis you can fill in the blanks pretty readily yeah. by knowing. <laughs> like I've already I'm said, saying. it's like being on the podcast. <laughs> My <laughs> face is actually turning red. I know. Like how <laughs> 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 His little nose is getting all red. Yeah. Okay, guys. So. I haven't read those books in so long, so you know. I it's... had a ritual of every year rereading them all. I did too for a while. So I ha which I haven't done in about two years. Yeah, as fully points out, that was in my pre-orgasm period of my life. So, but um, uh, so what I liked about Ginny is that she started out as the girl next door and didn't have a lot to her, and then she progressed and evolved into her own woman. Now the book did not spend a lot of time with her because, it, frankly, she she what I liked about Ginny is that she had her whole life independent of Harry, Ron, and Hermione. She had mm. her own thing going on. And uh, then being you have... captured and being damseled and then just kind of being sidelined for She was 
Oh, I hate you so much, Phil. And that, that she was Dumbledore's army along with Neville. Like, she, yeah. you can do your own series of books about Ginny yeah. and, and her evolution from being the, the kid Rowan sister. Someone will. Don't worry. Exactly. And I'm, I'm sure the damsel. Yeah, from to, being yeah. just yeah. The, the younger sister damsel yeah. to being a mature young woman who is worthy of Harry's love. You can say it about a lot of the characters, really. A lot of the characters did actually grow. That's something she did really well, I found. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's why I like Harry Potter, like, I, at the end of the day. Yeah, I have really strong it, Harry Potter feelings. And yes. when I got this news, I was in a household full of people who have never read the books <laughs> and, like, maybe watched a couple of the movies. Yeah. So I received this news and was like, ah, ah, I was so ah. bad. And everyone around me was just like, what? What's yeah. wrong? I contested by this. I was almost weeping. I was so bad. <laughs> uh-huh. like, to, to be fair, that's true of a lot of things I found. <laughs> On Twitter, there's a 50-50 chance I'll see you tweeting about how you're almost uh-huh. weeping. Yep. Which is fine. <laughs> Far be the judge. I wish I could feel things like that. I wish I had emotions, but I will say I really respect J.K. Rowling for actually saying this. Like, I wish I'd done this. Because so often writers and authors and creators won't go back and say, I, I do wish I'd done things differently. Here's some examples. I feel like yeah. that's something we don't see well, very often. Well, that's the wrong thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I respect what her saying that. What should feel regret about, about pairings is not putting Noel and Luna together. For well, she's okay. smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I will say this. Like, she specifically didn't say she regretted. Like, she didn't say necessarily mistake. Yeah, like, she, she says didn't. they could still work together with a little bit of counseling. But it's, it's, it's interesting that she's had enough time away from those characters in those books that it, it's rare that you actually have an author come out, especially an author this popular with a series this popular, actually come out and say, hey... This is kind of a mistake, or actually, just just be this open about her opinions yes. about yeah, because so often children's yeah. writers popular author. have to be so so perfect. They have to be like absolutely perfect. They can't do anything wrong. You gotta be able to look at them and say they did everything right. Like so many yeah. so many idols for kids. Or she can feel thing. regret about putting Lupin with Tonks. That's fine. That's yes. a fair yeah, regret. Yeah, that's a little weird. But I like that. I like the Harry Potter has fucked up bad relationships yeah. too. That's what I like about is her. Is Lupin and Tonks a bad relationship? It, it is. is a terrible yeah. relationship. The entire time, he's literally like, I'm not really into that. Yeah, he is <laughs> so, he, beyond, if you want to read, homosexual, whatever. Beyond that, he is such a sad and broken man, and he is incapable of accepting her love. Yeah, the whole time, he's, like, literally telling people, like, I'm not feeling this. Yeah. Until, oh, like, I forgot about that. Yeah, there was kind like, of a thing where he was all morose. And, like, yeah, and, and Tonks is all fucked up and sad yeah. because her husband is so miserable. It's yeah. great. And I like that. And I like that it's just this glimmer of this unhappy relationship. That's one of the there's things a, that I like about Harry Potter. There's a lot of unhappiness in Harry Potter. Yeah. I mean, you got Dumbledore, who had unrequited love for the guy he wiped out, like... I wish that was more in the books. I yeah, really yeah. Oh, well. What you gonna Just do? saying, oh, well, he was supposed to be gay after the fact. He was a little cheap, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I, I kind of get why she did it, though. I so don't there know are I several other regrets well, that we're having. <laughs> at the end of the day, On our let's Harry Potter be regret cast. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's ridiculous to have characters all wind up with people they knew in elementary school. Yeah, it's too neat. There's too much of a bow on it. That, that's that probably my, that, everyone complains about that uh, epilogue at the I end. I liked it when I first read the book. That's more my problem is the fact that. I, yeah, everyone ends up with someone you know from the books, yeah. and that's not how reality works. It's, no. Yeah. It's I would like no one left that, high school. It's kind of yeah. sad. Yeah. 
I would believe Ron and Ginny, or she mean Ron and Ginny. Fuck you, Jacob. Look what you did to me. <laughs> I would believe Harry and Ginny just because um, Harry is a broken wreck and needs someone who can understand where he came from. And also, Ginny, he needs somebody desperately who has their shit together. Yeah, he needs someone who has their shit together. Yeah, that's and true. who who has her, their own independent life and will not be in awe of him. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I totally get that that they work. Harry got a hot piece of ass. Good on you. So, with Ron and Hermione, I really like that because I'm a Ron and Hermione shipper. Full disclosure, if some of you were really good Googlers, you may, and you knew some private information about me, you may be able to find the Ron I Hermione I may fan know fiction. enough. <laughs> I know. You may Let's be able to see. find, maybe I wrote some Ron Hermione fan fiction Your in my time. Fan <laughs> um, but, uh, no. <laughs> um, I have a shameful live journal somewhere with all of this, but um, can I find it before you delete it? That's <laughs> but uh, no, but I what I liked about Ron and Hermione is that they are a fundamentally like that. Those conflicts will never go away, but I like that they're always there for each other despite those conflicts. Mm -hmm. I think that those are both and again in the vein of it not being a perfect relationship. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. No one's arguing that they were like perfectly meant for each other, but I could see. They they would work together. I mean, even J.K. Rowling says that. She's not even necessarily saying she she like she even admits that they would work together with some counseling. But I don't know. Ron it's... would be Mr. Mom. This, yeah. My fan fiction. All I almost wrote fan fiction that explored this. I wanted to write a story about middle aged Ron Weasley, um, coaching Little League Quidditch. Yeah. And just kind of growing a beard and a paunch while Hermione goes and runs the Wizarding World. It's funny how yeah, Andy, which is like, what happened. Yeah. Great. That, yeah. Andy, God, I'm Andy, I remember you telling me about that so long ago. That's kind of like yeah. in my mind. That's kind of canon. What happens is your little fan fiction idea yeah. of what the marriage is like. Yeah. Well, and yeah, well, Ron's the grounding. Uh, he keeps uh, 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 Hermione grounded, and Hermione uh, gets Ron off his ass to do stuff and yeah. be responsible, and not it, be such a schlub. It so makes they, a lot they of kind sense. Of work. Yeah. The other thing, Hermione and Harry. Is kind of a weird mix because Harry is kind I'm of a cipher. I'm not going to a Tumblr called Ron and Hermione. Smith. Harry I'm not doesn't. Doing that fineness. No. Harry doesn't have much of a personality <laughs> other than being a heroic kid. Like, there's not much yeah. there. He's not allowed to have much more than that. Mm -hmm. To be. And fair. I don't know what what would what would Harry, what would Harry and Hermione be like? Like, what would that see, be? See, that's the thing. I see their relationship as being way too much of a sibling sort of thing for yeah. me. To, yeah. Okay. Well, did you see yeah. how? Uh, the, what Rowling said, she realized that maybe she may have made the, made, the, uh, made the mistake was when she was reading the script uh, that Steve Close wrote for the Deathly Hollows movie, where uh, he got to the same point she did, where Ron has run off, he's lost his mind, he's run off, and he's left uh, um, uh, Harry Hermione alone. And it was something that she meant to put in the book, but she didn't want to put it in there because she didn't know if it would be too... Like too Much. charged of a thing, but there's the scene in the movie where uh, Ron and yeah. Hermione are by themselves, and they actually dance with it's like to a Nick Cave song, and it's kind of this ghost of what could have been. Yeah, and that's a movie. <laughs> she realized that it, even even when the screenwriter kind of picks up on something like that, she's like, okay, maybe maybe there is something here that I I well, should if you have think about that at all, really, it. it does make sense. Something like that would be in there. Oh yeah, no, it, it makes sense. <laughs> Colleen and I are just sitting here serious. We yeah. thought way more about Harry Potter kisses <laughs> than all of you bitches. To be fair, I really don't want to see Harry and Hermione uh, hook up because Harry kind of reminds me of myself and Hermione kind of reminds me of my mom. 
<laughs> I believe that. Oh. I will fully admit. So in the way that, that the way that um, J.K. Rowling said that um, Ron and Hermione is a lot of wish fulfillment for her, yeah. um, and that she worries yeah. that that's where that decision came from, rather than storytelling. Like I get that yeah. is ultimately the kernel of what she was saying, and I get right. that. Yeah. I agree. And I think it's better storytelling I, though, I for do. Hermione not to be with the main character. I do like, too. I think yeah. That is and also, just from a personal perspective, the two characters in those books that I identify with the most are Ron and Hermione. Like mm-hmm. Hermione being kind of an unlikable asshole because she's really too excited about some things that other people aren't excited about, and then Ron being a useless, unmotivated but sweet piece of garbage. Do you think See, he does the laundry? He, no, I, he does not do the laundry. <laughs> and he just has to wave a wand. <laughs> you know? yeah, See, that's I, no, go ahead, Conley. No, I was going to say basically exactly the same. Like, I associated a lot with both of them for the same yeah. reasons. Like, I I associated with Hermione not on the that she's super smart, but that she's kind oh, of Oh, I like, shouldn't say I do not. I meant no, know it all. Yeah. Yeah. When I say I'm very like, reminded of myself, I did not mean being, that like, I'm the savior of humanity. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in their relationship I felt a lot of resolution about how who I am. This is officially now it's not a ridiculous. But really it's like that they could have peace and happiness together despite their differences and yeah. become a stronger whole meant a lot to me as a person. Because I'm like, if Ron and Hermione can make it, well gosh. Maybe <laughs> I don't have to eat a bullet. <laughs> Joey, Foley is just your Hermione. Because of all those books, aside from maybe Neville, uh, Ron and Hermione are the two characters that feel most like the people you would know in real life. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They they seem like... Like, like Harry is such... He's He's not a total cipher, but he pretty much... But he's so defined by... By the whole savior thing, and that's yeah, kind exactly, of his whole yeah. thing. Like, I want to be something other than this, but I have to be this. That's and why Ginny's so good yeah. for him. I gotta I say, think, I feel like that's a little too neat. I get those two characters do make sense, but the fact that Ginny is also in the family that kind of took him in and made him feel welcome for well, the first time. Well, that's the reason why they would get together. Yeah, yeah. They have. I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. At the it's end of the day, you can't reach through that screen. <laughs> At the end of the day, I am a real sucker for love stories where um, there's a family and there's a person who marries into the family. It's kind of like the Little Women thing, where it's like it's not necessarily yeah, exactly, yeah. who you thought you were going to be with, but you want to be part of this family. Okay, so one of the books I wasn't going to talk about, one of the books I read during my vacation, was a terrible gay romance book that was actually really good. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I know about boy kissing, and it had that. Oh, same okay. Trip. Well, that is a bit of a yeah, a boy kissing gay book. I know my so, wife, my poor wife is shaking her head. It was really good. Uh, I will, anyone who wants to, to know what this book was, I will not say to the podcast because I don't want any of you bastards to ridicule me any more than you would, but if you want to know this really good gay book that I recommend, send me an email. But uh, it had that trope of the family that you're part of, that it's not your family that you make and you marry into it and therefore become part of it, and I really like that trope. I do. I'm a sucker for that garbage. I did want to meet Garrus' family in Mass Effect. Me too! <laughs> No, I did too. I love oh, I love that space wizard. Yeah, no, Bioware wanted, officially well, regrets. I, I wooed Garrus, so I wanted yeah. to know what would happen yeah. if my shepherd showed Every up. Every time I like, can't hey, not play family. that game yeah. and not date. Do you think we I can? That's always Garrus. Do you Garris. think we commission Buttface McKinney to draw? Um, who's the guy who pilots the Normandy? Joker. Uh, Joker. Uh, Joker and Edie uh, cosplaying as Ron Hermione for Halloween. <laughs> oh, she doesn't like Hermione. 
Well, that's true. Like, she hates I start. I've been watching Matani on like yeah. for a long time because yeah. she used oh, yeah? to be like all Harry Potter fans yeah, she used all the to, time. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, back when I was in high school or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so I started following her for Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. And she doesn't like Hermione. No, so. she draws the most unflattering portraits of yeah. Hermione. It's <laughs> well, so technically, cool. Hermione's supposed to be kind of an uggo. Oh, yeah. But... She is. And that's one of the things that pisses me off. See, I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to I don't want Let's not talk about Harry Potter. Let, okay, let's <laughs> wait. We have too uh, many emotions about this. You Rowling guys. fucked up when she made uh, Harry Potter the main character in the first place. When Harry Potter should have died in the crib and it should have been Neville anyway. Imagine if it was all just uh, Neville. I don't like Neville. Hermione and Ron instead. Like not as the main character. Oh, Jacob. As a wait, side Jacob. character, he works, but I can't see Jacob. him as the main character. Jacob. Oh, no. Jacob, I'm you fucked up, Jacob. On him, <laughs> That's it. You walked into the line. Get out, Pete. Get out, Pete. Actually, I can't mute individual. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I will respectfully disagree. I, I will say this. Maybe he wouldn't have worked as a protagonist, but Neville's arc is my favorite part. Though. I think he does have a, a good arc. I like him as a character. He and doesn't I also like that of, what's his name, Matthew Lewis? Yeah. That he, of oh! all of them, grew up to be the hunkiest. <laughs> Did he? That is the best. What's his name? Meta. Google this. Matthew Lewis. Than this. Google Matthew Lewis. He is a handsome young man. He beards nicely. <laughs> he is a panty drawer. Whereas, you know, Daniel Radcliffe is just... I'm not wearing panties, so good he's... luck with that. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is just evolving you know. on the Elijah Wood path, more or less. Yes. And a Rupert I'm Grant a is a good know? child. Actually, you're kind of right. Yes! Yeah. He is, and Emma Watson evolved exactly like you would have expected her to from day one. Which but yeah, does look pretty good. Ma oh, she does. No no lying. But uh, Matthew Lewis. <laughs> Popular tags for Matthew Lewis are before and after. Tom Felton. <laughs> Hot 2013 and teeth. Yeah, you've got, you've got cute British teeth. I will admit this. So, anyway. No, I said cute. I said cute. He did grow into that. You know what? This is kind of funny. I love that, like, you know, usually whenever you type in a, a woman's name into Google, you get uh, her name and feet. Yeah. Emma Watson, it's net worth and boyfriend. <laughs> net worth and boyfriend. Boyfriend, yeah. I believe. Girlfriend hey, is least, on Matthew at, Lewis's. At least net worth. We're, we're kind of respecting her as a artist. Yeah, exactly, bit. yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway. so that was our uh, Harry Potter cast, everybody. Uh, moving on. It's the... nice. To, it's, how often do you get a, how often do you get the chance to sh uh, sit back and talk about Harry Potter for 20 minutes? Um, Not often enough. Every day inside my head for the last <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> I'm like a fucking asshole with Harry Potter. I, I am too. the biggest Harry Potter hipster that, like, yep. I literally... I started reading Harry Potter before any of you. <laughs> yes, I can guarantee you did. I had to, I was highly resistant. I had to order this like second book from the UK because it wasn't out in America yet. And like went wow. to all my friends and was like, read this Harry Potter book, it's really cool. And everyone's like, Harry Potter, what the hell is that? I don't that uh -huh. sounds stupid. And then around like book three or four or something, everybody yeah. else jumped on the yeah. Harry Potter. I remember train. that because I, I had a friend going who to went a midnight release before I looked, ju I looked just enough like Harry Potter in the movies at that point, too. I had the glasses and everything. Aww. People would come up to me and say, nice costume. Yeah, no. Connolly. Aw, that's terrible. <laughs> no, Connolly, you actually scooped me because I had a friend who, uh, they were visiting in the UK uh, just when Harry Potter was starting to take off, and they brought back the first two books. And I, and I read those books on a whim uh, right before the third book came out here in the states, right before, it, right, like literally, like a month before, like Harry Potter was on the uh, cover of Time magazine, 
And yeah, so you scooped me by like 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 three months then with your mm-hmm. Harry Potter readership then. Yeah. I have a first edition from England of Ordered Phoenix. Oh, yeah, I that love a, a set a bookstore. Of, I'm still trying to find what, what my favorite thing would just be find a, a UK copy of the first just Philosopher's Stone. And a I, first and, and edition? Like, oh, good luck. Not no, not I even a first edition, but just a UK copy of just even the first book would be nice to have. I'm sure anyway. you could. You can order from UK Amazon, and I think your Prime. Oh, I could, I could. Shipping. You know what? In fact, we have that giant Pals bookstore here. I'm sure they probably have a copy. Yeah, they probably do. There. I like, I like with the them. covers for the uh, English ones, but I think I might prefer the American ones. I like that style. No, Mary Grant. I really like. Yeah. 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 Have you guys seen the Kaz- Kazu's uh, covers for the reprints? They're really yeah. handsome. Yeah. yeah, I do like those. But I like I the originals more. I'm a sucker for the, for the Mary Grant Prix stuff, though. Yeah. My, she did that one illustration of the trio drinking butterbeer at Hogsmeade during yeah. Christmas time. That is maybe one of my favorite visual representations of friendship in the world. That <laughs> <laughs> is a live journal icon. You can get the Kindle versions in England, apparently, for like five bucks. I thought you could only get them on... Pottermore? Some weird, yeah, Pottermore. Never want the... a puberty, says Maxwell Motley. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, it, it, puberty hit him pretty hard. The books look like Pottermore they're pretty cheap thing? on Amazon. I, I did do the Pottermore house thing. Did sort of oh, I got Hufflepuff! Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Of course I'm Hufflepuff. Have you met me? I always wanted Raven. That's what I thought. Though. If you weren't Hufflepuff, I was going to be disappointed. Were you Ravenclaw? I was. Raven I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I, you get sorted? Uh, in something at some point, if I had to pick a house, I probably would go with Raven. Oh no! But did you do the Pottermore thing? Where they actually sort No, I never went through that. No, but it's it's by J.K. Rowling's criteria. Yeah. 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 And it's like not like the quizzes you do online where it's really obvious. Yeah. That, yeah. Like what yeah, you're I might go do that later. Instead, it's these really strange, opaque questions. Yeah. So Annie, you're Hufflepuff. Conley, you're Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's hilarious. And Foley and Jimmy are both Hufflepuff, too. So we're the janitors of the Wizarding so, World. I love the fact that people really don't get automatically sorted into uh, Gryffindor. It's, yeah, I, I know nice. very few people who are sorted into Gryffindor, actually. I know more Slytherins yeah. than Gryffindors. Yes. I feel like Wait, Gryffindor what? expects too much from you. Yes, Their exactly. standards are too high. Exactly. I'm a Hufflepuff. Woof. <laughs> I can just vacuum for a living. Do we know? Oh. Do we know any official Slytherins? I know some Slytherins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like Pottermore actually was doing the thing where it was like almost kind of making me decide between Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Oh like yeah. Right on the line. Yeah. So I had to like ask a couple more questions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, all right, so let's move on here. Uh, we've talked about Harry Potter. Is this that's even no, possible? Have. Now we're gonna get to the meat of the podcast. Uh, the Annie Award winners were announced. Oh, we're actually doing the award. Okay, we're doing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought we were just skipping the rest of the Geek Week interview. No. Oh, okay. Book. Barely anything. We can talk about these three items. Okay. So, so yeah, the Annie, Annie awards. awards are the um, industry awards for animation excellence. Yeah. Oh. They're not just things you get excited about? No, they're not just things I get excited <laughs> about. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, best animated feature was Frozen. It was mostly uh, Frozen and uh, uh, Adventure Time won best uh, TV show. Um, there's not too much crazy stuff. It's always just kind of curious. And kinda, kinda there was something I thought was pretty crazy. Um, Pacific Rim, uh, Rim won best uh, animated special effects. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- there was a reason why I put this on the list, and I can't remember why. Uh, best well, best directing uh, got uh, for Frozen uh, Lady Jennifer Lee and not Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's his final movie. Yeah. He did I not saw the that. Last of Us one one. For yeah. The game. Yeah. A and bunch of animators actually follow me on Twitter, and all of them were super surprised that Miyazaki didn't win just for being Miyazaki. 
Yeah. He won the best screenplay for The Wind Rises, but yeah, no, Frozen kind of swept everything. That's it was, it was kind of interesting. <laughs> Kali's mm. making sound effects here. Why? What's up? I, I think I'm like Frozen. It. You didn't like Frozen? And I feel like a goddamn crazy person. <laughs> everyone around me loved it. It's just like, you I... being a feminist killjoy again. Exactly. <laughs> Did I watch the same movie? <laughs> I like... admit, I was kind of lukewarm on it. I mostly love it for how much Foley loved it. What? Frozen. I am alarmed at how much I like Frozen. It feels like I just found a new fetish that I can't explain and I'm ashamed of. Yeah. Yeah. Conley, my heart... Well, you can do a guest strip for Erica Miller. Conley, your heart is making that face right. It's like... I feel like a serial killer. I'm strangling puppies. But the rest of me is like, oh my god, what is wrong with me? I know this is wrong, but yeah. So, yeah. It's... I I don't understand. <laughs> that's that's not how I feel about Frog Princess. I love your befuddlement is that profound. You don't even have, have an actual retort. You're just like, what? What the fuck? Yeah, like it should I, be self-explanatory. I came out of that, that movie and was like, good. wow, I didn't like that. And then like, <laughs> I, like literally everyone around me was like, that was the best movie. Call ever. It, call it, it's the best it. movie since The Lion King. Call you have to watch it nine times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of the opposite of that with um, Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox. I adore that movie to pieces. Everyone else is like, eh. See, I don't care. I I did not like that movie at all. I love that movie. My big thing with Frozen is that I liked it just fine, but I thought it was very poor as a musical. And I think Let It Go is a bad song. Mm -hmm. I don't like that song. I can can agree with you on that. I I didn't. Here's the thing. Frozen. Frozen. I didn't like the music. Nope. Uh Uh-huh. I thought the pacing was terrible. The pacing, pacing, pacing was awful. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I liked some of the story choices they made, but right. I don't think they went about it in a very good way. Yeah, I, right. uh, like, I, I thought that that was kind of weak. And But the biggest thing to me is, like, the cinematography felt really boring. Really? Like, I was watching right. it, yeah, like, right. bored. There were a couple scenes... Paul is going to slap someone. <laughs> <laughs> she does have a gun right there now. We I just got to bring up Harry Potter like... again, how much it doesn't like Frozen, <laughs> and it can just be a fist fight in Portland. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I didn't like any of the music. When I was watching Let It Go, I was just making a big frowny face. <laughs> the song was awful, and she changes her own outfit that I like into this, like, stupid, yeah. weird... Ballroom gown yeah, thing, making show on dolls. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let, so I feel a good musical, you should leave it humming one of the songs. Yes. And I thought that the music all went kind of a Sondheim, a melodic sort of route for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't, I swear to God, I can't remember one of the melodies. I've heard Let It Go a million times now because everyone loves it. And I swear to God, I couldn't sing. Oh my God. Yeah. I just like the snowman. Olaf, I was surprised to watch. Like I like that movie, Olaf, but I've heard he's actually pretty good. Yeah, it looks like a snake. Oh, and I do love that. animal humor and Sven the reindeer. I laughed at every single reindeer. <laughs> I just like that siblings. It's about sibling love, yeah. and that the, 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 the true I, love thing I, at the end turns out I to be. Liked, I liked that about it. I liked that they made it about siblings, but I think that they didn't. They didn't do it enough. Exactly. That's cool. Uh, Annie freeze up. I just so. made it about a sisterly okay, relationship. I'm not shoehorned in this really? movie. That wasn't me, was it? That was both of us. That doesn't mean that he has a good place in the movie. No, but yeah. I watched a lot of really horrible How... things for hunks. Yeah. <laughs> 
How do you feel about um, this being the first Disney movie to have an openly gay character because someone has a picture of a dude That's with his family true. on his desk? Like, <laughs> That's if you... Some guy on Tumblr. Uh, well, no, no like, the what? thing is, is that he was voiced... He was the first person to be voiced by... A first Disney character to be voiced by an openly homosexual person. Wait, no, Ellen. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, Jacob's talking about the uh, the salesman, the, the Norwegian... There's apparently some character, and there's a picture on his desk of another so dude people kid, And people are like, well, oh, that means that character is gay. I'm like, you are really... You're really no, desperate there, there, here. There's a guy who you see his family real quick, and it's a guy. It's 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 another uh, adult male and a, some kids. Yeah, and it's it's a, but like is the, that his the salesman who's trying to like? Yeah, I assumed it was his his children. Yeah. So we should do a uh, frozen commentary someday. Is what we're saying. We're just kind of like just all shouting over about... each other. Well, no, know. no, no. Anyway, we start talking about Harry Potter item. midway through. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a nationwide tour of Chuck Jones stuff. The Smithsonian Institute. Uh, starting, uh, let's see, is it later this year? Uh, starting no, it's already, yeah. And what's killing me is that the second <laughs> place it's hitting is my hometown museum. Which shows how be... good uh, that museum is. Yeah. Actually, Fort the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History is a kind of a cool museum. My mom went to kindergarten there back yeah. in the day. Huh. And, and it's uh, going to be up at the EMP for most of yeah. uh, the second half of Ooh, next the year, EMP. Though. There's yeah. a building everyone wants to spend time in. Yeah. That no, Chuck, Chuck Jones is a badass. I've been yeah. thinking a lot about Chuck Jones lately. Chuck Jones and Tex Avery I've been thinking a lot about lately. That's because Foley's eyelashes. That's it. Foley's got, got Chuck Jones eyelashes. There's a good wolf whistle from what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. So they're going to have 22 anime cartoons and film shorts, including 10 Oscar-nominated shorts, three to four videos on wall-mounted screens with additional AV throughout the exhibit, and 100 pieces of framed original art. Uh, graphics, model sheets, storyboards, backgrounds, and publicity stills. That's pretty yeah. cool. And they're still looking yeah. for venues. They've only uh, booked a couple of uh, venues. They're still looking for venues to host this place, a host the Portland. tour at. So. Portland. Yeah, Too come on. Museum sucks. It'll never come to... Well, I guess it could come to OMSI. OMSI's gotten some We don't even stuff. have a real museum. We've we got don't. the art no. museum. We've, We've got the worst museums. We've got the worst museums. We've got any museums, a real museum. And I love museums, yeah. so that's See, very upsetting. Yeah, so Fort Worth, I really... If you are even remotely near Texas or inclined to visit Texas at all, I swear to God, God, turn around, you've made a mistake. No, I swear to God, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, if you are a museum person, visit Fort Worth, Texas. Foley can now testify yeah. this. Yeah. I've actually heard that about that. Within a one-mile radius, we have the Eamon Carter Museum, which is an amazing collection of um, American art and American photography. The Kimball Art Museum, which is one of the world's best small collections of classic art. Um, ranging from ancient to uh, Renaissance. Uh, the Museum of Modern Art, which is has a great collection, but is as beautiful a building as it is anything else. The Fort Worth Museum of Science and History, which I love because you can turn around and in one room see a samurai and a dinosaur. So <laughs> I'm done. And, oh, uh, dinosaur. I know. Oh. And uh, the uh, uh, Cowgirl Museum, which oh. is a beautiful, yeah, a beautiful building. <laughs> the Cowgirl Museum. You like I, the Cowgirl Museum? I, I, I don't do. believe it. I do, shockingly. <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, I only went to the Cowgirl Museum once. They opened it pretty late well, right you, before you I You stayed moved. there for a week, though. You camped out, so. <laughs> exactly, that's true. I, I, I went true. once because they gave an award to Pixar for the, uh, Jesse. They nominated oh. Jesse to the Cowgirl oh, Hall oh. of Fame. And I, I'm traumatized uh, went, by that character. I can understand that. I went that, to a, a talk uh, that was by uh, a Pixar lady, and it was actually Tasha really? from Double Fine, because really? at the time she worked at uh, Pixar. Well, she does huh. again now. Yeah, oh, does she? Yeah, full oh, okay. circle. Full circle. So, anyway, that was me rambling. 
So if you're going, if you have free time between February seventh, twenty fifteen, and uh, January, March, April, May, May twenty fifth, twenty fifteen, go to Fort Worth, see all the museums, and check out this uh, Chuck Jones exhibit. Chuck Jones. I've never gotten into Chuck Jones the way I've wanted to. Maybe I just need to watch more. Uh, you know, he's one of those people who so informed my um, aesthetics as a kid yeah. that it's hard for I'm me with that. even to, yeah. you know. I'm that way with um, the guy who does the Final Fantasy Tactics art and all that. Yeah. And like, yeah. Jimmy and I went to the Chuck Jones Museum down in uh, San Diego the last time oh, we were at really? It was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they had a bunch of stuff there. It was awesome. Yeah, Chuck Jones, Tex Avery, and what's the name of the guy who worked at Disney? Wolfgang... Who worked on? Um, he was like kind of one of the nine old men, and he was kind of in charge for kind of the Sword and Stone rescuers, Robin Hood period. Wolfgang. Yeah, what's Isn't his name? Milk he... Carl. No. Um... You mean the Xerox machine they used for uh, all yes. this on there, right? No, he he um, he really informed um, Don Bluth's style and sensibilities. Let's see, nine old men. Uh, Don Bluth. Talking about Wolfgang Amadeus. No. That's no. it. Yeah, I swear to God, Wolf Wolfgang Reitherman. That's that's that one of the nine old men. Maybe he wasn't one of the nine old men. But wow. yeah, he went, he, but he he directed Robin Hood. And yeah, and he did the Jungle Book, and he did 101 Dalmatians, and that kind of that kind of. I mean, it looks like Don. That's Luke's a very specific house style. Yeah, no. Yeah, and I don't know if I see what Don Bluth in those movies. Oh and no, I can totally see but... Don Bluth. Don yeah. Bluth is pretty much built on that on that kind of style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. He, Anything where there's okay, a lot of okay, hands, yeah, hand movements like this. Era, and I was thinking the hands. Some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Think about the like, way the Don Bluth draws and hands. the characters are all kind of like hips, hips and shoulders, hips and shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was thinking yeah. more all dogs go to heaven, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can Speaking see. Speaking yeah. of which, uh, the FX channel is turning John Scalzi's red shirts into a TV series. Uh, I'm oh, a okay. Star Trek fan here. What's up? And he's laughing. I bought I bought red shirts because I'm like, oh, it's a it's like a friendship simulator. This will be right up my alley. Oh, I you're talking about the game red shirts? Talking about the book. Oh. Totally. Oh, I'm totally confusing this. Talk about talk we can about talk about the game if you want. Well, yeah, That's fine. No, here, here I'm almost done. I played it for three minutes. I was like, this is not my fucking kind of game. Turn it off. <laughs> oh, that was the one instance. That. The one instance ever where I wish that if I I didn't want a refund from Steam, but I wish I could have turned that into a gift certificate and given it to or something. Else. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I will yeah. never play that game. Oh no, Red Shirts. Uh, the the book is a book by John Scalzi. It's essentially a a parody of Star Trek, where the characters realize that they're in a fictional universe. Okay. And start and it's just about them uh, realizing like waking up with all the Star Trek tropes that are around them and stuff. It's it's, it's kind of cool. But yeah, it's uh, FX is turning uh, turning into a miniseries, which could be kind of cool. I still think nice. that if you were to ever make a sequel to Galaxy Quest, you yeah. could just take uh, that book and turn... Because if the characters were to suddenly become self-aware, I don't know, you could do... I don't know. Anyway, what? It would be Galaxy nice to see a miniseries instead of another four-season yeah. epic nightmare. Uh, the Clone High Guys, uh, their next project is going to be a post-apocalyptic a TV comedy called Last Man on Earth. <laughs> I will watch anything those guys do for the rest of my life. So. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's it's interesting that they're like sharks. They they're always moving forward. They're never stopping to make sequels or anything like that. And they're just always hopscotching from one ridiculous project to the next. Yeah. God bless those boys. Yeah. Um, the Dice Awards. Uh, I uh, Last of Us won Game of the Year as well as it should. Yeah. And everything uh, else, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything interesting? Uh, Last of Us, Ellie. What indie game? Indie game, uh, Last of Us. 
Yeah, no, yeah, no, that, yeah, that was Brothers. Oh, that was downloadable Ugh. game of the year. Game. Uh, mobile game. A uh, handheld was uh, Legend of Zelda. Again, okay. maybe I'd. I didn't click not... with that game as much as other people, but that was pretty good. Uh, really, Last of Us again. Bioshock Infinite won Best Music. Which uh, okay, if it's gonna ruin something, yeah, I, it had some pretty. Those covers were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those were fantastic. That um the song that plays over the credits, I'll still bring that up on YouTube from oh, time to yeah. time. So it makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Much so, of the rest of that game takes me oh, off. That's... It's it's problematic. It's one of those problematic things. That I'm like problematic I'm gonna... is putting it nicely. <laughs> you know what? Being you know just being a thinking person playing video games, you have to be able to turn off the part of your brain that's and shouting. A lot of one of my problems is I really kind of looked up to that development studio. Yeah. You know, I thought they were super cool, and they really let me down hard. Aww. Super hard. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like, for... I was crushed. And I loved it at first. It was only a few yeah. weeks later where I'm like, wait. My whole thing is on. that they play... They... Black people are people. <laughs> my thing was that uh, they pushed it at and presented it heavily in marketing as a sort of game that it was not. They really I, were kind of like, he was like, oh yeah, we looked at Naughty Dog about interpersonal relationships and all these things. And there was like the barest film of that in that game. I, the, the I marketing. still love, I love the, the game. And up to a certain point. Yeah. And then yeah, they made a, sure. a story choice yeah. that made but me sad. Boy, yeah. does it nosedive. And I... I, my problems with that game are all with that game. I don't think the marketing doesn't factor into it. The way it presents itself in game is yeah. my problem with it. I can understand because I I don't expect I don't expect the marketing to actually represent what the game is. Well, no. You know, but when I when I'm told happen. Annie, here's this game. Very rarely is a game marketed to my taste as explicitly, which I felt Bioshock Infinite <laughs> was, and then I played it and I'm like, no, this is just a man shooter. And what they showed of the interpersonal relationships in trailers and in previews is pretty much all there was. So, yeah, pretty much. I, I still and, really liked it. Oh, yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. And yeah. I'm enjoying uh, yeah. Lost at Sea. Or, uh, uh, you know. I can't bring myself to buy that. I'm at a point where I look at what that company makes. I'm like, I don't want to support them. Like, it's uh, the game. So did any of y'all watch the New York Critics Circle Awards? What the hell's that? So the New York Critics, I can't remember what it's called now, uh, the New York Critics Circle did a live stream on Twitch of their Game of the Year awards, and it was... Game a, of the Year awards? Or like like their 2014, like all of their awards and everything, and it was all, so it was a, a symposium of all these critics, and it started with a lecture and all that, and their big thing was that they were going to do a live stream on Twitch. And it was so cute because it was affiliated with New York University and they had no budget whatsoever. And like the, They had some college students who couldn't even be called interns doing it, huh? Exactly. And like the camera work was miserable. And yep. I watched it primarily because, of course, needless to say, Last of Us won. I watched it Everything because um, my uh, Gone Home was nominated for Best Indie Game and my friend Kate went to represent Fulbright. Uh, and it was so cute. Whoa. She was so cute. They did win Best Indie Game. They were nominated for 300 other awards. So they won for best in the game. It was like it's cute. So I had childlike amusement at that. So anyway, that's my story of childlike amusement that I had. Hey, January NPD came out. PS4 outsold the Xbox One two to one. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, I love that. That's a thing you can rally behind now. <laughs> also, Tomb Raider for PS4 outsold the Xbox One version by the same ratio. Jeez. Yeah. So this is this seems to be actually the PlayStation 4 pulling ahead of the Xbox now. I mean, the next month is going to be interesting because Titanfall is going to come out, and that's going to yeah. be exclusive. 
But at yeah. the same time, but Infamous comes out for the PS4, not too. And no, the the big thing for uh, PlayStation Four is the fact that it's gonna finally gonna release in Japan in the next month. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's funny to think it. it's actually not yeah. actually out in most of the world. America got the head start. It's it's the PlayStation Four is really not available in most uh, uh, other places in the world yet. Japan's so focused on uh, portable games these days that I'm not yeah. surprised it doesn't come out there. Yeah, which is fine because I like those kind of games on portables anyways. I don't want to play a 70-hour JRPG on my PS4. Yeah, Nino Kuni taught yeah. me that. It's weird to think exactly a year ago, there like we had no idea exactly when these consoles were going to come out. Here we are a year ago, and now we're t- celebrating the fact that PlayStation 4 is whooping the Xbox's ass. Yeah, <laughs> so. I never really liked Microsoft as a gaming company. I was well, fine with them, but the exclusives, are up, yeah. But. Yeah, well, it's really hard to more with indies. If I'm going to support some mega corporation, yeah. if they're going to come know. out and say, "Hey, we like indies," even though Xbox has like had the indie game stuff and everything, like yeah, but then really... they screwed that up bad. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah they they had, ruined that. I never had an Xbox 360. We always just had a PS3, and my entire game time was in like. No one can play games with me because everyone's got their 360 oh, yeah. and everyone's got their PS3 like, mm, can't you get it for a PS3? <laughs> I get most of my stuff And so on now PC, to, but, like, yeah. finally, like, yes. everyone's getting a PS4. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's finally turned to shine. Yeah. Now we cannot play multiplayer together. Yeah. Turn <laughs> me up so that we cannot play anything. Yeah. Did you guys Did you guys beat uh, Tomb Raider? Uh, no. You would know because I would have streamed it. I will say this. PS4 has changed my gaming habits now. I love because the now when I go back and back. I play a game on PS3, I'm like, I wish I could stream this. Me too. All I want is to be able to stream my Mass Effect playthroughs. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That would be the best. Yeah. I was super oh. excited when I heard they were going to add PS1 and PS2 games to the PS4 because I'm like, oh, I might want to stream that. Yeah. And I could actually uh, give you advice on how to play Vagrant Story, because yeah. if ever there is a game you need advice on Boy, how to play, yeah. it is Vagrant Story. But I can't imagine they'd be able to you to play a streaming game and then stream it. Like, would, for yeah, example... the bandwidth on that would be really weird. For example, when I stream... No, no, they're adding PS1 games as downloads. You can download oh, are PS1 they? and PS2 I thought they were going to be... Um, yeah. No, um, only PS3 games are going to be in that PlayStation Next oh, thing at first. Okay. They're going to add other stuff later. Yeah, okay. I assume it'll be kind of a PS Plus kind of bonus. Subscribe to this, okay. and you get every PS1 game we have or some rotation. Sure. One month it's Crash Bandicoot 1, next month yeah. it's 2, next right. month it's Crash Bandicoot Racing, and you just die. Right. And, I'll happy. and I beat uh, Conley and then fully beats us all. <laughs> I've never played that game. If I had someone to play it with, I'd download it. I wish there was uh, multiplayer online stuff. Conley and I both were obsessed with that game as uh, uh, yeah. young people. I and was a Spyro kid. I never played Crash Bandicoot. We recently had a uh, little uh, Crash Team Racing showdown here at the house. It was a lot of fun. And I'm going to go home and train. <laughs> <laughs> There's so going to be like a training favorite... montage and everything as I sit there furiously. Don't, my favorite don't, part don't, of that don't. all was that yeah. I had played this game a lot, Conley had played this game a lot, Jimmy had experience with this game, Foley had no experience. It was the first time she'd ever played this game. Yeah, I've never heard of that game before. At the end of our tournament, we played every single level in the game. And the last level, she beat our asses handily. Mm -hmm. Like, she almost lapped us, was how severe. No, you did. Yeah, Yeah. she lapped us while playing, which was astonishing. So. It's pretty good. Yeah. None of you bitches learned how to drift. <laughs> That's right. I'm working on my drifting skills. Our Sonic right. racing yeah. game on PC is actually super good. That Sonic Kart yeah. racer. I think there's a. Oh yeah, no, that's too. that that's free on uh, PlayStation Plus right now. Not anymore. I think it went off. Oh really? 
Yeah, Which is weird because it's got, anyways. it's got Wreck-It Ralph in it, but why doesn't it have it? Uh, Danica Patrick? No, it should have, Patrick? A, no, it should have uh, Vanellope Von Schweetz. They fucked that up. That would be better. Yeah. yeah. Well, Wreck-It Ralph yeah. is the one they want to advertise because it's his yeah, movie. I know, exactly. Um, and most importantly, hey, everybody. Nope, nope. No Mac version. Hey, everybody. Ellen Page is gay! Yay! Yeah, I always feel weird <laughs> saying yay, someone's gay. Because it's like, well, that's just well, what they are. Is this yeah. the Good for you to come out of the closet. Is what I should no, shut to. up. Bill, <laughs> fuck you. Just that sentence is a spoiler, you asshole. And everyone edit that from the. It was pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that was Ellen weird Page, timing, though. Ellen Page uh, at, was at an event with the Human Rights Conference, and she came out as gay. And I gotta and tell she, you, that was a heck of a speech. It was a really yeah. Highly recommend. It's on YouTube. Look up her speech. It she is a was fucking speech. nervous. It's weird to see a professional yeah. actress be yeah, that she, wound up because I thought she was yeah. gonna explode even before she like. She's, yeah. That was a hell of a thing. That that was I've not just act. Like, yeah. That was not an act. She's not yeah. that good. Oh. No, <laughs> I like her as an actor. I just thought of that joke. Hey, she tricked you into thinking she was straight for last, the last decade. <laughs> That's true. I, I always she felt didn't. bad for Ellen Page didn't. because Ellen Page is one of those people who are like, oh, she's a big homo queer, right? And I always felt bad for her just because I was, and this is the thing where I'm like, er, where people always told me my whole life that, oh, well, you're a lesbian, right? And there is nothing worse than being told what you are. When we yeah. met Foley, I was never attracted to a single woman. It was entirely based on how I dressed and the things I was interested in. Yeah. And so, like, Ellen Page, lot, yeah. yeah, poor Ellen Page, I'm like, man, that poor kid, how dare you fucking presume just because she likes to wear ball caps and, like, It never occurred to me that she was gay. Bill, that's because you well, don't follow any yeah. lesbian tumblers. If yeah. you followed lesbian tumblers, all they are, if you did, like, a diagram, it's 50%, no, wait, 45% Ellen Page, 45% Kristen Stewart, and then 10% other. <laughs> Guys, uh, quick, I want to name... And that name... other is just pictures of Ellen Page making out with Kristen Stewart. <laughs> exactly. So kind of a small vignette. Exactly. Uh, off the top of your head, I want you guys to name a celebrity named Ellen who wasn't gay. <laughs> Ellen, did you... Crap. <laughs> That's a good uh, joke, Will. Uh, Bill, I laughed at your joke. That's funny. Oh, well, uh, did you see the, the, other, the other joke was that the only reason she's coming out is gay is so uh, she can get David Cage to stop uh, calling her every day? Because <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's a stupid joke about a game that she was uh, in. It's, it's uh, almost like it's poisonous to be a woman in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And we oh. can make a punchline out of people manipulating their power. To be fair, David's Cage creeps me to oh, crap out. Oh, he's a terrible man. It's so obvious. I still... Okay, as soon as we are able... If we are ever able to stream PS3 games, I nope. have to stream fucking yeah. Beyond Two Butts because there is... <laughs> <laughs> Beyond Two Butts. Is that the game Tina makes in Bob's Burgers? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> It has. I, I was swear that was on that Netflix. Game, and there, yeah. oh my God, there is there is one level in that game that I would I would swear to God you could present it as a satire and it would run just as well <laughs> yeah. as being a straightforward sequence of the game. My she, Christ, that's, this sounds stupid. Is she straight in that game? Uh, yes. You I don't even know why a, I'm asking. You but see I've, her in a romantic and sexual relationship with a superior. Is she? Is she officially? I haven't played it, but I've heard that. Because I know she was gonna sue Davy, or there was some kind of kerfuffle over she's the not, fact that 
You could hack not, that game to see your new yeah, model. That's it. Well, yeah, no, that's what it was. People oh, okay. were able to hack into the game. There Wait, is so a shower kinda, sequence. Yeah. So they cool. had that kind of model out. Apparently, it's a bit more detailed than it needed to be for the scene. Well, they that's that's had. what everyone was complaining about because, like, you don't have to model like nipples and bush and everything. But I guess well, the, my, the people did. Yeah. My understanding is that when they yes. uh, teach that kind of stuff in art schools, is they teach you to do the nude first. So if you're going to be doing a nude, anyway, yeah. That's but if you don't need to, yeah, that's like you can look around online and see find some Ezio dick. I'm just saying. <laughs> Not well, I can Google anything in and find. No, but it's official Ezio's <laughs> okay. dick. Oh, really? Foley's in the corner. Foley's in the corner saying, "Why hasn't anybody hacked Uncharted yet?" Yeah. Come on, <laughs> that's what we want. I yeah, saw an image. Um, there's this guy who does this series called the Yogurt Series, where it's hot guys eating yogurt. By which he means there's a bit of yogurt somewhere on their body, and somewhere in the scene there's a pink spoon. He's not actually eating the yogurt. There's just some yogurt dropped on him somewhere in the suggestive On um, Nathan Drake? Yeah. yeah. Jacob, I'm so excited that you found my art collection. Yeah. <laughs> how, how long did it take you to Photoshop in the yeah, pink spoon so you could say it was yogurt? I really, you know, it's a metaphor, my friend. I just want Drake to touch my pink spoon. I'm just saying. I don't understand wow. what's difficult here. Wow, Annie. <laughs> I spent. I can't wait hours till someone asks me what I've done with my day. <laughs> dribbling yogurt <laughs> just to render it pop properly. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, now we can get to the heart of the matter. <laughs> what are you making poor Foley do? <laughs> I'm not wearing it right now. Good. Foley just unmarried me, by the way, everybody. Okay. I'm so glad we could do that on air. Okay, friends, that's it for our the Geek Week in Review. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back and do a spoiler talk for Left Behind. I'm going to say it again. If there is a chance ever, even if you are not gamer, if you have any interest in Last of Us and you have not played it yet, and maybe at some point you may play Left Behind, do not listen to this talk. You need to go into that game without knowing anything. Yes, I agree. And it would be, it is an absolute delight and treasure. Uh, a brief summation, I think all four of us can say that you absolutely need Quiet. to play it if you play Left Behind. Amazing. Yeah. Eh. Well worth it. Eh. Bill can go fuck Bill? himself. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back to talk some spoiler talk. Is this going to be a fake break? Now we're back? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I just wanted you to give you a chance to cut. Oh, yeah, no, I can't cut it. So, yeah, no, I'm a fucking ninja with that shit. Do we, do we want to talk about brothers at all? Or do we want to just leave it? Um, We can. I don't know. Do we want to throw it at the end of the spoiler cast? Wait, brothers? Yeah. Okay, now here's some brothers stuff. Well, no. We had said that we we didn't really... I didn't really want to talk about brothers spoilers because if you talk about the end of the game, it kind of... It's kind of the point of the game. Yeah, I would really discourage people from playing... That's why I wrote that in... Yeah. Which, by the way, that top ten list I sent you... Yeah? I didn't mean for you to actually read the whole thing. I thought, after I sent that, I thought, you know, I should have put something at the top that said, you don't have to read this whole thing. This is just a list I wrote for somewhere else. And then... And then you did it anyways! I'm like, so no. So no, she doesn't need to read this whole thing, right? No. No. You need to know that we here at the Boycott Podcast take things at face value. <laughs> here, hold on a second. I'm going to tweet that we're going into Left Behind Spoiler Talk. Who's yeah, me here? too. Okay, and then we yeah, will actually we... start talking finally about the stuff I oh, yeah. brought Can everyone here to talk about today. I can't believe like I'm this excited to talk about like two hours of like goofy little video game where you actually really don't oh, do that much. Such... I wouldn't say it was goofy. <laughs> I don't think anyone that follows me on Twitter cares that I'm on a podcast. 
To be fair, most of my Twitter, follow- Twitter followers don't care either, so you're that's fine. That's true. I only found this podcast because um, I saw Bill's art and thought, that's a cool poster. I'll follow him on Twitter. And then I was looking for new podcasts and he tweeted about it. And I'm like, Aww. what's the worst that could happen? Two years later, here I am. Yep. I now know the worst that you could know happen. You know the worst. Exactly. You call down the thunder. Exactly. Man, And then it told me a bunch was... of fart and diarrhea jokes. Fuck, yeah, man. That's I love that years. game. All right. Yeah. Okay. The last of us. All right. Actually, uh, guys, I need to go get some water, so I'll be right back. Some and water. Talk, okay. Talk. okay. By water, I need more coffee. Pardon me, Tom. Yeah. No. Man, this yeah. podcast is gonna be full. This podcast will be twice as long as the DLC we're gonna be talking about. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see. So discussing this DLC is mostly gonna consist of me just sitting here crying on camera. Yeah. That was good. I'm gonna say times. something that you guys won't agree with, and then it'll be like the Harry Potter chat. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that DLC. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really did not expect it to be that good. I kind of wish. I mean, we're probably having the podcast right now anyway. But I kind of wish there wasn't even any combat in that goddamn shit. I kind of wish it was all just. I, uh, right I really like the combat in that game. Yeah. I get why people don't though. I totally. Get there it. was one. That game had the most justified violence of any game I've yes, ever played. Yes, that yeah. like, it was a little. It's a bit much at times, like that. Uh, but it felt like it needed it, to be there. Yeah. Like the yeah, to some the, degree, I feel like uh, at times you're in a lot of games. Views. Like the violence feels excessive or tacked on or just right. like. Bioshock Infinite is a prime but, example um, of that. Right, right. That is a good example of, of uh, unnecessary. But uh, the Last of Us is probably the the most. Uh, integral to the story yeah. that I've felt. It really the makes a whole lot yeah. of sense. It really defines Joel's character. And exactly. Where Ellie well, has I love ended that up. Ellie will pitch in by throwing bricks at people's heads as yeah. to help you out too, which I kind of like. That game is everything Bioshock Infinite claimed to be in so well, many ways. And when Ellie, uh, doesn't she stab the shit out of the guy? Yes. That oh, is that one of the most scene. violent things in that game, mm-hmm. and that is one and of the things the thing where that makes it so violent actually is you don't using see I'm being head. pet everywhere to make myself <laughs> feel better about this. <laughs> no, but like that's the thing of using violent as an actual right. extension. That like that there's a, it's justified. It's it's a thing. That's something. That's something. Final Fantasy Tactics actually does surprise you <laughs> well. Animated what am game I watching? of <laughs> leaving pet. <laughs> What am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's okay. Don't die. I don't know you, but I'll tell you. I'll say things. Feel better. Feel better. Oh my god, you're adorable. You're the best. Have you guys seen the deleted scene? You're a liar. You're a horrible liar. Aww. So before we, we start, Connolly, I have a bit of a question. <laughs> what? Hey? I have just a bit of a question. Um, <laughs> on on Lady Like um, Book Club, yeah. I've heard something about you drawing Garrus pictures that are really good, but I've never actually been able to find them. Uh, Is you that you or am I thinking of someone else? You can go to my Tumblr. And you can okay. search through the stuff that's tagged Mass Effect. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, just, I just want to try that. One or two Mass Effect tries. One time. or two, huh? Okay. Yep. Um, I just want to bring up something a bit more happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, it worked. It was hilarious. I started a new job. I've been there for a month. And I'm the biggest fucking open book in the world. Because yeah. on Valentine's Day, I got, like, the perfect Valentine been there for a month. It's not like I know everyone super well. 
But some people in the office went and got everyone like little Valentines. Um, my coworker yeah. Julia, and mine was a picture of like a T Rex skull. It's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex Valentine, <laughs> and then on the back she drew a tiny little picture of Garrus. It's okay. like Happy Valentine's so Day. Like well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they know you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That none of my coworkers were shocked or surprised that I brought a Lego wolf to have at my desk. I think says a lot about. Oh, it. Is everyone's favorite Mass Effect romance auction Garrus? Yep. It's. I, re- I remember playing best. that game, and it's not. No one. No one prefers Tali. Well, I can't romance. No. Tali well, is my best lady. friend. Why would I fuck my I, best friend? The first time I played Excuse the game, I played as male that's, actually, that's, that's why I like the Garrus romance so much, is yeah. because it's like he and Shepard are, are best friends. See, that that, that yeah. was my relationship like, with Garrus, was best bros. Yeah. See, yeah. You know, I felt like Tali was my little sister. Yeah. You know, like Tali was my, my blood. Like, know? I'm all yeah. about... Garrus is my bro. Tali exactly. was my blood. And, like, yeah, I, 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 I like dating someone who you're friends with. I feel yeah. like Jimmy's my yeah. best friend yes. that yeah. we also Aww. kiss sometimes. Yeah, no. Sometimes. Foley is the best yeah. friend I've ever had in my life. Right. And so that shit gets I me mean, out there. So I have like a pillow. We're close. <laughs> that we do at night. Is it <laughs> um, I played I played male separate first time I played yeah. through Mass Effect 2 and I did date yes. Dowie. Foley's wearing what I got her for time. Valentine's Day, by the way. Her We Are Video Game Romantics <laughs> t-shirt. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think, like, for I feel Beautiful. kind of about Tali Zora of Os Normandy the way I feel about Hermione Granger, where for me it was more important to have this friendship. Because with, she was the Ann Perkins to my Leslie Nope, <laughs> and I felt like that was more important to me than any sort of sexual or romantic relationship. When I started Mass Effect 2, I wanted to do Tali, yeah. but couldn't as a lady. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, oh, yeah. since I can't do Tali... I'll go for Garrus. And then that was like the best decision ever. And now I, I kind of yeah. had the opposite experience. I played through the game with a male separate, dated tall. I thought, okay, that's fine. But I like Garrus as a character, and I wanted yeah. to see what um, Femsep sounded like because I heard her acting was a lot better. Mm-hmm. And then I figured, well, I, I might as well date someone. So Garrus it was. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really well done. Yeah. yeah. See, I wound up, I played Femsep. I wanted. I wound up dating Liara because Tali, Tali was cool. And I, you know, well, they wouldn't let me date uh, Tali, and uh, Garrus was my best friend, too. and so Liara was my only like third option. Uh, Foley tricked me. She started dating Liara as, while I was in the bathroom. Do <laughs> 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 you know if you just heard her cackle? <laughs> she did. I There's was a trying... Disney villain in your background there. <laughs> Which technically Liara is the Hermione of, of, of Mass Effect. She should be that bad, but yeah. No, I was trying to romance Caden Malenko with our femme chef, and she. I know. Okay. Jiminy Cricket! <laughs> I get you. I still have a soft spot for Kate Lego, but I'll never get to have her romance. Oh, yeah, my, I will head. say this. My first Shepherd, when I, the first time I played, and we have talked about this because this is Boy Howdy. We've talked about Mass Effect 8 million times, but... But not with me. Not with That's Jacob. what counts. The first time I played Mass Effect, I did not actually get into it. I played a dude, Shep, and I was really mad yeah. that I couldn't romance Kate because yeah, I, I felt like that relationship know, but... was real. 
Then I play. That's why I'm so mad that in three you got to romance Caden after all. Should have stuck with it. Should have stuck with it. I know we're not talking about Left Behind, but I love the fact that we're talking about another video game where it's all just we're talking about who we've romanced in a video game. Yeah. Mainstream. In retrospect, this probably should have been on the podcast proper. I was gonna say. You think I'm gonna cut this out? No. Everyone (laughs) has heard my Mass Effect feelings a billion times. It's okay. All right, everybody, hold on, center yourselves. Here we go. Oh, okay. I'm not ready for okay. this. All right. Okay. Bill, I'm just going to tell you right now, I brought Conley here because I needed someone to be strong with me because oh. if you're even a little bit of an asshole about this, I will cry. I'm okay. going to straight up say I sent Annie an email like after finishing it. I was like, don't talk to Bill about this. <laughs> <laughs> no. This, this was one of the best chunks of video game I've ever played. Uh, just because it's um, specifically the the, the Riley Ellie oh, stuff. Hold on, hold on, we got it. We got to do. I haven't done the proper intro. Here we go. Okay. Hey everybody, we're back, and now we're ready for our left behind spoilers. I hope you all have your tissues on hand. I hope you have your fields <laughs> primed, your Tumblr tags prepared, because here we go. How's yeah. that for an intro? You like that? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so every I time brought... you do one of those, the urge to just scream something in the middle is overwhelming. I finally understand. <laughs> this, this was better. no, this was no Geometry Wars, is what I'm saying. Yeah, Geometry Wars, the arc in that, the musical sequence was much better than that. So it, I believed I it more say... that the main character was an alien. I was really delighted when Bill said, let's have guests on this episode, because I needed to have Conley with me for moral support. Conley was just saying that she emailed me after she finished Left Behind and urged me not to talk about Left Behind. If Conley's moral support, what am I? Jacob, you're also moral support, but you're oh, not okay. physically next to me. You uh, can't, any, I, can I am in spirit, hold each other which is kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know what the weirdest thing about this DLC was? The fact that Troy Baker still got credited as being yeah. one of the major stars of well, the yeah, uh, his voice was yeah, performance his voice of the year. Uh, his voice is... Uh, <laughs> he's still uh, in it, bro. Uh, he's the, the sound of his blood pouring out of his belly. Yeah. Uh, turns him that over. That was really good, by the way. The blood oozing was really nice. Well, also I'm when spoilers... I'm going to say one last time. If you have not played Left Behind and there's any chance yeah. you will turn off this goddamn Way podcast. Or if so you're waiting me. for the PSV, PSV, PS4 port of this game that will probably come out, just wait. Do you yeah, think this will be it. embedded within the game? Do you think they'll they'll just slot when they, this no, in? They, they, they should do... not. They should not. No, no, why not? Not like that. You could. It would not. It, it would slot no. right in. No, no it, it would not. It works no. as an epilogue to me. It only yeah, works. it would stick not have the same impact. Some yeah. if you've integrated it. Into it I have to assume it'll be first, on the disc if they put it on PS4. Well, so Bill's basically arguing you could slot it into that part of the game. No, I think it would totally and it would also defang that emotional beat. Of coming yeah. back and Ellie has kept going without you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would totally break it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it worked really well as a as a self-contained epilogue. It would not work slotted into the main course of the game. No, yeah. Bill, totally. this is why I'm so glad there are other people here. <laughs> I didn't say anything bad about it. Oh, it looks just so disapproving. <laughs> Just in general, really. Well, normally I would be listening to this at work on yeah. Monday or something, yeah. and uh, hearing you guys talk about it and making that face at my desk. Yeah, I usually <laughs> listen to this at work too when I'm vacuuming, and I'm just like, people walk by, like, why are you laughing? Why do you look so, disappointed? So, what yeah. do you guys want to talk about first? How, how do we like? What, what What do you guys want to say? So, let's I'll talk just, about how awesome it is. It was really fantastic. Yeah. My God, Naughty Dog has reaffirmed themselves as my favorite developer working today. Yes. 
I didn't hardly anything going into it. Yeah. Um, because I kept myself yeah. as spoiler free as possible. All I knew was that it was going to be, it was going to have Ellie and Ryan. It was yeah. going to go into their story. Have, and have so I had, I had I no idea yeah. that it was also going to have the stuff with Ellie and Joel. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So when the DLC yeah. opened yeah. with Joel falling and yeah. like, uh, already, I was, I was almost, like, well, shit. I, I, you needed a framing device. Other, you needed a framing device yeah. for the flashback, otherwise it would be just a There's no props. way to get gameplay in there, really. That's what I'm saying. You could technically tuck this into the main game if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I, I just think because it works at least so much better. Framing <laughs> <device>. <laughs> so much better. Um, so I will say this. They did a... I... I feverishly absorbed all the media around this because I am ravenous about Naughty Dog stuff. And they did an excellent job of hiding the framing yeah. device. They never yeah. touched that. And Neil Druckmann and Bruce Staley both said, they're like, if you want to go, we're, the, the review embargo is about to break and we've managed to keep one thing from everyone. What oh, is that what off, it was? What pisses me off is that when you boot up the fucking game, it spoils it for you. Because when you when what you put your mouse over it, it says the description below says, "Oh, this is a story that takes place during the narrative of The Last of Us." Oh. And I was like, "You motherfuckers! I didn't know that." I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, is that but that's five minutes. That's less than a minute that's in. True. So that's to be true. fair, still. And I don't know still. if that's what they're talking about. I thought what they were going to be talking about was the kiss. Oh yeah. no! See, they, that's they, what I assumed too. Yeah. No, they they well yeah no. But no, it was fantastic. It was everything I wanted from Naughty Dog. I don't know if y'all heard this, but I was um, watching an interview with Bruce Staley and Neil Druckmann, and they were talking about how while this is the first bit of DLC, single-player DLC, that Naughty Dog has released, this is not the first they conceived. It turns out that they thought that for Uncharted 1... They would have a scene where Drake was getting yogurt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly, where Drake was getting yogurt, essentially, and dribbling it all over himself. Oh, and then you have to press Vanilla L. yogurt, specifically. You have, to, you have to manipulate the joysticks to the lick spoon. up. Yeah. It's like on <laughs> but you're trying to eat yogurt. <laughs> so, no, um, they were going to do the train sequence oh, that, that eventually now. turned into the opening of Uncharted 2. That train ah. sequence was going to be single-player DLC for um, Uncharted. You kind of see that, yeah. Yeah. So they've been like try- playing with the idea of how to slot in a single-player DLC narrative for a while. And uh, so this was a uh, spun from the excellent Last of Us American Dreams comic. Which I haven't written. read. Yes, which I read the day I played the DLC. I ordered it a while oh, ago. Oh, good That was you. actually surprisingly good. I didn't like the art as much as I wanted to. I usually don't like traditional paper comic art. I'm more mm-hmm. into web comics. But, yeah. I'm really a big good. fan of Faith Erin Hicks, but she can't draw zombies. Well, uh, was I, that too mean? Face, it was too cartoony <laughs> for me. How do you not draw zombies this. well? That she seems right. This is not her first book with zombies. She did a book called Zombie Calling that was just about zombies. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I see the thing is, is that what Faith Erin Hicks draws the best are teenage girls and grizzled old yep. men. Yes, so she does like, it very well. Perfect. I'm I like, just don't know perfect. if it fit with The Last of Us the way I would like. I, I really enjoyed it, and what I really liked about it is that um, Neil Druckmann and um, Faith Aaron Hicks wrote it together. There's a there's a yeah. shortcoming that you get with some video game comics, and I'm not going to name names, Mass Effect, <laughs> where um, they're yeah. written by people who um, Dragon Age, where they um, are comics. They're video game writers, so they know the you don't know how to write for comics. They don't know how to write for comics. Right. I was saying that. Really <laughs> I can't remember. And Neil yeah. Druckmann at least went to Faith Aaron Hicks, and they wrote it together. They crafted that story. It makes together. a lot of sense. Exactly, and you know it makes sense if you're working with a comic artist. The most 
disrespectful thing you could do is just hand them a script and say, well, I'm a writer, go for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like you, I'm a writer, I know what I'm doing. Exactly. I wrote as if, like, being a comics artist isn't, even if you are not writing comics, you, you are as instrumental to the writing process even if yeah, you Yeah, and that's true for, for most mediums with the writers. You can't just go in the film after writing a book and say, well, no, this is how... This is how it's going to be. This is going to. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. It doesn't work. They're well, you can argue that with TV shows or films in particular, once you've written it, there's nothing precious about your script. Your right. script can and will be changed and adjusted. The only thing you can do is cut it. That's the only thing left to do. There's no. You can't add anything because there's not enough space. You can change a few things, sir, but you're not really going to fundamentally like change comics. The whole you can thing. manipulate pacing, obviously. Yeah. But like, if you are not, and and even then, like a lot of times, depending on the script, if it's panel one. Uh, a, a, a congress full of people arguing, shouting, this half, you know, doing this, this half doing that, and it's a panel. You gotta fucking do that. You're the asshole that has to draw that. It's mm-hmm. like, there, yeah. you only have so much ability to manipulate that. Aww. Especially in, like, a, a, a pay for, you know, a, a freelance thing where you're just drawing it to get a dime as opposed to, like, a project you're invested in and, right. and part of. You gotta find the right artist who actually wants to work with you, and you gotta be willing to actually work with the artist. So that's why uh, American Dreams was such a phenomenon to me. So what is American Dreams about? American it's, Dreams... It's a prequel to this DLC in a lot of ways. Yeah, the, and it's uh, prequel to... Is it about them just meeting for the first time? Basically. Um, you, It's really the story of how Ellie gets her switchblade. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like, playing the, reading it, I assumed that it was gonna be the story of how Ellie got bitten. And it is not. Yeah, it's just too. the story of how I kind of assume this is what this get, that this DLC would be about too, yeah. Yeah. So um it, it, it was kind of Oh well, yeah, I mean it's part it's a component, but it's not really the point. Oh man, left behind. Okay. I've talked around it. Okay you guys. Alright, we can talk about left behind now. Conley. For those okay. of you listening at home, they're not faking this. They look kinda <laughs> upset. This isn't fake. You guys, you guys are talking about how sad it is uh, the one-armed guy in the air vent, right? That that that's what you're really. I liked. I liked the layered-in thing. Like, so one of my favorite things in um the the Last of Us was this the tiny arc of Ish. Yeah. Community, which is a story that's told entirely through environmental storytelling. That vacation where you just assume everything went horribly wrong and then you get out. And yeah. they, they spray painted. That was so nice. That was a really they good. They spray touch. painted the warning: don't go in, and you yeah. know they someone got out. Ish, Ish, and Lady Pooh got out. Bless them. Uh, but I don't uh, remember anyone named Lady Pooh. I feel like that was. She was my favorite character, Jacob. <laughs> um, uh, she was the tough. Hermione was a much better fit <laughs> for that character. I don't care what you. <laughs> anyway, um, no. Uh, it, so they have, yeah, they have a very subtle, very light sub arc in Left Behind about these poor um, QZ soldiers who are get trapped in the location that Ellie is is uh, exploring through, which I thought was nice. It was very lightly done. There was much to yeah. it, but I did like that it was. There. But that's what it needed. It needed a reason for. That why that helicopter was there so conveniently, mm-hmm. and why and the uh, stuff with the uh, pharmacist, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, and nice did you see that they started Twitter accounts for all those stores in the mall? No. And they stopped tweeting September 26th last year. <laughs> they went that far in advance. The last thing that Seriously? yogurt store tweeted was that they were giving out water. 
Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Did the pet store talk about how we're closing the gate and we're going to make this the worst part of the DLC because you're going to have to clear out this, kill all the rooms, uh, all the zombies in this room? That was not, I I, I did not think that was the worst part of the game. Yeah, I the was last, able to that sneak around that. I game. got stuck. Well, I yeah, assumed I that part of the, I assumed that part of the DLC was going to. I, I thought most of the encounters. Yeah, I think was, you just snuck around them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, really? The, the, I just barely made it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I, 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 be I tried to sneak out, but the the, 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 the mm-hmm. to open the door in the pet shop, it's one of those doors with a quick time where it takes like a good thirty seconds to open up the door. And well, if yeah, there's you any zombies nearby, I threw a bottle behind where you start once I got further in. See, I tried that. It just didn't work for me. I had to kill. I, I just have to kill all yeah, dead motherfuckers. Oh, okay. I was surprised that I actually managed to get through, but I did without killing all of them. But that, I tried yeah. to stealth kill them, but I didn't have any luck. I couldn't knife most of them. I feel like an idiot because it wasn't. I, I, I'm terrible at the Last of Us gameplay, which I think is actually important to getting in character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bonus, it's good that I'm terrible. But I forgot until the very end that the trick to that game is to quickly incapacitate someone and then shiv them. Yeah. Like, you have yeah. to chuck something at him and then shoot him real quick. That's the best which, way to take someone down. Which you can kind of do to the people that are still slightly changed, but the full-on clickers are really Yeah, you hard can't do that. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. You gotta... It really... The game does it encourage you to take advantage of the fact that you're underpowered and you better sneak yeah, around. Yeah, give me the yeah, I played the whole... people in with a brick and then take yeah. them all out with a yeah. nail yeah. bomber. But yeah. Yeah, I at least the there's only two hard, big combat gauntlets in the game. There's that and there's the actual bit where you're trying to get back to Joel at the And that last one was a bit much, I have to say. That was a I like the first part. I thought that worked well, but yeah, it went on too long. The best part of the game, the part we're going to be talking about, are two two girls hanging out at a mall. Yeah, so there's at the end of the day, there's something fundamentally satisfying about playing a game where it's just teenage girls hanging out. Like that's, I almost, okay, we're officially entering spoiler territory now. There was almost a small part, small part of me that didn't want there to be a romantic element, just because it was yeah. so uncommon to have well, a friendship depicted. My wife just okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, Annie's brain's yeah, falling out. Yeah, concussion already. Oh, we so forgot sorry. about that. So now <laughs> Annie really <laughs> is crying. For those of you at home. Can you take uh, a second? I'm sorry. Water? So then we got real quiet. <laughs> yes, I, I took some, some uh, eight-hour. I think can't Aww. Okay, I'm gonna get you some water. Okay. You okay, Annie? Mm. So for uh for for yeah yeah Annie's got a soft head still. I feel bad because Foley's gonna feel really bad. No, it's okay. Oh, oh man. I feel bad because it's no, easier to forget that you've got head damage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the, um... We're talking... <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, we're gonna have to rush you to the hospital for, for Brutal Legend. Oh, It'll just be me and Bill talking about The Last of Us if you do that. Do you want that to happen? And we're talking about Brutal Legend. <laughs> <laughs> well, statistically, Conley's here. That's not unlikely. Yeah. You know what? Some people would argue that that wasn't even actually a romantic kiss, which is really weird to see people. Well, they're dumb. (laughs) They're dumb. That's the thing. At the end of the day... I don't think it would have gone on to be a full-on romance per se, but I think that's kind of stupid. It's weird to... It's weird to see people... People are like, well, how is... is, how how like how is uh, Ellie's yeah. lesbianism going to affect her relationship with Joel? I don't think the fact that she's, that she's necessarily a lesbian. Yeah. It's just it's, I it's saw weird. people 
It's weird that people can't parse this idea of like two girls having a, a friendship that kind of exists in that nether region of that 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 weird twilight region of like really passionate teenage relationship that kind of like has one foot in being best friends and one like that kind of graces a romantic thing, but it's not like this doesn't actually mean Ellie is gay. It's it's I don't know. It's it's I more saw... complicated than okay, that. Okay, you're officially protesting a little too much, dude. Yeah. What? Mm. You she think can... she's well, she can be. What I mean, it's just yeah, she's just no, a she kid. Can totally be. No, but I'm just saying. But like people, for me people are trying to assign a specific, like, what does this mean? And yeah. like, well, the know. fact of the matter is that it has no no ramification on the primary story whatsoever. No, no, no. Yeah, and no. that's one of the oh, things. That's that what's great about it. Is, yeah, and important about I, it. I saw people asking, well. Why would she be attracted to women? She doesn't know anything about lesbians. It's post-apocalypse. I'm like, dude, that's not how yes, that works. because you I had like to learn it. about it. For exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had to read a manual the size of a phone book before I could marry fully. You know, it's like no. Yeah. This really just shows the conversations about Ellie and her sexuality in this DLC. It really just shows how people just don't understand a how lesbians work, b how the human they heart understand works, how people or work. c how yeah lesbians. human beings operate outside of a video game. Yeah, no, it's 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 a weird litmus test for people. It says, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, and it's but it was just really enjoyable to play this game where it's just teenage girls hanging out in a mall, like yeah. and that that's it's it's sort of the thing where um a common uh objection to Gone Home is that there's nothing remarkable about it, but it's what's what sad makes it is so remarkable exactly that it is just a, a simple story of young girls, which is just something you don't experience in games, and to have it be a triple A like there's a part of me that makes me sad that this is DLC, that yeah, this is yeah. something that is entirely optional and removed. for what it's worth they're. I have to assume there's going to be a PS PS4 version of this at some point that will just have this put in it, and that's what most people will probably so. end up playing. I don't think they're ever going to port it to the PS4, just because the PS3 with its cell architecture stuff is so particular. Well, the thing about they're that is the PS... They're just going to stream it. They, they might do that, but the thing is that the PS2 was kind of the same way. It was super hard to develop for, but people didn't complain about it because they didn't have anything else. But they still managed to port all that stuff over eventually. I think it'll be a few years, though. It depends on how that streaming service works out for him too. If that doesn't do well, it really yeah. depends. Uh, I mean, it, it depends on how uh, how soon uh, the Last of Us team, uh, their next project, is in the pipeline. They might just ha put them on uh, a, a Last of Us port for the PlayStation Four, just to give yeah, them something to do to tie them over. Like what? Like oh, just to give the production that Naughty Dog will not be working on. No, they won't do it. They happens. didn't port. They didn't port Jack and Daxter. You don't. You don't put your your triple A no. primary caliber team on ports. Well, yeah, no, but it's the Last of Us. Oh, okay, whatever. That's not the point. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're talking. <laughs> that's about. not the point. The boy. We're has talking about how many people uh, actually beat the two. Uh, did you guys successfully complete the uh, two, uh, the 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 two D fighting game? Yes, yeah. of course. I, I did the second that time. The Knives Angel that was game. Really cute. Of course, I did. That was so yeah. cute. Really cute. Yeah. So what I thought was really interesting is that clearly their thesis in this DLC was to figure out with the existing gameplay mechanics they had how to develop a relationship using that, those gameplay mechanics. Yeah. So they, this was the first ever Naughty Dog game we have ever played where there were actually some dialogue prompts and uh, yeah. where you could actually direct the combat or, or conversation, I should say. And like they even manipulated how combat works, like by having the water gun battle, like uh, that yeah. brought in. I watched that. Play. I couldn't win. And uh, I didn't either. And oh, um, really? I I beat the shit out of Riley at that. <laughs> it's almost like you're a good shooter, dude, Bill. Yeah. 
I played that game on hard the entire game, and I still couldn't. I still couldn't do it. I I, I'm on easy mode for babies every time. You better yeah. believe it. I've heard about that game that you either need to put it on easy mode and just kind of breeze through, or you need to put it on hard and you need to really go yeah. through it. See, yeah. I always played on normal, and it was just totally fine to me. Like, it, you know, it was okay. It was normal. It was not too hard and not right. Or and that's not, the not problem easy, is so. that um, a lot of what it tries to do is this thematic thing where yeah. it's very difficult, and you have to really scrounge around, and yeah. it doesn't really do that well on normal. So, a lot of people who complain about the uh, uh, gameplay, I'm t I've heard it might be just due to that. Yeah. And to be fair, the suiting controls are a little wonky at times. I think they're deliberately so, though. Yeah. I think yeah. it's deliberately not super tight, not super... And you can actually, with um, uh, Joel's crippling drug addiction, where you find those pills all over the place and can upgrade them, you can actually make that a little better, but that's so yeah. late into the game that yeah. most people who stop playing because of the gameplay aren't going to yeah. see it. And to be fair, if you really don't like the gameplay and you want to quit, you should quit. I'm not judging yeah. those people, but... Oh, wait, no, I, I, The Last of Us took us a long time to beat, A, because we were very emotionally into it, and we were um, drawing it out as much as we can, but it was a very hard game for us to play. Like, we are not super stealthy people, we're not super yeah. shooter people, and so yeah. we really struggled with it, but I thought that struggle was part of the point for right. the experience. And I'm the kind of person where if there's a really tough combat sequence, I will never drop difficulty down, because I don't, I kind of like banging my head against something for two hours in this weird way, and then finally getting out of it. I think I think I've just played too much Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That gauntlet in the pet stop, uh, pet shop. That was the only time the game actually asked me, like, "You've been dying well, a lot in this last half hour. Do you want yeah, to drop down the devil?" And I was like, too. "Fuck you! I'm gonna get through this." I really think we just snuck past all the people. In yeah, the I, that was well, a problem yeah. point. There was one point where you first come out. It's your first chance of setting your opponents against each other, where yeah. you first come out and you sneak out through that duct, and you're oh, up high great. in that shop, yeah. and there are the infected here, and just beyond are the fireflies, and you can set them. I yeah. restarted that sequence a couple of times just to try out a few different ways. And mm -hmm. what's interesting is I did notice after the third or fourth time I reloaded, they dropped more ammo around me. Like they yeah. really made it easier. Like I was, I was like, okay. Yeah. I appreciate the hand up. I have to say for that me, the anybody... Thing was, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. The thing for me was, uh, it's been so long since I played that game the first time, it took me a while to get used to the controls, so I think that's why I had yeah. to struggle in the pets up. Yeah. Is it, I just hadn't quite readjusted the way combat worked. Absolutely, yeah. Because it is so, there's such a particular it. language yeah, to it's, play. It's, uh, what's the word, idiosyncratic. Mm -hmm. I was just disappointed there weren't, weren't, weren't uh, more starved animals in the cages. Because that's the only I, way I know. My theory was that the they last only tweet did. From I'm that sorry, go pet ahead. store Twitter Twitter account. I'm surprised the last thing it tweeted wasn't we let the animals out. Yeah. <laughs> I swear animals. to God, they only did that whole pet shop sequence so they could all get pictures of their dogs in that game. So Jacob. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Jacob, so you missed the photo booth on your first time. I went back it. and got. I found the chapter select, and I went through the photo booth. Oh, but I missed yeah. it the first time. Oh. I was. Oh, did you, so did you find the spot where they talked about their vacation? There's a spot where they talk about vacation? Going yeah. to Bora Bora? Yeah, it's really cute. They're going to go, they're that's gonna go the, surfing in LA. Or that's whatever. the first yeah. part of the game where I was like, is that, that kind of heading towards like a kind of like a little bit of a thing with with these two characters a little bit? So where I, wondered, find this? I wondered. I wondered. Where is this from, at? Uh, it's like one of the first, where you're very first exploring the mall with Riley. Yeah. Um, you can turn around. You can like basically make a right and turn around a little bit, and there's a big billboard for travel service, and they talk huh. about, uh, you still saving up that. for that big vacation? Oh, yeah. yeah. So much, they pack so much stuff into that, those sequences in the mall. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's actually an achievement which I missed that you actually get uh, if you actually ha- like unlock all the co- possible conversations with Riley. So there's obviously stuff I managed to uh, miss. I'm gonna have now, to platinum this DLC. Yeah. Exactly. Man, yeah. that made me so neurotic. Like I neurotically went over and over every single corner because it I was worth to it. All of it from yeah. every little. Because that, that was the best, most unique part of this. Because. Uh, a, 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 a video game where the DLC, the heart of it is just two characters talking. B, that fact, the fact that it's two teenage girls, and well, and C is the little added thing of like, okay, well, there's a little bit of a romantic thing going on too. But yeah, that's I've never played anything quite like this in a video game before. This is really unique. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a delight, and I thought the acting was phenomenal. I thought the set design was phenomenal, and to have the um, the parallel of these two experiences in malls yep. with like the most important people. I like all the mall stuff. I know, Conley. Yeah. At the I end, know. where it's going back and forth, juxtaposing yeah. stuff happening with Ellie right. and Jewel and stuff happening. With the cutaways were definitely. Great. I I cried a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You open the door, uh, and then you you go further in, and then she's open the other double, it's it's all great. And the mall was a really smart design, design decision, because they could reuse assets yeah, in, yeah, a lot of, yeah. in a lot of spots. So In a way that felt still, very organic. Yeah. I'm the kind of person who likes that. I'm like, oh, they totally reused that. That's genius. Yeah. Well, but I'm I like, like it's opposite, like, version. Ellie and Riley, it's hot summer, they're both sweaty, and it's kind of funky, and it's all, like, like there's, like, life and everything everywhere, but, like, you know, in, in the mo- present day, it's Colorado, everything is kind of snowed in, and it's kind of, yep. like, a different vibe. Um, I mean, that, that was interesting. To... Um, but, man, that was, man, there's more stuff I want to talk about, but, like, did you guys fuck up the quick time event with the kiss? There was a quick yes. time event? You, yes, I, I really screwed up the uh, quick time event, and it just cut away and stabbed me in my neck. It was weird. Oh, they're making a joke. It's <laughs> oh, no. Did you like joke. It? <laughs> 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 a crime punishable by death for the kingdom of um, I I really loved the okay that 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 Riley gave her her pun book. Yeah, there's three of those and books in your backpack the cover when you're in Colorado. Is available if yeah. you like look through the backpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and there's three well, of them okay. if you go into the mall when she's yeah. with Joel and look through she, her backpack. There's three books. So I was wondering you, if you could find those books. Yeah, she's been books. collecting those books now as yeah, a result. When you, yeah, but there's only one in the backpack in the uh, older sequence. No, there in, in is the there? well, yeah, she because she in the and in the game proper when you turn into Ellie. For the first time, you can look through her inventory and you find her joke books. Yeah. Did you think so. it was weird when uh, she picks up the bow? She says, "This is where I got the bow from." <laughs> I thought that was a bad piece of writing. Conley, can we just have Conley on to give Bill disapproving looks? <laughs> she doesn't have to speak. I've had I've had Stockholm syndrome with my friendship with Bill long enough that I usually laugh at his bad jokes. So I need somebody around to give him the stink eye he deserves. No, but the I've been listening to the podcast too long to the say, fact that I the, have Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, I can't help you there. Just even the fact that the pun sequence goes on for so long and it's yeah. such it's such nicely acted. The voice oh, acting yeah. is just so and like you, it almost feels like the the, the characters uh, the the voice actors they're hanging out in a, in a booth. 
kind of yeah. shooting the yeah. shit with, with each other because like it's so relaxed. Well, they're doing the motion capture at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah, a little bit, but the I mean, actually, if you look at their faces, like if you're really close, like swing the uh, swing the camera around to look at their faces yeah. while they're yeah. talking, it's really it's just like like they're not actually. But they frame it super well. I have noticed some weird things where they're obviously using weird tricks to get it to work on PS3. Things like where the texture's kind of floating just a little bit above the character face. And well, the only in terms of uh, Ellie and Riley, the only the only even vague issue I had with not not I even hate to say because it makes yeah. sense like I'm trying to find uh, 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 <laughs> have a problem with it's what the, the internet Bill? you must criticize Bill? it Bill Bill right? no, look at our faces Bill no Riley is <laughs> obviously like a thirty year old lady like her voice actress just did she just she just did sound like I don't get that, that at all yeah. Yeah. I thought she, oh, really? she sounds no. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same. She can't win an Academy Award for that because I would, I would vote for. Her. It was because I'm on the board for voting just, for that. Obviously, the animation when they're fa- like, like it's it, the idea of them just hanging out in the mall and just so much of this being talking is is is, is good. But like the, the execution of the animation, how oh, so yeah. much so much emotion and so much of those conversations is just carried. Like when they're arguing and yeah. w- w- exactly what point of the conversation the other person's getting upset the other person at just comes yeah. through just like just it drop the features organic. and just like yeah. oh my it looked like two real people just actually having a real conversation and yeah. oh my god. It just... was absolutely phenomenal. I am so proud of yeah. Mighty Dog. And th- what I really was impressed by was that they sort of chose very deliberately to make this a character piece instead right, yeah. of a gameplay piece because if you broke very it down smart. there's very little actual combat in the whole thing yeah, yeah no that's what I'm saying there's only one really two big combat gauntlets in the game yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, man then there's a Halloween store G4. yeah that was so Portable. good am I gonna grow boobs or what it's so good <laughs> I must have missed that one I can't tell if Bill's just making stuff up. No, or that, that was something. real. Okay. Yeah, that was real. If you keep going with the the skeleton, like one of the things she says, I'm oh. just gonna grow tits. Uh, I just assumed yeah, Alan that. Alan cloudy or something. Yeah. Like yeah. I yeah. read the entire joke book. I went through all of that. Yeah. I yeah. did not stop until the game told me that. I must have missed this, but one of the costumes in the costume shop is supposedly Nathan Drake. Like, there's a costume <gasps> that's one of the really? costume sets. Yeah. Why did you see love- that? But I love that. What you can put on, or is it just? No, 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 no. Okay. Just like on the, I, I mean, was looking. Could you imagine? I was looking desperately for like not any sort of like either Jack and Daxter or uh, Uncharted jokes. Well, in the arcade, the sit-down racing game mm-hmm. is a, is Jack is yeah. like a Jack, Jack and Daxter racing. racing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Man, like yeah, the fucking like Riley doing the like imagining that the, was the so fighting good. game. That so was good. actually, aside from the fact that it's also just a great piece of love just for video games in general. Yeah. Just yeah. the way it's And unlike most and... things, it felt really genuine. Yeah. Jazz Punk, Jazz Punk tries to do some of that stuff where it's got like that uh, Street Fighter reference and all that. But it just, it, it throws so much at you, it just loses all meaning. But this, it feels very impactful. Yeah, it's one of the best dramatic moments I've seen in anything yeah. in a while, regardless of a movie or video game or anything. Yeah, like, like, like The Last of Us is just got to be the best piece of entertainment I saw all last. Yeah, because like for, like some of the best parts in this aren't even stuff maybe you're playing. It's not even like a game as much as just it's great cutscenes to watch on. So it's like watching a great like little movie yeah. show. Or something. But I I feel like the gameplay was so it much does. part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it feeds that, into it super well. Well, yeah, yeah stuff and, like the squirt gun thing, where like it's technically you're shooting and you're kind of using those mechanics, but it's a squirt gun. It's they're they're playing. Yeah. 
they're pl- how when's the last time you've played in a video game with like your kid you're playing and having fun? Yeah, I just and with like with you... this other person who is this very formative influence in your life. I'm gonna shout yeah. out Annie talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say okay. I liked it. <laughs> I'm done. I, I just well, it was really great the way that they um like I said they were very deliberate in well what tools have we what sort of language have we developed in terms of how the player can interact with the game and how can we use that to feed back into this relationship and then they went with some things that were non-conventional like the one or two dialogue prompts and options right and, and the, like the things fighting like things. Fake, the, yeah, the fighting thing and like the photo booths were just like little things like you can choose oh, the faces they made. And that I, I will admit, Naughty Dog got me. That was the first time and probably the last time <sighs> I have ever connected a video game to social media. That yeah. I wish I'd had a Facebook account just to see that. Just have my I regretted not that, like linking my Facebook sudden. account because when it prompts you at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'll fuck that shit. But I, was I, like, oh, I, mean, I, went back I thought that was weird like, too. No, but then we're like, well, they say it's cool. I was gonna say, I proposition you where they're like, okay, this. Is actually cool, and I was like, yeah. "That's yeah, that was See, nice." I, I didn't read I, it; I just yeah. skipped through it, assuming it was the same thing. I yeah. drink the Kool Aid so much with Naughty Dog. I was like, yep. just yep. the the, high, the whole highlight of that thing is when not even just the the kiss, but uh, Riley's reaction where Ellie says, "I'm sorry," and she just the animation on yeah. Riley's face when she says, well, "Sorry for what?" And right. Ellie that moment was so well done. It's yeah. whatever that moment is. It's just the acceptance. And it's just like, oh my fucking god. Yeah. And, and you know that. what's gonna happen. You know. Yeah. You know exactly. Yeah. Because they're blasting music and a zombie. <laughs> and that's why you need. Yeah. And it's Eddie James, and it's just like it's perfect. It's a perfect. No, it moment. was Sonny and Sarah. It wasn't Eddie James. Oh, I thought it was. It was a cover uh, of. You no, it was Eddie James. James. It was Eddie James yeah. covering. Yeah, it was Eddie James. Oh, I didn't. I, I assumed that was just a cover band because they couldn't get the rights. Um, no, but that was but... Eddie James, my friend. No, but the, okay, let's get to it. What I really loved about The Last of Us was the um the that less is more way they approach the ending sort of thing, mm-hmm. and I loved it with Left Behind. They absolutely hit that note again, where it's like they don't have to show us what happens after the bite. Like we just, what's important is that last conversation and that decision that they make together, and the way that parallels to uh, Ellie fighting for Joel. And right. then to me, that then enriched yeah. the end of The Last of Us for me, that Joel was willing to fight for them to the very end. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's see, what I'm saying. If if you were to plug this DLC into the main game, that that's the one thing that would benefit the main game. Would I think? It, no. It would benefit. <laughs> it's got to be after. Here's why. As an epilogue, you could put it on the end after the credits and say, "Here's the DLC." Yeah. Go the reason it. why I disagree that would is work. that for me, the point of The Last of Us is kind of this complete arc of their relationship, from um, meeting and being distrustful and growing to trust, and then having this moment that could be this breaking of trust, yeah. this moment of and dishonesty. I would say it was. And but what I like about this DLC is that for me, I now go back, I play this, and now I'm like, well, Ellie's from the perspective where you do, you fight to the end for for love, and that now that made me kind of like feel a little differently about the ending, but not in a way that was untrue to the characters, but just kind of enriched that that feeling. Now, see, in that well, I agree with you on some of that. To yeah. some extent, I disagree. Yeah. Like this made me feel even worse about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, yeah. not saying that I dislike yeah. the ending. I love the ending. I Whereas, loved it too. Uh, the the way to put that more correctly would be it made me feel sadder about that. Right. Thing. Yes. Right. Because, That's how um, I felt. Yeah. Because with this, like I remember, like in the game, Ellie talking about like 
I, I, when I was bitten, I was with my friend. Yeah. Like, I felt like I should have died. And, yeah. like, I know that I should have died a long yeah. time ago. And then, and like, actually yeah. seeing it and seeing yeah. the, like, relationship between her and Riley. Yeah. And that, like, she feels like, she, like, I, I think that Ellie would have gone through with it. 100% yes. with the fireflies. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's I think, how I... That's and, how I feel about it. And yeah. I think that, oh, she, I agree. that she knew that she was going to die, that yeah. it was her time to die, that it was finally, like, her time I don't to know. Go. I don't know if she and knew she was going to die, but I don't think it would have mattered to I her. think she did. I, I think know. she I, knew. I think well, she knew I think it, she was getting into, I, and, I that, and, that, um, and that at the end, she knew that Joel was lying. Oh, I yes. absolutely think. It, I absolutely but she knew she had to accept it. I yeah, I don't think the ending is about Ellie believing the lie. I think it's them like about, it's yeah. Ellie accepting like that like he's gonna tell her that, but that that's yeah. that's the relationship from now. To me, yeah. they're 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 living on that lie a little bit. Yeah. It's, so, it's it's yeah, I don't. To me, it's it felt still completely fractured. Oh no, absolutely, like, yeah. it's still yeah. fractured. I'm not saying that this fixes it. At all, like I said, ultimately it just kind of enriches it for me. Sure. And oh, like, absolutely. I'm not going. Like, I'm not going to um, disagree with you on that. I think it made the ending stronger. It's still the ending. The last of us sadder, is still fucked up. But all the sadder. Yeah. yeah. The it is it is like the building of trust and the breaking and of trust. And not showing. Yeah, I love it. Not showing what happens after the bite it almost suggests that it's almost too fucked up to even show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That was, the whole thing I, I was saying that. while I was in there eating my that burrito they cut and away. Yeah. <laughs> that they oh, had the courage to cut away. Well, because who knows things. how the fuck that actually went it's down. It's not really important yeah. to let your mind fill in the blanks. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, and that's where the walking dead fails. Like, yeah. me, did is that it always to has to show you. It's going to be super gory. Well, this is... And in the main like, game, Ellie says she never fired a gun until Joel gives her the gun, so she didn't... Obviously, so what I'm assuming... Ellie is really good have, with that shiv. Mm -hmm. yeah. you well, you never know. Maybe yeah, that's... But, like, I would imagine what happens is they probably went back to the Fireflies, and that's how Ellie first meets, but it's... Maybe the Fireflies put... Riley I think they do. Up. But who knows? I mean, that, that would make no. the most obvious sense. What, do I you think... think do you think Ellie actually put uh, Riley out? I think what happened... They stayed in the mall. They went they back, they had to the go get their backpacks. And yeah, I would assume yeah. that after Riley turned and Ellie she just real... fucking didn't, yeah. that she, then she, she kept waiting is what I get. I, yeah. She kept waiting there thinking, okay, I'm next. Yeah. Watching so they her stayed in the mall until, then... until Riley changed? I believe yes. that the Fireflies maybe mm -hmm. found them. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, that could be... You know, because the... Well... Yeah. No, because if they'd have found them, they would have just assumed Ellie was going to turn no matter how long. If they exactly. had just found her... Well, I didn't say that's within actually hours. Yeah. No, she's no not matter going how back long. To, she's not going back to the military school. No matter how long, I have to assume if they had found right. Ellie and there... At the end with of the DLC, they turn around and go back into the mall. Well, yeah, I know. Then, not, she had yeah. then how, how are y'all proposing that the Fireflies find and meet up with Ellie if they are waiting for her to turn any minute? No, I thought that's what you were suggesting, that eventually the Fireflies found her in the mall. I think if that had happened, they would have seen Wiley and that Ellie was bit and would have just sought her then and there. They wouldn't have asked any questions about how long she'd been there or anything. Well, where are y'all proposing that Ellie went after she got bit? Back into the mall. That's what, Wiley. that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, saying. You guys are agreeing. Because <laughs> I thought she said that the Fireflies found her in the mall, but I'm yeah. saying if they found her in the mall, they would have just sought her then and there. They would have killed Ellie. I think well, Ellie unless, had to have left unless them Unless it was obvious that she hadn't been changed. After. It's obvious. It only takes a night for someone to change. Where it cuts off, so we don't know. I mean, well, you're yeah, okay. fill in whatever good point. fucking That's horrible a good point. thing it's you pointless. think happened. Oh, <laughs> what happened to you can read my fan fiction about how everything is awful <laughs> and nihilism is the only, the yeah. only comfort. 
Yep, right. Uh, it only uh, takes about 12 hours for someone to yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet release of death. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it only takes about 12 hours for Hermione someone to change Bandit because Bandit. we saw the kid in the uh, game when he gets bit. It's only about, you know, the, he wakes up as a zombie the next morning. Yeah. Yeah, so well, it doesn't take that long. So they could have just yeah, spent the night in the mall and, I don't know, who the fuck knows? Well, that's not really the point, but it's just, yeah, who knows? It's Man, just the heartbreaking. Point is that Ellie watches Riley turn. Yeah, which that's yeah. the point. Right. And I love, I love the way it feeds back into the ending because that game for me was Joel being broken, and then you he finds something to care about, and that right. just breaks him even more. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just he goes even darker. He finally finds something to care about in this world, and he's so desperately wants to protect it that he'll do anything and it just breaks him even more than he was. My God, my other question you. is when Riley so right, right after they kiss, Riley says I don't think the Fireflyers are gonna go for this. Or is she talking about them as a couple? I think they mean Or is she talking about Riley not going back to the fire? Yeah, Riley's they're not, not gonna let back. them go together. Okay, because okay, that's been a debate online too, is exactly what she means by they're no, not gonna it's go for the what like, this is. It's the post apocalypse. I don't think the they care about either. lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, well I don't well, know. Yeah. They they made a point of saying that Marlene does not want Ellie involved with Fireflies. I wanted to know more about her mom. Honestly, that's yeah, the only thing quick... I'd like to know. Just a little more. It works as it is. I'm not saying it's some big gaping plot hole, but I would like to know a bit more. There's read my fan fiction! <laughs> the, okay, it can weed into my fan fiction about how everything is awful, <laughs> and then we can just have like Bill there or Conway go. do the next part where everything cheers back up. There we go. Uh-huh. But how well, I'm not trilogy. reading Bill's fan fiction. Are you kidding? It's <laughs> okay. either going to be grotesquely pornographic, ridiculously goofy, or Bill off the deep and depressing. It's going to be fiction. one of those three. <laughs> maybe all how? three. Maybe all three. Yeah. <laughs> how flabbergasted must Naughty Dog be on the day the DLC comes out? Yeah. The Ellen Page. <laughs> when I saw people like, saying that on Twitter. Yeah. I heard that right after I got done. I thought yeah. it was a great joke. I thought people were making a joke. Yeah. DLC. <laughs> I thought it was about the DLC too, but I thought I saw that it was a link to a CNN article. I'm like, there's yeah. no way CNN cares this much exactly. about the Last of Us DLC. Yeah, if they did, really I would weird. read more CNN. Um, so uh, did they put that on February? F- People are saying, is, is that was, was that put out on February 14th as like that's because they usually do like stuff like that on a Tuesday. You're right. That might be. There might be something to that. Probably All I not. know is that it was the best Valentine's Day yeah. I could have done. Mm-hmm. Foley made me big steak dinner, and we just hung out and played video games. It was beautiful. Man, beautiful. that was good. I like that was fucking... You know what? And it's funny to think that's probably the last brand new thing I'll ever play on the PlayStation 3. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to play Persona 5. What's up? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Persona 5 and Dark Souls 2 on PS3. I'm not waiting for the PC version. Okay, but that's probably the last... PlayStation yeah. brand new thing I'll one plan. That's that's a good and also that's that's You're gonna play Dark Souls with me? I'll buy it. I'll buy it on <laughs> Xbox three sixty. Yeah. Um, I don't have an Xbox. So Yeah, way to go, Bill. Yeah. I didn't even realize <laughs> it was all my this way. I didn't even know it was on PlayStation three. <laughs> Uh, I'm still an Xbox. It's a Japanese game. Of course, it's on PS3. Oh yeah. man, yeah, fucking video games, man. Video games. Four hours man. later. Yeah. Left behind. Let me just say one more time: the Naughty Dog. God bless. Naughty, yes, with I, the Last of Us. That may be my favorite video game experience I've ever yes. had in my life. 
I, it's not my favorite. Final Fantasy Tactics just influenced me as a kid too much. Sure. That game. Mine is still uh, combat from Atari. Yeah. I was waiting for that, Bill. Yeah. yeah. Conley's still not having it. I will say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just come sit here in the background every time you go. So we just need a framed picture of you just kind of like looking. Just... Yeah, I was thinking about getting a screen grab, but my screen's so pixelated. <laughs> It's like pixel art with you guys moving around. I can make an adventure Molly, I love you. this. It's just dialogue trees with Bill saying something inappropriate. And, uh, yeah. Anyway. Hey, everybody. This was the Boy Hattie Podcast. Well, We're at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter, boyhattiepodcast.com. You can leave us a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. Thank you so much, Conley and Jacob, for joining us this week. For three and a half hours. It was, it was much- just- I this told was everyone just I was list. There was some really important Harry Potter stuff to <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we could work some stuff out in our therapy session. It'll be next. <laughs> and he got reconcussed. It was yeah. a beautiful emotional oh, journey. Poor Foley. Oh, poor uh, Foley. Yeah, so, I know. Um, go, go give Foley a hug. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely will. Before right, we friends, leave, yes. do we want to talk about brothers at all? Because it seems to keep coming uh, uh, up. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> brothers, maybe play, play it. Eh. Maybe yeah. May play it or not. There's no skin yeah. off my nose. We will leave it. non-optional. We will leave it left behind. Oh! When I, I don't like the name of that DLC because it reminds me of those crappy movies and those books made by those uh, weird Christian people. Oh yeah, the le- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, what's you? I liked it. Then recontextualize that with gays. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Here we go. See, I, I like. Someone asked me about I think names. they should call it, call it "Let's Behind," and it's really uh, Riley poking uh, Ellie in the butt. It's you're describing again you Tina's Tino fan with fiction. Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, friends, we'll be back next week. Take care. Okay. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.